Hello, everybody. We're live. It's Christmas. This is Spotlight, the official podcast The Grapple. How's it going, fellas? All right. Well, you're off, sh- you're off shaking it up, haven't you? You've, you've dropped the script and everything. Uh, well, it's a casual one tonight. You know, we've all got beers. It's Christmas. The chat's looking uh, looking busy already. People know who we are. Our names should be on screen anyway. And if they're not, I probably messed up somewhere. But, you know, I, I can fix that. Uh, <laughs> how are you both? How's things? Not too right. much. Not too bad. I, I was actually waiting for the official uh, official podcast of Grapple Line there, because I was going to say, this is very much not this week. This is unsanctioned. This is, Turn the lights off and turn them back on again. This is unsanctioned match. Uh, I'm a bit, uh, <laughs> a, bit wor- a bit worried about this one. <laughs> that bloke from the... Which commission was it used to turn up in Ring of Honor all the time? Frank someone? Was it Frank Talent, I want to say his name? From, like, the local commission? Yeah, and he'd always turn up and get involved in angles. Yeah, he wouldn't be approving this podcast. He wouldn't approve it on a regular week, let's be honest. <laughs> like, he wouldn't have approved the serious stuff, but on a regular week, you would have taken deep offence to some of the mm. podcasts. Yeah. See, that's, these are the types everyone. of ones. Yeah, the chat's filling up. We've got Chris Elliott in there. Our mate Gunny's in there. Um, good to see uh, yeah, people lads. around. Yeah, we're going to have uh, quite a... It's going to be a bit of a mess, this. We're going to have a few guests coming on uh, to chat with us. We're going to be answering questions from Twitter. We're going to be answering questions from the live chat as well. JP, I gave you that job. Um, yeah. You know, we'll uh, we'll figure it out. I think the the bigger a shit show it is, the better the show it's going to be. That's kind of my thought on it. Oh, uh, yeah. And I think given the news today, the tragic news this morning, mm-hmm. I think this is the kind of show where, like, look, we're just going to try and have a pick-me-up, really. You mm-hmm. know? Try and yeah. have, a, have a few drinks. It's been a horrific year at the best of times, mm. and it seemed to kind of reach one of its, certainly wrestling nadirs today. So, yeah, mm. sorry to start off on a downer like that, but I mean... No, it's... got to mention him. I think the, yeah. the, the world kind of, That was the thing, we, we went back and forth, didn't we? Like, mm. is, is, is it right to do a podcast today, considering like how much the wrestling world is, is hurting today? And, you know, you saw it last night when the, when the news broke, I was up late, like, saw, all, saw it breaking... Saw all of the, you know, the different comments from, you know, people that knew um, Brody Lee over the years, and it just went on forever and ever, and it was like, last night, I think if you'd asked me, I'd have said, no, let's not do this podcast today. Got up today, kind of saw, you know, even more of an outpouring on Twitter today, and I don't know, I, I kind of, I feel the same way as like a lot of other people have kind of said, like for me, you know, I listened, I listened slash watched the Brian and Vinny Christmas special today with a drunk Brian Alvarez uh, being obstinate and shouting at the other lads, and I thought, you know what? If that gave me a distraction, this will give some other people a distraction as well. Um, so it's worth doing. But like you said, JP, we've got to, definitely got to mention at the top, like what an mm. absolutely tragic story uh, the past the past and the Brody is. It's, I think it's one of those things where like it, it hurts a lot because of, of him being, you know, obviously a very good family man and. You know all of the the outpouring of grief you've seen mentioning his kids and his close friends and stuff, but I think just the fact that it's somebody you know currently on on TV at least until two months ago who you know none of us had any real idea was was struggling in any way or you know was was ill uh, in any way, and it's just the out of nowhere nature of it, the fact that it's on Boxing Day with his kids, it's just it is such a just a sad sad story. Yeah, it's the worst. 41 mm. years old, absolutely no age. Um, mm. Horrific condition. Like, just, mm. I mean, I think it, they said it was a non COVID related lung condition. And it's just like, mm. you know, you just feel so much because, you know, this is someone with a young family, you yeah. know, appeared to be like coming into the prime of his career. 
had mm. kind of rebound considering that he'd left WWE and gone to AEW during a pandemic. So he never debuted in front of like a really live crowd. Mm. Um, but a lot of his work, I can always remember us speaking about it in AEW. was like, well, this is better than I thought it would be because you're thinking Dark mm. Order and all this other stuff. And he made it work. And so you were kind of like looking forward to him coming back and, you know, even thinking the dynamic with him and like a John Silver and stuff like that. So when you hear this, it's just like completely knocks you for six because, you know, as fans, we're completely unaware. Mm. You know, I think there's a, a feeling that, that obviously people within the company knew um, how severe this was. But it's, it's absolutely tragic. I mean, he's younger than me. And it just kind of that's the kind of stuff that really hits home. Like you just mm. think, oh my god, that is just absolutely no age at all for a big, what you would assume is a kind of physically fit man. Um, mm. I spent part of today going back and watching a, a couple of matches of his, um, and it was a great one against Shingo Takagi in um, in Dragon Gate. And I think that's if there's a, a thing to do from it. I think there was a, a word out there saying that you know becoming organ donors would be something that, that the family would want. But I also think as well it's just like going back and watching through his career. And mm. just thinking, you know, God, like, you know, when he was given those chances, he, you know, completely, he really nailed them. Uh, mm. I was going to go back and watch that um, Shield-Wyatt match as well. But yeah, um, yeah, really tragic, tragic story. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, I mean, I think that was it. Like the same, like woke up this morning, saw that news and was, you know, you're just thinking like, God, like, essentially the same age as like me and you jp and you just think god what like no age kind of thing and you and uh, you're just sort of thinking oh you know do you want to come in here and do this podcast tonight and kind of shoot shit about wrestling and things because it just feels so it just it, it just at that time you know it felt mm-hmm. it felt such a downer but i think the bit the big thing was for me was just that positive outpouring that you just saw all over twitter and i think in a, in a year where we've had so many people just you know, I don't know, you've, you've almost like looked at wrestlers and just thought like, oh God, they're all just absolute fucking assholes. They're all just horrible people and things, you know, the outpouring and things that you've seen about him and the positive words about him, not only just to his family, but to like younger wrestlers or wrestlers that he'd been working with for a lot of years and things and what a good guy he is and stuff. And it's, it's people like that that do kind of give you a bit of faith that yeah, actually, this uh, this odd hobby that we're <laughs> that we're into, you know, there are actually some people still left there in the business that are worth uh, following and supporting, and 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 that, and it's just such a god awful shame, you know. Like take take the wrestling out of the equation, you know, when you just get somebody in the prime of life, family man, good guy, and he's just like t- you know taken at the age of forty one, you just you know. Uh, you always think like at Christmas and you sort of like, well, it doesn't matter if it's Christmas or not kind of thing really, but just as well that time of year, you just, you know, you just think, God, what a, what a tragedy. And then when you bring wrestling into the mix and you just think where he was in his career, he was just about to, to, to blossom really, wasn't he? I haven't, haven't had mm. quite a few years, you know, on the shelf, on the back burner and things like that really with, with, with the way, the, the, the way he'd been booked, you, you, you sort of felt like, you know, this AEW run was going to be the making of him, really, and he was going to add a lot of value as well. It's just, like, awful on so many counts. Yeah, and that's, like, you know, Quirtio in the chat said that as well. Like, we haven't seen the best of him because it felt like he was having, you know, a second run in his career this year. Like, I did want to, like, you know, for a positive point, mention positive of his career and, like, big memories and stuff. But, like, for me, like, obviously, you know, 
seen him in Ring of Honor years ago and, you know, his indie run and stuff is, is something, you know, he had his Dragon Gate trips, his trips to Japan in general are all things worth mentioning. But this year felt like the highlight of his career, like uh, the Cody squash and then uh, the chain match. Like those two matches were such great business. Like, and that, you know, the, the match with that match with Cody, the second one where he dropped the belt to Cody was his last match. Um, and what a, what a match it was like it was it will be you know we're going to be doing our top 10 matches of the year in a, in a couple of weeks and it'll be it'll be in the mix you know certainly as a as a big memorable one from the year um and that's again that's the biggest thing like you know if you look at the turnaround of the dark order in the last year um in AEW like and that's down to him and a lot of it you know a lot of it's down to the, you know the lads on on being the elite and John Silver particularly but like that act had, had done such a 180 in this last year that like yeah, and as somebody who wasn't even a fan of the gimmick at the start, like I was fully turned around it, and I was wondering when he was going to come back and what he was going to do. Um, and yet, it really felt like he's been, you know, hugely, hugely cut short as far as like this, the second act uh, in his career. Uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, maybe JP, you got any any big memories of him or anything you wanted to mention? Um, I was going to say I was um going back and wanting to do sort of a bit of a retrospective. This there was. Hmm. Like I said, of the matches, and Eamon, God bless him, has put the match with Shingo in there. And it's only like sort of 10 minutes, but it's an absolute kind of barnstormer. And it's, it's different because it's a really big man in Dragon Gate. What are you two laughing at? I'm, I'm... Oh, I just had to mute Gareth the second because it sounded like you had burglars in. <laughs> yeah, oh, is that so, what it is? Sarah so, so was just getting some out of the fridge. So. <laughs> is she buzzing about that 1-1 draw today, I imagine? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got to win the league. Oh, mm. Jesus Christ. Anyway, but I, I would say that one, there's a, a, a cage match from Shikara, which is the only mm. cage match they've done um, against Cesaro. That was um, good fun that I, I was watching today as well. That's up on YouTube. Um, oh, and what's the other one? Um, there was a match against Moxley from CZW because mm. I just mm. wanted it as a comparison, Pete. But mm. um, it, it, it always seemed funny because he never he was never in those kind of bigger indies if that makes any sense it's not like he had the kind of like extended ring of honor run and stuff like that or even a sort of run in tna um mm. he kind of seemed to go from like very much the indies to wwe um mm. and it just always felt like they were always permanently missing the boat with him on that mm. but other than that kind of early wyatt family when it was a hell of an act and a hell of a presence and he was kind of the working glue holding it together for that team especially in there with the shield. He was like mm. the kind of, you know, the big reliable bloke you could put in there. So I would suggest to, to anyone out there, we'll try and put some links up. I'll try and find them during this and put them up in the chat. Um, I can see some stuff being suggested in here. Brody and Jimmy Jacobs versus Tyler Black and Net Necro Butcher and Ring of Honor. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hoping it's less depressing than the Charlie Brooker review of 2020, where we've started off on, on this now. I think the problem is, is that 2020 is fucking depressing, and we just mm. have to kind of accept that from the get-go. And this story is in that as well. So the best way to honour his memory is to go out there and try and find these matches, because it feels like, to me, there's a whole side of his indie career that I'm really interested in kind of getting to see now. It's just a shame that these are the circumstances that I'm going to be doing that in. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, you know, I think it's something we're going to be talking about in the coming weeks. And, you know, 
it's one of those it's it's hard to move on from it it's hard to you know to to distract even ourselves tonight uh and i've you know like i say we've seen people in even in the chat you know say that you know it's a it's a night where they don't want to hear you know off topic wrestling or, or other talk but like i say plenty of links in the chat to to matches i can see popping up in there and mm. um, different stuff uh, Eamon's put a link in there to a, a billy billy link for that eddie brody match for the shikara title totally with him on that one as a yeah. as a high recommendation and it is absolutely um something that we're going to be be talking about in the coming weeks but yeah let's get into it lads let's uh let's do what we we came here to do we're going to be doing a yes. bit of a bit of axe grapple we're going to be going through some questions if you have any questions you can put them on the chat you can you know add to twitter we've got a whole load uh, on the hashtag got a, a, quite a few added today that we'll go through a load of qu- really if your question is going to make jp squirm then i feel like it's a good question that's kind of the, the rule of thumb for these things um <laughs> he's pulling a face at me now for the, this is the for first the time we've done it with cameras which is a yeah. good thing with uh, no edit and afterwards as well that's actually i actually ooh. didn't think this through because uh, usually <laughs> this is the one that goes off the rails so if this episode appears in a completely different form in the podcast or i just don't archive the video you're gonna know why and it's because you asked us a question that, that got us in trouble so you know that's yeah. the type of stuff that we want from today uh we want to uh we want to have a real party um yes benny owens i've just uh noticed your comment there that is my nerdy background in, in the background my uh i've been proud to i've been waiting to uh to unveil this as far as a, a live video show goes if you're listening to the audio you're missing out i've got a lot of uh, semper vivi jr there i'm trying like i'd love to be semp you know he's uh there's a question we've got actually about your favorite people who've blocked you on twitter um he did block me once on twitter um, he's unblocked me now though so i'm quite happy about that because i love semp Aww. so that, that's what i'm going for i can see your background there jp you've got a uh, there's some men in tights i can't tell who it is though is that ishii in the middle yes that is um i'm very curious to see if people can actually guess I'm not mm. going to move the laptop further. You can work your eyes here um, mm. for this one. If you can guess who that little kind of pyramid is. Mm. And it's it's not in there because I, I was just fucking around with the picture frames today and I thought I might as well do that. So, yeah, a productive day, <laughs> all said. Uh, there's a couple of real left-field non-wrestling selections in there. You might guess who the person at the top is. I'm very curious mm. if you two can see who it is. Is oh, it the Pope? I can't see there. It's not the Pope. Uh, I mean, he does belong at the top. Absolutely true. It's not the Pope. Think of someone that I might think of in kind of deity form. He's got like a red jacket on. Is it me and jacket? Is that what it is? He likes wearing red. There's a clue. No guess. Go on, JP. What is it? I'm not going to say. I'm going to let people guess. They can do the work for it. That'll Uh, be the competition through the night. What are we drinking? Not Ian, right? Yeah, yeah, Wenger. There. Is it Vega? Yeah, from <laughs> Darren Allen. Uh, Vega. I would wow. say you like Burger, but it's actually a signed picture of Vega. Mm. It just says two JP, Arsene Vega. Um, mm. Yeah, the two there in the middle. That's gonna get people fucking. I would like to know how this came about. Did you have like a? Did you have a meeting in real life? Did you get this posted out to you? Like, what, what's the scenario with this Wenger signing? No, a friend of mine got it for me from an event mm. he was at that I wasn't mm. at. I'd love to lie and say I did meet him, but I never did. I met a few Arsenal players over mm. the years. Niall mm. Quinn as a child in the Bank of Friendship pub. <laughs> like, he was he was pissed. But he also used to drink at a dog and duck around the corner from the church wow. that we would be taken to as well. So who says Catholicism doesn't have his benefits? 
See, I've got my poster at the back, my Ring of Honor poster with Jerry Lynn mm. and Austin Aries um, sitting above Problematic Hulk. Or, he's a Christmas Hulk, though, so I feel like that might be better. Um, but that is actually signed by Ric Flair. And, like, I bought that at a 1PW show at the Liverpool Olympia from NXT UK superstar Ashton Smith at the merch table. Ric Flair wasn't on the show. He just had a big pile of Ring of Honor posters signed by Ric Flair for some reason. Uh, and he was selling them for a fiver apiece. So I feel like I got a bargain. Yeah, I feel like it's did. probably not real. But I'll take it, you know, unless uh, Ashton Smith. Uh, maybe he was convinced they were real. Um, so, you know, maybe he had a chance meeting with Ric Flair. I didn't really ask how it happened. I don't know if Ric Flair ever did any 1PW shows over the years or something. But, yeah, I'll take it. Is this when he went on the indies and started fleecing people like Ring of Honor? Yeah, like he still carries yeah. still, still fuming about that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that shoot interview. Yeah, and it was, a lot of people it was a lazy effort for a shoot mm. interview. And I've mm. seen some lazy shoot interviews in my time. Far too many. Well, well, like, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not like when I used to work at Everton. And um, mm. there'd be a sign, uh, if you can hear me over the kettle boiling in the background. Um, <laughs> it's part of the ambience, please. <laughs> um, and there'd be, a, there'd be signed things going out of, the, out of the club there that weren't necessarily been signed by the people at they were supposed to be being signed by the, uh, let's just say, mm-hmm. one of the immediate team had a, uh, had a very good uh, way of uh, oh, really? making, making signatures look quite a lot like signatures of, of, of certain Oh, players. no way. You've broken my childhood dreams there. I used to have a signed football that was signed by, like, the Everton 1997 team or something like that. I remember once my brother started playing football in the street with him. I was fuming with him. Like, I, I don't think we've ever had such a fight again. But, like, that maybe that wasn't real shit. Is it all a work? Is life a work? Is that what this is? Everything's wrestling, mate. Everything. (laughs) Think of the area that which Mm. is happening. It seems very on brand to me where that stadium is. Sorry, that's an awful comment. It's okay. I've moved from there now, so we're all good. (laughs) I still want to hang. I still want to hang around there. You're welcome. Anytime. (laughs) I was going to ask on a forty point. What's the what's the shirt you're wearing there, Gareth? Oh, it's a bucket shirt. Oh, okay. Blue and yellow. It's always a good shout. Repping yeah, the yeah. great man. It's 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 not the other. No, it's a, it's a uh, it's an ancient one. It's from like early two thousands. Um, but mm. just uh, just just felt like uh, felt like pulling out of the draw today. I'm in a very wearing a uh, stuck in the house wearing wearing sports shirts around the house mood this week. Well, I'm wearing I'm wearing a, a very good Christmas gift from the one and only Grapple Colin, who won't be on the show tonight, who bought me a, a an American male's hoodie that has actually I don't know if I'll be able to get round to get you know I'll show you the back later. I've got a picture of uh, the two of them on uh, on the back there, and it just says American males, American males over and over again. And now that I've showed you it, the American males theme I'm pretty sure is in everybody's head. So mission accomplished. <laughs> well done. That's that's a great present. Uh, it is. You've you've done Col a big slight there. In fairness, he shouldn't be joining because he's got like a newborn son, relatively new, but a toddler certainly that he's having to deal with at the minute. No, still a baby. So mm. yeah, Colin, get some sleep if you're listening. Christ's sakes. Um, brought up. <laughs> so, just want to bring up there from the chat. You and Mackenzie is right. It is Shibata, Ishii, and Nakamura in those mm. pictures. It's the two in the middle. Get working, ah. people. And it's non-wrestling related. And if you get them, fair enough. <laughs> uh, here it is. Uh, Flair, Phil Jones. F- Flair appeared for One PW in two thousand eight, their third anniversary show. Oh. I can only imagine it was a half. Here it is. He did One PW. Oh. He walked. He walked out, said hello, and went to the pub. Poor Grado asked for an autograph in the toilet and got told to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty impressive. Uh, uh, that sounds like Flair in when he left WWE. 
who he had in their defence kind of sorted him out. Mm. And he went, that's brilliant. I'm off. A bit like when Ronaldo left Inter Milan and he had mm. two knee reconstructions under them. Did all that I saw him in that last season at the San Siro. They lost the league in the last eight. Inter would always bottle it back then. But yeah, and then he fucked off to Real Madrid at the first opportunity. And Flair <laughs> kind of did that, but he got it horribly wrong. Like, <laughs> Ring of Honor appearances, the TNA stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. he's very he's very Trump, isn't he, Flair? Like he pretends to be rich. Like he'll do like he has like mortgage companies and finance companies. Rip Flair's not a man you want to take financial advice from. Uh, I think is the uh, or marriage the advice for that matter. <laughs> uh, well, well. Anyway, we're going to get into the questions. And you mentioned the the grapple call wasn't joining us tonight, but let's get to our to help us answer our, our first lot of questions. Let's get to our first guest. Let's see if this works. It's our first time using Streamyard live. Uh, we should. I've added to the stream now. Uh, fresh from his WrestleMania appearances earlier in the year, it's our mate Matty. Matty, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can Hello, hear. Hello, Matthew. Hello, boys. You okay? We know you're just there to get the TW code off Gareth. So, like, let's, <laughs> well, all, let's all just be honest I here. Think, I think he, while you're in, he, he read through me, didn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> Transparent. Like, right there, boys. That first message in months. Yeah, <laughs> it was Christmas Day to be fair. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Gareth. Good luck, <laughs> Christ. Good luck. Uh, do you have a good Christmas, Matt? Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been good, been quiet, but um, just the way I wanted it. How about yourselves? Yeah, good. Yeah, we haven't actually talked about that. Yeah, I had a I had a quiet one. Um, I got some good presents. My American males mm. would be in the main thing. That uh, is very I'm good. A, I'm a grown-up now, though, so I just got, like, money and Amazon vouchers and stuff, and I'll be honest, yeah. I spent the money on electricity today, so, like, that's there's nothing <laughs> particularly exciting in my in my life. You've been to my flat, so you know what the, the, the situation is there. Oh, it's, uh, it's very nice, though, I must say. It's very nice. Oh, thank you. I'm glad to hear you say that, because I feel like on the podcast, when I've described it, I've made people think I live in a crack den. Um, but it's not it's a very nice place. <laughs> it is. It's very nice. <laughs> what what you, did you JP get for Christmas, mate? Of... Oh, yeah, go um... on, JP. What did you get? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yes. All oh, right. I got uh, I got a few books. I did all right this year. Um, I got a few books. Got a Waterford top from my brother, which I'm very very happy with. Um, I was like fair play, Pat. Which I wonder if that's penance for the time when I was 11 and he bought me a coloring book, and I looked at him <laughs> and just went fuck off because it was like that was half arsed. Well, I tell you what, he made up for it in fucking spades. Took him over 30 years, but fair play, Pat. Um, so yeah, got that. Uh, got a copy of Blade Runner: The Final Cut from my son mm. on Blu-ray. Is that the ten-hour which... version, but, uh, JP? Aren't they all ten hours at this point? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just surprised. Then to start off with, he's a fucking replicant, right? <laughs> just start off with that now. Christ above. I'm all right with the original and the voiceover, but I am right. who I am. Um, yeah. Other than that, it did. Did very, very well. It was very nice. Uh, the lads did very well out of the whole thing. A couple of fucking giant blokes. But they just want clothes. And and that's where I'm at. I don't have to deal with the Santa stuff anymore. Nice. Yeah. It's, it was nice. And all my family's all over the world anyway, so it makes it kind of very easy. I just want to hear about Gareth's Christmas Day because I know that yeah, mm. your son got a present, Gareth, that I, I, I'm very jealous of that nobody got me for Christmas. Um, <laughs> I was Christmas in Apple Towers. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, it was it was all right. Um, as usual, I got fuck all, um, which is uh, <laughs> which is which is the way things go these days. Uh, Dad life. Yeah. So, since since we had kids, me and Sarah were just like, oh, let's let's save the expense. However, her birthday is the thirtieth of. 30th of uh, December, so I think she's got the better end of this gig. Uh, she still gets up <laughs> like a week, a week later. But it is my last Christmas present. mate. Here's my last wow. Christmas present by the back door right now. Look at that. <laughs> Frank's Red Hot is the best hot sauce in the world for anyone who doesn't know about it. Four, that is a four, fucking. Four kilograms of Frank's Red Hot sauce. You should have seen the reaction from the lad. He was fucking delighted. I, I tell you what, I wish I'd got the same reaction for the bloody laptop I bought him. But uh, yeah, God, I know for next year, just uh, right. just fill it with hot sauce. And he's, uh, he's made up, and now it's all over my fucking hands. Oh. <laughs> he's making out like an absolute fucking bandit, isn't he? Fair play. He's done well. Life, life, O'Reilly, the little fucker. What, what was on your What was on your list, Matty? Um, yeah, I've done all right. I've got a couple of uh, litres of Jack Daniels, which always goes okay. down well. Uh, obviously, the usual link sets that I've seen going around, everyone, you know, used to getting them. Um, got a pair of them AirPods. Are they the AirPods? Okay. But the best one I got was, and I've just been playing it then, was uh, Battleships. Remember the old board game, Battleships? Mm. I specifically yeah. asked for that. And I thought I was quite good at it, but I've just been playing, and I'm north for five. Against my girlfriend here, I'm not happy at all. <laughs> <laughs> One bit happy. So, wow. yeah, but you know, as I say, it's been good and just quiet. Are you, are you like death? Are you like death on Bill and Ted? Like uh, That's all I've, like, and I say it exactly like he says. You sunk my battleship. I love it though. And I say it all the time like him. But um, I'm going to have a few days later. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's it, really, Benno. Not you know, can't even think. Got the bag of stuff here with there. What else have we got? <laughs> We're getting a live unboxing. I've got Boggle as well. I asked for that, and I love that game as well. <laughs> no, nothing rela- wrestling related, though. I'm shocked. Um, yeah. oh, my niece got me uh, the usual. You know those little miniature WWE figures you see in Home Bargain. Yeah, yeah I've got a few <laughs> of them. them. I've got I've it. She got me What's the name there? of the shop, Matty? Sorry, say it again, mate. <laughs> Home and bargain. Just check it. That's how you say it, JP. That's <laughs> that how you, how say, you it. say it. Yeah. Marty, back me up. Home and bargain. The ads there, the Argos, right? Yes, definitely. Definitely home and bargains. Definitely, though. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's it, really. Amazing, amazing. Well, you're here, while you're here, Matt, we're going to uh, answer the first lot of questions. And there was one that I wanted to save for you because I knew you wanted to answer it. It was the uh, the one and only question we got through uh, from Instagram for our mate, from our mate Ewan, who's uh, in the chat here tonight as well. Uh, it's a Matty Edwards question if I ever heard it. Uh, so ask Grapple, which three three-star wrestlers would you place in a trio called the Gentleman's Three? And I heard this and I thought of well, you. Well, I had a... F- Oh, we lost him. There he is. I'm back. Yep. You're back. The first name that I put down was Jay Lethal. It's got yes, to be that's a gentleman's three of wrestling. <laughs> so I had Jay Lethal, generous. Bobby Roode, <laughs> and Daniels. They're my three. I narrowed it down to. Wow. Because I was going to say, hey. I can see that. He's a very professional wrestler. I feel like. He's the worker's worker, JP. He's done the same match for 20 years. Wow. He is now, but he's 50. Come on. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, I haven't seen his, like, pre... Well, 
He's always been in TNA, hasn't he? I haven't seen like his Ring of Honor stuff or wherever else he was. I'm basing it on TNA and AEW here. So. I wouldn't bother with that Ring of Honor nonsense, Matty. Move past it. <laughs> right. Well, any other names? What other names you threw in the well, I, I've got one that I know. Orton. Yeah, I was going to say, that's my one. It will ra- it'll wind up Matty, but, mate, Randy Orton, <laughs> that's the gentleman's three wrestler. I knew you should say him, so I didn't put him down. I knew you should say him. <laughs> Who was his middle on there? Did, you said Jay Lethal and you said Daniels. Did you say someone else? Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode, yeah, yeah. And that's a good shout. And I'm a big fan of Roode, like, but, you know, he, he, isn't he Benno? He is gentleman's free, isn't he, all the way? He is, he is. That, that kind of sums him up. I love him. Like, he, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think Bobby Roode can do, like, you can get closer to four and you can get as low as two. Orton, for me, is, is, the, is just the example of, like... <laughs> Every match I've ever seen of him, I've probably rated the same, and I've never, I'd never say he's bad. I'd never say he's great, <laughs> but every wrestler would say he's great. Like that's what that's what the gentleman's three, the stable works for me. It's it's the pros, pros of the world. It's the uh, it's the people who the uh, the wrestlers go for. So we'd be number one for me. You've got a kind any, uh... word for lazy fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Do, do you know something? I've, 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 I've literally just like ran a thing there on on the Grapple database. And if you average out Randy Orton's matches, all of his matches, it comes out at 3.03. So he is, really- he is statistically <laughs> the three-starest, three-star three wrestler ever. And, that, and, that, and that's based on science. We have, <laughs> we have Sean Spears in the chat here. Yeah, uh, that's a good shout. That's a, well, that's that's a good too shout. high for him. Three's too high for him, I'd say. <laughs> Gentleman's two. <laughs> <laughs> He is someone who's like they're doing that shoot angle right now, aren't they? Where he's saying there's a glass ceiling in AW. Oh, she's like, that, I, yeah. I know it's an angle, but I'm still shouting at me telly, going, "No, mate, it's cause you're crap. It's cause you're just <laughs> not very good." Like, like he was never good in WWE. He's never been good in AW. Some people just aren't that good, and it's not just the push. It's oh, Sean Spears is a good shout. Well, I think well, I'd, I'd I, be tempted to steal him. Can I can I throw one into the mix then? No Go prizes on. for guessing. Um. Based on last week. The Drew WWE McIntyre, you say. Oh, yes, the WWE champion, of course. <laughs> Mr. Three Star. Like, yeah. literally, like, you know, God, that, that, that's as good as it gets. Like, never, mm. never mind. So, yeah, maybe he's actually, maybe that's, maybe he doesn't pull that off consistently enough to be considered there, in that stable. Hmm. There, what there about is... Kazarian, Benno? Ah, Kazarian, yeah. Like, Kazarian's never been someone who, thing is, though, like, he's always been in the mix with better wrestlers, I think, because yeah. he's a pro's pro. Incredible yeah. on BTE this week. But if you think about like when he's been in the X Division and stuff over the years, like has he ever really stood out? He's always been a solid guy to have in the ring, don't get me mm. wrong, but like has he ever kind of gone above that? Yeah, that's a good Some shot. of that tag run at the end of Ring of Honor, I thought mm. with him and Daniels was actually like, there, there was some of that that I did actually quite like. There's some interesting mm. ones here in the chat on here. Mm. Someone who like, he's three stars, but he's the best three star wrestler. He's certainly the best three star worker. He's a five-star worker in a three-star wrestler's body, Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, like, 100%. Absolutely. And he uh, wasn't so, going to give so you more I, than I'm three laughing, in the ring. Uh, I'm laughing at Andy Ogden, uh, Sean Spears, and his after-eight mint glove weapon. Chris Sean Spears and Joe Coffey, there's large swathes of NXT UK. Who yeah. just go under an amorphous blob of three stars? Yeah, um, Triple H. Triple H the they're the same wrestler in that brand. I only watch the big events. Like, oh no, not Triple mm. H. JP, come on. 
I mean, Matty, you made us do like a, a we did we do like one of those things where we all pick matches and we watch them on uh, on Twitch. And Matty made us do a Triple H night not long ago. Awful. <laughs> How long did that last? Seven hours. Awful. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember it because it was the one where I left the stream running downstairs, and then in the middle of BWE, Triple H's um, Ode to Glory theme started playing really loudly on my computer, and I ruined the whole episode. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, Triple H is in there for me. I'm going Randy Orton. I'm going. I've been swayed by the chat. I'm going Sean Spears. Hmm. It's got to be Lethal, you know then. I've got to be. So Matty's, Matty's kind of got me with Jay Lethal. Go on, Jay Lethal. How about you, Gareth? Can I throw Sonata into the mix as well? Oh, yeah. Evil? Evil? You know what? Evil. He's got one in mind. Evil. Hmm. We've been yeah. very North American in our uh, things there, but I think, yeah, definitely throw Evil and Sonata into the mix. Yeah, they are. The, they are the gentlemen's three of the G one. Uh, any other yeah. uh, special mention from you, JP? I'm thinking Jeff. Somebody or... said the Rock in the chat. The Rock. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> he was never like. He was never like. He could be pushed to kind of. If we went back and re-rated stuff just for the sheer drama and the structure of the matches, you'd be going four, four point two five. Excitement, because, isn't it, with the Rock? Yeah, yeah definitely. It's mm. like there's an overall crown engagement that isn't going to be there. Necessarily. And even when he came back, when he was very tired in those matches, he fucking mm. he put a shift in. Jay White, I would have happily said that about a year ago. Um, I, I'm sold on. I'm sold on evil. Um. Yoshihashi is put in there. He's trying his best. Put him in a six man, and it's like a put a rocket under his fucking ass, haven't you? Um, there's some interesting um, one here. Juice Robinson. Someone said Satoshi Kojima. That's fucking awful. Go back and watch his <laughs> 2000 stuff there. Dalton Castle. I, I, I'm, yeah, laughing at, I'm, laughing, I'm laughing at Chuck Mambo. Like, he wishes he was uh, in that gentleman's playlist. <laughs> Jeff wow. Cobb. Yeah, Jeff Cobb. Been... Oh, I was big on Jeff. Yeah, I used to love Jeff about a year or so ago. And Here's one. Ever since Chris, Chris Brooks has come in. <sighs> you know yeah. what? Oh, yeah. yeah. We're not <laughs> meant to say that. Yeah, it's three stars. That's what he gets. <laughs> allowed to say that. Three stars. Unless, unless he's taken on LAX and then Benno goes full five. He's in Japan. <laughs> three stars. That's what he's getting. <laughs> Oh well, yeah. I think that's fair then. Um, beers, and this is what's happening. I'm only tonic in a minute. Fucking. We're slagging off the king of Brit res. What can you do, uh, Matt? Yeah. Are you going to stick around for another question with us? Yeah, of course, of course, boy. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to try this. See if it works. Okay, Ian Andrew Dice Clay, who is in the chat, uh, UK fan forum legend. Merry Christmas, chaps. Do you think Rick Rude really lost his cock after Nidart supplied him with X? Experimental penis injections is the last of that question. Ooh, it's there. And he's doing well <laughs> with it. All right. <laughs> he got quite lucky that uh, the, th- the thing uh, cut that off there. He also asked if I was ever at the Everton match where Robbie Brookside turned up at half time to show off the All Star belt. I wasn't, but I have been at Goodison when Robbie Brookside is, uh, has been there. Uh, I saw him in the, uh, in the park end, just standing there having a pint. I considered going over to him and saying hello, but I was like, what would they even say? Like, if I opened the conversation with big fan of your work, I'd be lying. So, like, <laughs> how do I even start the conversation? Like, I know you're a wrestler. Is that how I'd start that conversation? Um, yeah, I try, but... <laughs> uh, does anybody have any thoughts? Did uh, did uh, Rick Rue really lose his cock after uh, Jim Nidar to supply them with no. exper- experimental penis injections? Did we think that's um, true? I've got no evidence to, to kind of argue this case. Well, I, I imagine he I has a cock like that. a baby's forearm, that man. 
so I only ate I think he's a few, good. A few uh, months ago, watching an old honky tonk man shoot. That's the first I ever heard of that. Like so, mm. that's look at what the source is. Exactly, it's not the fucking New York Times, is it? <laughs> honky tonk man. <laughs> I wouldn't trust him to buy me a bag of fucking crisps from an off license. How much of a fucking cheap shop shifting bastard he is. No offense, Alan. <laughs> Oh, Christ. That's slander. Well, I think it's true anyway. I'm going with it. I think it really happened. I feel like the, some wrestling legends are true. We're going to go into some wrestling legends later, so oh. I'm going with it. I'm not having it. I'm not having it that, like, you know, one of my top top three of all time went out that way. There's no way. I'm just, just no. not having it. <laughs> Unlucky wow. about the Vikings the other night and that Alvin Kamara bloke. Even I yeah, watched that. Fuck off. No. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> not you, Alvin. Well, and not, Sue, and not, Sue and Williams not, asked not a question when you said, fuck off, Kamara, and he went, Alvin or Chris? And I went, that is a, that's a glorious joke on a couple of levels, which people should have got. Mm. Anyway, I digress. Sorry, oh, well. Well, before you go, actually, we've got a very WB-centric question. So before we get our next guest on, we'll ask you, uh, ask you one more, Matty. Uh, and the question is from our mate uh, Ads82. With the dra- dramatic ratings decline over the last five years, where do you see WWE in five years' time? Will they still be the industry leader in that time? I think all of us are going to say no. Do you want to give us the sell job for uh, why the answer is yes? <sighs> I, just, I just can't see AEW taking it over. Definitely not. Mm. But I don't want to be... You know, with what's going on as well, I don't want to be too more, but it is all it all lies on Vince, doesn't it? Mm. You know what I mean? If he wasn't here, you live another 10 years, easy. Yeah, I'd say so, maybe 10, 15, Benno. You know, Mm. but he did look bad. I remember listening to what you said on Survivor Series, was it? He looked bad, didn't he? Mm. He didn't look good, but I don't know. What, What do you think? I no. think like they're always. I I think they're always going to be number one, though. That's the thing. I think AEW are going to get closer and closer. Mm. I think there might be times where they beat them, like within. If it's five years, I could see in five years AEW maybe, you know, equaling or beating them certain weeks in ratings. I still think it, WWE is like it's Coca Cola, isn't it? That is wrestling to a lot of people. I don't see that changing. Don't know about you two. Then, I... now, forever. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm going to go the other way. Um, I think when thing when Vince goes, mm. um, when it hits that point, it's going to be a really precipitous drop, mm. and it could be one of these things where they kind of leave the popular culture, and mm. it becomes like what Doctor Who was in the eighties, mm-hmm. or um, I, I don't know, like various kind of TV programs and parts of popular culture that just sort of disappear. I think that's mm. the danger they run in because there are. They're a company built entirely on nostalgia. Mm-hmm. And I don't, like, from a business perspective, all of the kind of metrics are really frightening because there's no younger audience they're appealing to in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And I think it just hits a point where if someone goes, it's like a house of cards, and they've got a toxic brand name in some respects. So there's mm-hmm. good reasons for people to kind of back out. And I've mm-hmm. always maintained, I'm boring like this, about the Fox deal, USA deals, like, they want out. Because what mm. they pay is nowhere near what they get. And and if Vince goes, it creates such a vacuum that I don't think there's people who can who will really know what to do. Because what their mm. idea of wrestling is is completely skewered at this point. You know. Yeah. What, what like, you effectively, they're all on crack. 
and you're asking one of them to withdraw and hopefully to fucking book a wrestling company. And they've been on this, smoking this heavy crack for a long, long time. If you put bubbles in front of the in front of creative in WWE, because how clean he is, he's going to take a few years to get there. That's the kind of state they're in. Yeah, very true. Very Do you true. think it will change, boys, when if like when Vince goes and Triple H does like take over and Stephanie? Do you think it like the product will change though? Do you think that? Do you know what not I mean? based on not based on NXT right now. This is what it means. Like... It's just going to be you know. It's just it's just be, it, that will be the craziest time. I think when that does happen. I think Triple H has run out of ideas, to be honest. I think that's what we found. Do you believe he still has the same level of, like, control and things, though, now, since it's gone on to, like, network TV? I don't. I think think the change in product since it's gone to TV suggests, like, is so vast that it suggests Mm. to me that it's something where now, actually, whereas it was, like, flying under the radar and it was something they could get away with booking in a certain way, now it's, like, actually, Mm. this is on TV and it's going up against a competitor. We'll let the experienced boys get our hands in there because we know what we're doing, kind of thing. And Vince is definitely having much more of a say, and Pritchard's definitely having more of a say, and things like that. So, you know, uh, I don't know. There's, that, there's still that element of optimism for me that if it, do, you know, if Vince does fucking croak it, and then like Triple H does get put in charge with Stephanie, that there is going to be at least be that different mindset. But the thing is, they're just swimming in so much. They're swimming in so much cash. The brand is so established and so like well recognized worldwide and things like that that there's it's it's not like it's not recoverable and and and, and that's the thing it's not like it's fucking tna and they're going to send the wrong email and that's it the fucking <laughs> it, 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 it's at the skids of like no one's you know if, if very fox pull very up, true if fox pull the plug some other tv network's going to bite on them again yeah you know for okay it might not be a billion but it'll be 700 million or 500 mm. million or something like that so They'll, they'll, they'll still be there. I hope they're not, but, you know, equally, I hope they are for the reasons that they've actually, you know, taken notice of this shit show in the last few months and, like, improved the product and actually, like, you know, ultimately you want the leader to be doing something that's uh, that, that, that's good and positive that you actually want to watch. So hopefully it will, will be that way. But it's one of those that they'll, they'll be number one in spite of anything that they do, never mind fucking actually trying to still be the leader. Very true. And I think the answer to our previous question, Ian Andrew Dice Clay in the, uh, in the chat has summed it up that Vince is like Fergie leaving United. Everyone in the company shits themselves and hires some Scottish bloke and it's going to be Mark Dallas playing the role of David Moyes. That's what... Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've, uh, <laughs> we'll have to lovely leave you, Matty. Is there anything else you want to plug or say while you're on? Uh, no, any abuse you thanks. want to give me? Any, anything no, you want to throw in here? when I come to your uh, flat again, Ben. Um, no. <laughs> Just thanks for having me on, boys, and good day to speak to you. Hopefully, I'll oh. speak to you soon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It'll be great to meet up soon, mate. Definitely, when we can, JP. Definitely, oh, mate. Oh, mate. That ship and mitre pub, it's fucking calling me. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, see you, I'll see you at TNT, or, uh, or next time you want to win a competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thanks yeah, a lot, boys. Uh, nice one, Matt. See you soon, Thank mate. You Matthew. Ta-da, boys. Ta-da. There we go. And uh, hot on the heels of Matty, we have our next guest joining us, hopefully, if this works. It's the uh, the legendary uh, Moomin Man of Twitter, our mate Chiefy, Alan Chief Chats. Alan, you all right, mate? I'm all right, my friends. How are you doing? Happy uh, Christmas time, I guess. Uh, good to have you. Good to be on, I guess. Feels like a reunion this mate, from Germany. I've not had uh, it, you it and really JP is. in the same room, even virtual, oh, since mate. those days. Oh, oh it was great. 
Oh, it was good. Alan, was you'll know this means there's, there's a couple ready. That's all I'll say. Yeah, yeah oh, so yeah, if, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll if... be out in a minute. I'll just let you. I'll be, I'll be on the chat. I'll be out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> good times, good times. Thanks for oh, having me on, guys. Glorious. Oh time. no worries. How were you, Alan? How's things? How was Christmas? Our Christmas was good. I had a few. I was listening to you before about Christmas gifts, and I had a, I got mm. a miniature Dory Funk Junior figure, and that was wow. that was brilliant. Where the fuck, do you get that from? I don't know. She got it from eBay Japan or something. I was dead happy. It came apparently in some coffee jars in the 80s. They had all these mm. different uh, figures, or maybe the 90s it was. It's not super, super old from the time, but it was still you know a few years old. And then I was carrying all the Christmas presents down the stairs um, that we'd left in the bedroom, and I dropped them all down the stairs, and that's what she was asked about uh, Christmas morning. All spilled down the stairs. You've dropped something I bought for you. It was dead tiny. It'll break. Luckily, it was still intact. Dory Funks Jr.'s head didn't fall off his, his body, so it was good. Or his hair, or the island that left the rest of the mainland, you know, as the hair goes. That was, uh, that was still intact, so it was good. I don't, think, I don't think that fella ever had hair, did he? God bless. That's a, that's a, that's a special partner, if, if you're buying you a Dory Funks Jr. Uh, figure from Japan. I know, we're going really, you know, we're going 10 years in, so she knows now exactly. You know, we, we, we still get the big daddy things. I've got a big daddy mug, and I got, I, I'm not on webcam, unfortunately, because it, it's not working on here, but I've got a couple of big daddy me- mementos as well. Save it um, for the yeah. OnlyFans, mate. That's <laughs> oh, did, 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 he, did he make that Hall of Fame this year or not, or should we wait till Will's on later to discuss that? Um... Well, um, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, but um, I still got, because he got over 40 I thought he was going to get in this year. But she knows, she knows, because I go on about that much, she knew we got over 40 percent so she mm. said at least we got over 40 percent in the little message i got with the big daddy thing so you know she knows <laughs> i vote I for big daddy i'm glad i'm glad i'm not going to go on about him anymore because uh I'm, I'm my next thing next year is not going to be big daddy i'm gonna have to shout on about someone new else jack. That. <laughs> just completely different yeah i'll go for new jack instead of big daddy someone anyway that different. should have been I mean, I bored everyone else for about five, ten years going about Big Daddy. I'm boring myself now. So, yeah, it's got to be someone else. Good show. Well, Alan, we've got you on, and I've saved a money question for you, mate, because I felt like you were the only man who could join us to uh, to do this section of the podcast. We've got, we've got you slated for 20 minutes, but let's see how this goes. Question from our mate, Global Force Gold. Hashtag Ask Grapple. What's your favourite story from the infamous DVD-R sleaze thread? You know, the one that was definitely, definitely not starched by... <laughs> Coach Tony K, a.k.a. Tony Khan. And that is true. It is Tony Khan that starts at the thread. Uh, anyone got any good memories from Wrestling uh, Sleeves? Well, well, yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's, it's everyone remembers some of those stories, don't they, from there. I mean, mm. the most infamous one is probably the glass table, isn't it? Uh, Ricky Morgan. You have a few of those, mate. Well, yeah. Well, that's the most, the most common one that I recall anyway. And, you know, I would say out of that list... It's eighty percent true. Got to be. I'm wishing it is anyway. You know, <laughs> I, you know. I, I I like wrestling because of the characters, and those characters tell a story. And they weren't characters on screen; they were characters in life. You know, the ones down the pub. You know, it's them. T- that, you know, in a wrestling ring. You know, we, you know, with a bit of muscle behind them, not just being a complete alky. Um, it's those type of guys that get up to mischievous things that you just hear. You know, these urban legends. And it's great to hear some of them, but I think that's my number one. I'm gonna have to like look at some of the others now, but that's the one that like is ingrained in my mind anyway, at least. Uh, good, JP. You've got the list there. Where have we got? Oh, I'm just gonna read out one. Jimmy Snooker killed his girlfriend and played the innocent savage in front of the police while Vince did the talking for him. That just feels like it's a statement of fact uh, for, for Brother Vinny. 
uh, it really is like that just appears like something that that, that should appear in a court document um there's so much stuff here, and the the only way you can describe this thread is libelous. It really is. If some of these lads actually had their heads together, they could be suing quite a lot of people. Um, I, I just I I told him I wrote it though, wasn't it? Because he knew that he'd be he'd be covered you know, in the long run if he found it. <laughs> I just like the. I was saying to you before, like I just like the total like variation in it that you just go from something that's just absolutely just horrendous to mm. to something that's just like just some like ridiculous line. So you you know you've got things like you know the shitting on the glass table stuff, and then like and then it's Justin Liger's got one of the worst acne marked faces you'll ever see, and you're like, how do you go from shit to like, watching someone shit under a table to someone having bad acne under a mask? And it's just like that variance there. But I, I think the one that always like stands out to me just from the from the wording wording of it is uh, Raven didn't wear clothes backstage at TNA until someone complained to prevent Dixie from seeing his horse cock. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can you walk me through that chain of events, then? At least it wasn't his dog cock. That would have um, like, definitely confirmed who wrote it. Dixie, <laughs> you can't go back there. Why not? It's my company. Well, mm. Raven's in there. Well, that's good, because we're putting him in a top angle with you know him and Jeff Jarrett. He's got a horse cock. Right, I better not go in there. <laughs> like, how, like, within real life, like, how do these things actually work? It's, mm. sorry, it's mental. I'm reading this list. Also half cut as well, but um, Kurt Hennig thought. was one of support. I know Kurt Hennig was support. Well, I'm not like Alvarez because he was cunted. I mean, there's no mm. other way to describe that. I'm surprised he wasn't fucking spewing. He was resting his head on his mic by the end, which is you know something to aim for, isn't it? Uh, what is it? Killer Carl Cox has a glass eye. He would secretly remove the eye and put it in his foreskin. When a girl went to go down on him, they got an eyeful and left screaming. Wow. How did he discover that was a thing? <laughs> when did he think this would be good for a laugh? It, well, it's like the, the coffee table stuff. It's like, at what point in your life do you decide, yeah, that's, that's what I'm into, you know? I like, who's the genius who thought it up? Yeah, it's just like, do you know what? He was just under one day. Under this. He was cleaning it one day and he looked up and he went, oh, I've got an idea. Like, is that what happened? Here, uh, just to go into the chat, sorry for this. Uh, Stephanie McMahon has, has a strap on and has used it on Austin, Triple H in China. I'm going to use the word allegedly in really big capitals. There. That was Chris Wilson who said that on there. Just in case I believe Triple H. I don't believe China or Austin. I, I, my favourite ones are 447 and 448 on the list. So 447, Diamond, Dynamite Kid was originally called Explosion Lad. We've got the DK Minecraft <laughs> hilariously and hilarious rib where he violated the sleeping Lalani Kai with a stick of dynamite. Wow. <laughs> and uh, William Regal hates the US but is forced to work here uh, out of fear of prosecution in the UK. It was a, he was he seems to be the secret middleman in the whole Queen Elizabeth drug dealing with the Lyndon LaRouche uh, Expo in the 1980s. Yeah, fucking Christ! So, as he like, I'm sure as a as a Blackpool lad, this seems like kind of par for the course. Well, that that's just basic stuff. I mean, that that one's just normal stuff. I mean, you just want to get you know it's deeper and deeper. In. Yeah, that's the normal fair round here. <laughs> wow. It's, it's I feel like we could do a whole podcast on this. I feel like Alan, we're gonna have to get you back for a special round table. You know who you need on this? Do you know who the perfect person will go in? No, the person, per, mm. perfect person will go in depth here would be someone like David Bixen Span. 
he mm. would be able to tell you pretty much everything about everyone. Mm. Just say that do, knowledge. Do you think he'd be willing to go through all of these one by one? Just well, I think Melton will do it. Could you yeah, get Big Dave? Just no, nail this fucker to the mast, then we just know where we stand with how bad are these people? And it's just like, is it pretty bad? Or is it like kind of scary bad? Mm. You do you decide. Yeah, indeed. Uh, well while you're here, Alan, we've got a, a safer, safer question uh, for you. And we'll all answer it. So oh, that's the same question again. One second. Da, da, da. There we go. Hello, by the so, way, Alan. We've never actually met. Right. No, I don't think we've ever <laughs> talked before. As well as putting you over the other day. I mean, you guys, oh, uh, no, 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 like uh, laughing. I mean, well, it is a laugh, but you know, talking, listening to you guys this year. You know, everyone has you know had ups and downs, you know, so to speak. But you guys, and I've said this to you, Ben, a few times. You're knocking out mm-hmm. the park. You know, the chats you're doing, you developed it into the roundtables. You're having different guests on. Steph's been knocking out the park as well. You know, really well done for you guys. You've gone strength to strength this year. So we're uh, looking forward to, you know, what you got in store for 2021 as well. Oh, thank you, mate. Yeah, it's great to, great to see you two meet. Worlds are colliding. Um, yeah, so, yeah, we'll have to, uh, hopefully we'll all meet up in Germany at some point next year and uh, and be able to uh, to do that again. Um, but, yeah, before you go, Alan, one more question then. Um, so the question, this one's coming from Jamie Johnson. Uh, what are our favourite matches of all time? Uh, and he also thanks us for the, we're getting put over a lot of your lads, the great pods of the year, all the best. Uh, best matches of all time, quick, quick round through. I go with, like, Obviously, I've got Joe Kabashi on my uh, over there. I'm getting confused what's left and right. That's one for me, just for uh, from a live point of view. I'll always sell Hogan and Warrior. Uh, I know it's a controversial five-star pick, but it's a five-star match to me. Um, maybe Punk Cena. That'd be maybe a, a three for me. Uh, how about you, Alan? I think my favourite match, I was just thinking then, and I, wrestling is different things to different people. Um uh, to me, WrestleMania 17 with my pals, you know, I was at the time, 2001, I'd have been 21. No, I wouldn't have been 21. I'd be 19. Um, just with my pals, we're all drinking at my mate's house till four or five in the morning. His mum's moaning at us, keep it down, keep it down. We didn't give a shit. We're outside smoking, drinking, whatever. Coming in for that. Everyone's getting excited. You know, the kick outs at the end. It's magical memories. So I think it's, to me, something like that because it's the memories with it as much as the match itself. And it, that kind of stands out to me. And I think I'll always remember that that night and just having such a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout. How about you, JP? Um, funny enough, I've got one of them on the wall, which seems like a quite controversial pick these days. But um, I know it's, it's it might be recency bias, but I would say Omega Okada from Wrestle Kingdom 11, because it seemed to change a lot of the kind of paradigm of what was like potentially available in a truly great match. And it felt like mm. watching it live at the time, like I'm watching something like very early on. It's like, is this five stars? Mm. Like this might be one of the, the greatest matches I've ever seen. So I'd have that there. There's ones that are kind of like from my childhood. Um, I'm very, very fond of uh, it's the uh, Steiners versus, is it Sting and Luger from um, mm. Super Brawl? Super Brawl 1. Yeah, yeah. yeah Super Brawl 1. Um, like, I'm really fond of that. There's lots of like war games. I, I would have to say Sting Squadron versus the um, Dangerous Alliance. They're the kind of things that stick with you. It's like what Alan says. It's those kind of moments in time. All of Mm. WrestleMania 17. Mm. And then even at the same time feeling at the end of it all going, I think they got that wrong with Austin. Mm. And and then not realising actually what that would in total lead to. 
but yeah they're up there as like because it's it's like what are your favorite films of all time they're like kind of very personal choices and it's very very special for it like like you mentioned about joe kabashi it would Mm. seem like that's such an obvious one like because you're there and it's kind of like a moment in history and a moment in your life so yeah Mm. that's a good shout how about you gareth yeah, I mean, I, I just find myself going like old. It's 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 always old for me when I'm like picking these things out. So, obviously, you've got like the the Flare Steamboat stuff. I think Flare Vader at uh, Starcade '93, like absolutely love that. On this day, exactly on this day, 27th of uh, the 12th. Oh, right. you know, on this day, stuff on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a like. That that that's one that just stands stands out to me. I think just all the the, the background stuff to it and things and like at the time Flare feeling so old and it's so beyond him and then him pulling it off and things like that was was awesome but then just like Brett Hart stuff like you were referencing last week JP the the Brett Hart Mr. Perfect at, at SummerSlam 91 Brett Hart against Owen at Wrestlemania 10 Brett Hart against Steve Austin Wrestlemania 13 and then Punk Cena as well kind of thing but for me it's always kind of a bit further back I know there's things there in like New Japan that you'd be throwing fives at and things and, and there's even things there like I don't know like warrior savage and stuff like that that you know again it's it's probably kid it's probably stuff more when when i was a kid that stand out and it's that nostalgia element built into it when you i don't know you you bought into it a little bit more and things like that as as well that i'll I'll always go back to so there might not necessarily be a yeah five star omega ricardo matches but they they just mean something something else to you just mean mean a bit more to you and that you know if i if i I was putting a playlist together now where i was gonna like be stuck on a desert island they'd be the ones i'd want to i'd want to watch again and again definitely well there we go we got a alan we got a problematic question in there and we got a a very nice uh pg question in there as well for you a so, nice uh, mix nice mix so uh thanks for having me on for those two questions guys very oh, nice and uh oh, you, have, you, have you got will cooling on later because i'm gonna have to listen in when uh we'll even will as long as we can i feel like that's also a dangerous game because we're gonna be a very dangerous this. game because breakfast rums will have been drank you know well you know earlier today uh, you've seen it in real life like i have like we're oh, like yeah, as, uh, yeah. we're like as handlers in germany at points aren't we mate it's uh, it's yeah, me and you, like me, you and Hammy. yeah i feel like timmy white was andre the giant you know oh. uh... <laughs> do you ever hear that david boone story of him drinking? no please tell us Oh, no, he was an Australian cricket player just drunk a sort of crate of beer. I think it was like 50-odd beers he drunk on a flight on the way back mm. from England. Like Andre the Giant levels. So, yeah. You, know, you always like those like Andre the Giant stories. What was um, Alex, uh, Alex Higgins? What was his... Uh, he had some oh. stories on which he put away when he was playing. Literal major pressure matches. It's the darts players as well in the 80s. You know, we'll just, just shift it what? slightly before I go. The amount of stuff they put you know, down themselves, and they they weren't in a you know, 50s, you know how much money was on the line as well for you know how drunk they were. It was amazing. Wow. I, do you know what? It's almost more impressive if you like <laughs> the fact you're doing it pissed. Like that's that in and of itself. The fact that Jockey Wilson could do this shit faced mm. is like in and of itself. I'm quite impressed. I'm not suggesting that Jeff Hardy was right when he was off his fucking tits when he wrestled Sting, but like at the same time, you mentioned snooker there as well that's a clue for one of the people who's on the middle on there you know what i thought was in the middle did i want to say this as well before i went it looks like cool. moira stewart it's not moira stewart okay she is well. a news reader but she is american <laughs> <laughs> so like that's a fair shout on that the one next to, that's it's a snooker player 
and I'm going to just leave it at that. It's, oh, it's an enough. obscure one. My mum's Andy favorite Ogden will snooker it. player. Andy Ogden will do. <laughs> Here it is, oh, well, 40 well. Holston Pills and won the world title. Um, <laughs> Andy Fordham, yeah. He lost a load of weight, didn't he, Alan? Oh, God, he did, didn't he? He was, he was a big lad as well, yeah. he was. Uh, did he have a really bad haircut as well, Andy Fordham? He was like the Viking, wasn't he? He <laughs> was. It was his gimmick. Yeah, like most of them. I think he's back on tomorrow, the world darts. Well, who was your favourite gimmick in darts? Mine was Ted Hankey, who was the vampire. And I love that yeah. gimmick. He was like Gangrella the darts. Mate, you come out to fucking electro trance. You come out to hardcore trance, did Ted Hankey. Like, <laughs> proper, like, this is not appropriate for the lakeside. But, you know, <laughs> he, he would do it. New Year's Day, he's there. You're fucking half cut, watching it going like, Jesus Christ, he's coming out to this shite. Oh. I, I, was also, I was also Dennis the Menace Priestly man. He was, he, he was my data of choice. Somebody has got one of them, Rachel Maddow from the US. Uh, she's a US, uh, very progressive leaning one. That was uh, LF Doom. Fair play, mate. That is good fucking always there. Good show, good show. Uh, Alan, anything you want to plug before you go? Yes, I want to just put over a few guys that, you know, we're talking, you know, not to go somber, uh, we, we've lost a hell of a lot of good people this year. A um, few people that I don't want to get swept under the carpet, Casey Michael, um, mm. fantastic journalist, and Larry Zonka as well, 411 Mania. You know, I hope Ian Hamilton's listening. Um, Ian's taken up the mantle, taken up, you know, doing what Larry did, and he's knocking out the park. You know, yeah. no one's going to replace Larry. Larry was absolutely fantastic for years and years and years. Such a battler. Uh, but, you know, Ian's doing a great thing, taking over. For Ian, if you're listening, keep doing it. You're doing it well. Uh, and I hope Jim Valley, you know, recovers, gets back doing doing his thing as well. It's been fantastic to see how, him coming back, and I'm super, super excited to have him back next year, hopefully. So thank you very much, guys. Cheers, definitely, Alan. definitely. Good cause to shout out. Alan, we'll chat Absolutely. again soon, mate. Cheers, guys. Thanks very much. Bye. See Cheers, you soon, mate. Bye. And hot on the heels of that, we're getting all the big stars tonight. Uh, somebody has just joined the lobby. And for the very first time, I think, on the on the Grapple Network, it's Tom mate, oh. WH Park. WH, how's it going, mate? Hello, does this work? <laughs> it oh, works. It does, mate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Welcome. I love the hair, mate. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> JP was giving me grief before we went live because I only got the haircut three weeks JP ago. JP can go Bullshit. get fucked. It looks fantastic. Yes, I agree. No, I, I, I do. I don't agree with the problematic person behind you in your in your in where room you're in right now. I mean, which one? I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> the, the one directly over your shoulder. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, I'll, I'll put guy. a Christmas hat on him while uh, while you're on WHL. Oh shit! Oh. I'll cover him up. And uh, no one, no one will have to look at him for now. Oh, uh, that, oh, much better, much, much Christmas better. Christmas Hogan. Hope everyone's happy. <laughs> Me and Wait, Iron you... Cheek approve right now, so it's it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how have you been, mate? How's things? I was, uh, I was moving back to Canada. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It's a lot better than I mm. thought it would be. I thought I would have a lot more, I suppose, distress about not being in Japan anymore. But no, I'm fine being back in Canada. It's nice. Mm. Oh, how was Christmas, not... Mike? Uh, Chinese takeout, and I just spent a lot of money on myself, so it's been fucking great. Watchman box set I saw. That's a very good fucking shout. That's not a Christmas present. That's just me spending money. <laughs> it's a Christmas present to yourself, and you shouldn't negate no, that. You know what? I, I just got these yesterday. We're, we're like uh, the Seven Samurai and Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai on Criterion Blu-ray. 
that's a, those are kind of like my Christmas presents. Ghost Dog's a great film. Great soundtrack by the RZA. Right up my street. Yeah. Up. It's great, great film. Uh, Jim Jarmusch at his best, in my opinion. And yeah, and then, mm. you know, another samurai film, you know, the seven samurai with Kurosawa. You know, you know what I'm talking about, JP. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm completely with you on that. A bit of, uh, bit of Kurosawa as well. Ran. I remember watching that oh, in school. Yeah. And it was just like, we were doing King Lear and it was like, eh. And then we watched Ran. It was like, sorry, can we study this? This fucking <laughs> yeah. rocks. Yeah. Like, this is straight to the point. Um, and like, uh, you know, one of the best arterial spray scenes in the history of cinema at the end of Ron. Fucking great. Mm. Oh, fucking awesome. You'd like that, Ben. It's like up your alley with all the outlaw mud show deathmatch shit you'd like to watch. Well, I've got a GCW uh, little sticker in the background, you know. Justice for GCW, they've been put, put into prison, mate. It's, uh, it's oh, not I'm right sure what, what's happened. Was it a prison of their own making by signing a fucking legal contract? <laughs> yeah, I think that was kind of what happened, to be honest. I mean, that's the thing. I love GCW. But, like, they're, they're not, like, as soon as, like, that gobshite commentator gets going uh, on Twitter, they lose the argument for me. It's over. Like, there's, I can't even, I want to defend them, but I can't defend them because, yeah, the fucking morons. I mean, but, you can like their, like, to bullshit nonsense and still, you know, like, think that they're a bunch of fucking idiots for, like, trying to get out of a legal, legally binding contract that they signed. Yep, that's wrestling. Yep. They got no doesn't, lawyers, doesn't mate. Twi- that's all it is. Doesn't Twitter any gate contracts, though, I heard. I wish you did, mate, because I'd be getting rid of fucking William now in that case. <laughs> I'd just be on the Arsenal Twitter feed just going, while you're at it, Ozil, save yourself some money. Sorry, WH, I know you're not in a football, but... Yeah. Well, I was going to make a joke go. about, like, oh, have I? is this the, uh, the hurling spotlight? I'm looking for a guy named G.P. Ruhan. <laughs> the fact you watched a under-20 Munster hurling semi-final on YouTube between Waterford and Tipperary in and of itself is brilliant. Like, mm. I know John Pollock likes to speak about the time you reviewed SmackDown. That's fucking it, mate. You're watching hurling. Like, it is God's fucking sport, that one. I, I, I said this to you in the private chat. Like, I was trying I, – I didn't understand what the, the commentators were saying. It sounded like, you know no, – like they're the, speaking in Irish, yeah. Yeah, like, I thought that it was like – it sounded like the commitment speaking Mandarin or something. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the that's what it sounded like to me. I, I, no offense to anyone in Ireland, but yeah, that's just what it sounded like to me. I, I think James would be more than happy with that. Absolutely more than happy with that one. No, it is. I don't get it at all. Even my dad, who is Irish, never understood what Irish is. But... I don't understand how WH like survives our group chat. Like, because it'll be like most of the time we're talking about British wrestling, or you and Jamesy are going on about Irish sports. Like, I can't believe you haven't you muted us all and uh, and escaped yet. WH somehow we made you part of like the uh, the Brit Red Shadow government, but you've uh, you've done a good job sticking up with us. Oh, I I love it. I just like you know, like I I just like what, listening or reading. Will Cooling embarrass himself incessantly in in that chat group. It's 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 amazing. <laughs> That's it. Well, while we've got your ear, then uh, WH, we've got a couple of questions for you, and then we might have uh, a guest join us all, and we'll uh, we'll keep you on for. Uh, we won't keep you too long. Uh, we know you're a, a busy man, um, but I thought this question was uh, was perfect. While we've got you on, it comes from the uh, the great brigadier of Brit Res, Martin Bushby, and he asks. Top three bootleg wrestling bootlickers. Look at lickers. He's oh, been say. Ask Grapple. I've had a couple of beers. Wrestling bootlickers, like in in like on Twitter or like in wrestling itself. 
I think in general, I think, yeah. Who's mm-hmm. like, I mean, because you could include the wrestling media in that because I would throw Ryan Saturn under the bus immediately. Oh. Um, like, that guy's a fucking douche. Um, fucking boot <laughs> swallowers, that bloke. God, like, all <laughs> those guys on the... On the boot Bukaki is what he fucking... warm up shows, like, like fucking Rosenberg and fucking Sam Roberts, I think they're fucking shit. Uh, who else? Bootlickers. I guess, you know... I think Seth mm. Seth Rollins is a bootlicker, yes. but but I don't I don't agree yes. with the sentiment that he's a bad wrestler now because he's a bootlicker. He's st- I still think he's a good wrestler, but he is a bootlicker, you know. But mm. he's one. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I, I get. Eamon Bell says Tony Atlas. That is Tony accurate. <laughs> he fucking owns the boat bootlicking, though, doesn't he? Listen, I can say a bunch of names in the in the you know, wrestling media, but I'll get in trouble. And so I'm not, I'll keep them to myself, but, uh, in wrestling, Seth Rollins. Yeah. Um, I'm trying, who's a big bootlicker for eight. There must be at least one big bootlicker in AW. Like who's just a total mark for that, you know, like not toes the company line, no matter what. Trying to think if there's anyone like that. I mean, Brandon Cutler, maybe, I don't know. I feel mean on him though. He's, he's just kind of employed by him. To do maybe, yeah. maybe, roles, maybe Brandy. It? Brandy's a bootlicker, but mainly she bootlicks for herself. Like she licks her own boot because she thinks mm, she's hot shit and stuff. When she's not really that that great, to be honest with you. And uh, I don't know, so, someone in ROH, maybe like <laughs> Delirious. He's a bootlicker. Yeah, how does shit, he keep getting that shit, job? How? Shit, if I can bring up a couple from the chat here, Undertaker. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And he's licking Q and on boots while he's at it as well. Oh, yeah. um, Somebody said Mel Phillips. Mel Phillips. Yeah. Oh, Matt Jones. <laughs> hey, BG James. Um, oh, I don't think no, that's there. me. There. Yeah. And somebody's here saying taking boots off people's tables, which I found an interesting. <laughs> that's, remark. Well, that's uh, that's definitely soft, isn't it? Um, Snowden who does seem to move around to everyone. He seems to like love people and hate people in a, in a heartbeat. Snowden is interesting. I think he's very uh, mercurial with like who he likes at the moment, and and so he yeah. he's a bootlick. He's an opportunistic bootlicker. Whereas like yes. I I am the opposite. If I if I don't like your product, I will fucking bury you under the earth, and I don't give a shit. Some, I think uh, Chris Wilson going with the entire NXT, Ros- NXT UK roster, oh. and Neil David going with Jim Smallbun. You know what? Like, you know, Carry as far you. as like somebody who took the bootlicking to uh, to an extent where he got a, he got himself a, a lifetime job with NXT UK. He's sat silent for the last about six all months. Japan. Yeah, remember those days? Yeah, loves mm. WWE now. Thought the uh, the worms that Randy Orton and Bray Wyatt did last year at a. Uh, at WrestleMania was great. Uh, it was yeah, when he stood up for Great Carly. I went, I'm fucking out. This is mm. this is depressing. No Clark, that. Andy Ogden. Yes, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's a blast from this year's Twitter past. That happened yes. this year, I think. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> uh, Wolfgang, I don't know. It depends how old the uh, the boots are. Um... Oh, jeez. <laughs> This is the Sorry. most animated the chat has been. <laughs> that point. Gary fella, yes. Gary Cassidy, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've got a few. <laughs> There's a few few possible examples there, I think. Um, any more from Graves. you guys? Oh, fuck me. Licking boots, not the way. Yeah, that is uh, that is correct for sure. Mate. Lots, lots of possibilities. Um, uh, I suppose while, while we've got you on, uh, WH, we might as well ask you one more uh, very serious question. Uh, 
Oh, not that one. Let's get that off. <laughs> so, fuck Marty Kill, Gado, Tony Khan, Triple H. Oh, jeez. I think I know WH's answer to this. Kid Kill, Ghetto. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah, he's, he's had it. I, I'm done with him. Fuck, I don't know. He's got more money. I guess Tony, Tony, to, Tony married because he's got the most money, right? And then mm. I guess, you know, fuck, fuck Triple H. Yeah, why not? Mm. Sure. There you go. Ghetto, Ghetto's just like a, an employee. Like he's, he's done once like they realize like all the shit he's been booking this past year. And they like, you know, we need some fresh, fresh eyes on this product, some, a fresh pencil. You know, mm. they're going to get rid of Ghetto. Tony ain't going nowhere. He's got all the money. Triple H, I mean, yeah, he, you know, as long as he's married to Steph, he's, he's, he's solid. But he's never going to run that company. So, you know, Tony's the best bet. Marry Tony. Big Tone. There you go. I think get I've, some dog I think for him. <laughs> See, I think I'd fuck Tony Khan, but then I'd have to marry one of the others. Like, I feel like Ghetto would be good at, like, and you're not going to agree with this, WH, at, like, laying out our life and stuff and, and organizing yeah. things for me. No? no. Do you think he'd have, like, big spreadsheets on the wall of, like, holiday plans for in, like, no, five and then years? he's, like... he's going to make your honeymoon to, like, you know, some fucking gothic fucking dungeon or something like that. And then you're going to be, like, and then he's going to punch you in the dick all the time and he's going to be, like, <laughs> unsatisfied. So, like, yeah. no, nah, forget Ghetto. Kill Getter. Fair enough. But do you not also think as well he'd be very handy in a very basic level, like when you've got to like kind of renew contracts with like gas and electricity and you've forgotten mm. and it's gone into the next month. He'd be very handy at that part of it on a very base practical level. I think I think Tony's pretty good at that. And I'm pretty sure Triple H knows how to like, you know, sign his name to things. Mm. So, you know, you don't need ghetto for anything, really. You know, like if I need to get a new, if I need to get Benno a new tracksuit from New Japan, then maybe Ghetto will give him a call. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking expensive they are. I've looked. Uh, One of these days, anyone. Benno, we will be in Japan together. We will be at a New Japan show in Cork and Hall, or Post wrestling tracksuits and grapple tracksuits. No, but we're gonna get you. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pitch. We're gonna, gonna pitch in, and we're gonna get you a tracksuit, either from New Japan or All Japan for wrestling. Wow. I'll wear. Do All Japan sell them? Oh yeah. Jesus, I've been wanting one of those Ashino's Masters of Master of Suplex T-shirts for quite some time. Man, you and I, you, you and I will go to like a, go hang out with Ashino drinking or something. All you got to say to him is, "I love Arsenal too." He'll invite us to go drinking with him. Oh, after this weekend, I'm well up for it. I'm just all about Emil Smith Rowe, Martinelli, Saka. Fuck the older lads off. Sorry, <laughs> I've waited a long time to mention that. Uh, Garrett, did you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I was probably similar lines to WH there. Like, I was definitely thinking Tony Carr, and I was thinking money, and I was thinking about the inheritance that he's going to get down the line as well when his his dad croaks it as well. Kind of thing. There's there's, there's definitely more money there, but I just quite like the idea of, of fucking Triple H and Stephanie not being happy about it at all, and him getting like the divorce and getting kicked out of the curb. And I, I quite like the idea of him there, like coming crawling on his hands and knees, trying to get a job in Impact, trying to like having to like do a few like. Uh, you know, like death matches in GCW and things like that as well, just to try and keep himself relevant in the wrestling industry because his his persona non grata in WWE, like uh, like like China was. So it'd be quite interesting to uh, watch, uh, watch watch Triple H having to go down that route. So uh, you never know; that would be a, might be well worth a fuck to make that happen. 
Wow. <laughs> yeah, as, uh, as, as Kieran just said in the chat, how do they end up listening to one guy say I'd fuck up Tony Khan or the other yells kill Gato? It's because it's Grapple Spotlight, everyone. <laughs> and we've got to be um, Chris Elliott, just so long you don't need Big Tone to help sort out some windows because he struggles with them at Fulham. It's a very British joke, that's sorry, WH, but yeah, it's a good it's okay. one. I like that. <laughs> uh, well, we got one more um, New Japan centric question, but to, uh, before we uh, we ask you at WH and, uh, and let you go on your merry way, we've got uh, one more guest uh, joining the stream. Let's see if I don't break it, having uh, five people on at the same time. But joining us now, it is the uh, the great oh. Stephanie Chase. Hello, Steph. Hello. Hi. Hi, Steph. Hello, Steph. <laughs> Hello. Thank you so much for not having me on during the last two questions. Oh, I was going to follow up and ask you ask you what you thought. You know, no, no strong opinions, though. No? I think. Think Seth about next Wallen, interview. I think Seth Rollins is the biggest bootleg liquor in wrestling for sure, and mm. I think Corey Graves is the second biggest. And I would marry Tony Khan. Fair. <laughs> Fair shout. Just in general, uh, marry him. Just in general. Just in general. Yeah. I'm married. Well, this is this is why I got you two on at the same time. I want to see a uh, a reunion of the uh, the great Jay White debate of, uh, of 2020 <laughs> between you and WH. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm guessing your mind hasn't been changed. WH, you're uh, you're looking forward to Wrestle Kingdom. Uh, night one. Or then night two. Yeah. Like looking at night two, like I'm doing a preview with John and Way later this week. Uh, I'm recording it on Wednesday. I think we're gonna have it on before, definitely before Wrestle Kingdom itself. But my my big takeaway is that night one is much more exciting to me than night two because night two is just like kind of the leftovers. And mm. you got Jay White gonna he's gonna he's gonna he's not doing anything night one, which is a blessing for me. I know Steph's not thinking that same thing, but you know, like night two is like. You know, like to me, it's like Naito's. Uh, sorry, it's Ibushi's redemption year, right? So he's going to beat Naito for the belt, and then he's going to he's going to beat Jay White in the main event because Jay White is not, uh, you know, he's not a main eventer in the Japanese fan size. He's he's a main eventer in Steph's size, and I know why. You know, we we should I have talked about this, but you know, like to the Japanese fans, he's not a guy that's going to carry the company in 2021 and during the the remnants, hopefully the remnants of a pandemic. Um, mm. it's, 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 it's Ibushi. It's Ibushi's time. He's going to have that belt. I don't know if he's going to have actually a decent reign. Like, Naito didn't have a decent reign this year. So, you know, it was marred by the unfortunate hiccup that is, that is Evil's title reign. But, you know, Jay White, I don't know. Like, him, him and, like, the only thing that's interesting to me is, like, uh, who's fighting Ishimori, which is going to be Hiromu Takahashi. It's not going to be fucking El Phantasmo and his dick punching. Because I no one wants to see that shit more than once in a, in a, over the over the course of two days. I certainly don't. But yeah, I, I'm thinking of it more or less more like Wrestle Enui rather than Wrestle Kingdom this year. Like I'm not excited about it at all. But I'm sure when I once I watch it, there'll be things I like about it. But like, look, am I looking forward to it? Nah, not really. Steph, what's the counter? <laughs> I know you've got theories. Uh, I heard you talking about it. Yeah. So uh, my big theory is I don't know why they would put belt the belts on coda on night one and end night one of wrestle kingdom with him winning the belts and then night two him just successfully defending them i don't think that's a big climax i think jay's on night two because jay's gonna win and i think that with uh ghetto's crazy booking that year like (laughs) we've seen crazier or we've seen um worse endings and yeah i think the wrestle kingdom ending will be jay 
holding the belts up high with the confetti flying and he will be the man to save us in 2021 especially from evil he will save us from evil will you take him over evil wh begrudgingly yes <laughs> i will because i think he's a lot less shit than evil with uh with, <laughs> the, with the interference <laughs> Uh, I want to see. I want to see a poster of Jay White with the caption "A lot less shit than evil." <laughs> you can Photoshop that stuff. You can make that yourself. I'm sure. But uh, yeah, I know. I don't know. Like, we'll see what happens. I, I'm just not. You know, like the thing with the the booking of the main event scene in, in New Japan. Like, it's really. Um, I my interest is deteriorated. Like, I like some of the stuff on the undercard. I like the. I like some of the stuff that's happening in the junior division. I like the best of the Super Juniors this year. Um, but, and the G1 had a lot of great matches in it, but the, just the, the direction of the company in the main event scene has just not been to my liking. And we'll see what happens in 2021, but I'm not excited about Wrestle Kingdom. Like, it, even if I was still in Japan, regardless of the pandemic, I probably wouldn't go to watch either of these shows. I would probably just stay home, or I would go to Tokyo to watch the other promotions putting on shows and then just stay in my hotel room and watch wrestle kingdom on my computer mm. yeah i've got to say like i i'm i think i was behind the curve like i was watching the g1 and i think i was willing it to be good i think i was willing it to still be the g1 and be a big pot no, in a lockdown be like that thing that i could look forward to each day and the b block definitely ground that out to me quite quickly but even I was a little bit in denial. I do think we're kind of we're slipping now. And that kind of ties us into our, our last question. We'll, uh, we'll have you on for uh, WH. And I'll just uh, put that on the screen now. Uh, the question being, uh, is Gado losing a step as New Japan Booker uh, from our mate Zahid? And would things be better <laughs> if Omega was still around? I feel like uh, you might have some thoughts on that, WH. Okay, the first, the first question, yes, he's been losing a step as, as a Booker. Um, and I think, you know, the, like, I just think he doesn't know what to do with Naito. I think that's his big mm -hmm. problem. Um, he doesn't know whether he wants to, to do the chase or have a long title reign. He, he, Naito's like to, to him, Naito seems like a problematic person to book in terms of like, what's his story? Like mm -hmm. Tanahashi and Okada are easy stories to do as champions, mm -hmm. as, as your aces of the company. Naito is much more difficult because he's the underdog and that's his appeal to the overall fan base. So, mm -hmm. you know, like, do I give him the long title reign or do I have him interrupted by evil and then have him chase it again? Uh, that's obviously, he went with the latter. And the second part, would think be better if Omega was still around? Um, I don't know what, like, better what way, like booking-wise, box office-wise, because, like, the box office wasn't hurt by the elite leaving. Like, there are instances where the box office in certain parts, certain markets improved because, like, other people were in the main events instead of Omega against Naito or against Okada or whoever, right? And I didn't, like, I didn't like the direction, like, Kenny was trying to take the company in, like, with his, like, his goofiness and his, like, DDT-isms. Like, he was trying to turn New Japan into, like, the, the most comedic, sillier aspects of DDT pro wrestling, which is, like, if you want DDT, go watch DDT. No one wants to, you know, no one wants New Japan to be DDT. Everybody who likes New Japan wants New Japan to be New Japan Pro Wrestling. That's why they watch it. They don't watch it to become a new American style promotion or become the new DDT. They want it to become, you know, they want it to stay Shinihan Perez. They want it to be strong style. Yeah, of course, evolve. Of course, not just be the thing that, you know, was started in the 70s, you know, evolved in the 80s and took off in the 90s. They want it to evolve. But at its core, it has to stay the same. And Kenny wanted to 
take it away because he thought, and he said this, he said this in interviews. He 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 thought the you know it's stale, it's boring. These it, the Japanese way is is not the the way to do things in Japan. It's like which is completely fucking white entitlement and and you know white privilege person speaking there in my opinion but is are things better no i don't think they would be better if he was still around i i think leaving was the best thing for him and i say this objectively for him and, and the elite and cody leaving new japan and starting all elite wrestling obviously was the best thing for them and i think them leaving freshened things up in new japan where they were able to have very good you know a very good year financially in in, in the time that they left so and for people who want the forbidden door to open and, and they think that Harold May is the cause of the forbidden door or other nonsense like that. It's listen, if you look at how they announced all elite wrestling, they did it on the tail of, of like wrestle kingdom. They did it in front of Tokyo dome. They were having meetings. And I was told this by someone who was there, who was in those meetings. Okay. They were told they were having meetings on basically essentially on new Japan's dime. That's disrespect. That's the Japanese way of thinking. They look at it disrespect. So, Harold May being there or not being there has nothing to do with the forbidden door opening. Okay. Just so people understand that you're not going to see that forbidden door open until new Japan, new Japan really, really wants some kind of relationship with them. And they don't because they want to open the, the American market on their own without the help of the WWE or ring of honor or, or AEW. So, you know, like when they're desperate enough to like, you know, want to try to get onto TNT, then they'll call it AW, but not before then. Well, there goes your fancy booking for Tuesday, Gareth. Mate, I'm not impressed after that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a funny one for me there because, like, reading that question and thinking about the Omega, like, it, it just gets me thinking about how when he left and then there was all the talk of, like, Jay White was just shoehorned into the Omega's storylines, essentially. And while obviously we've waxed, waxed lyrical like, over the course of the, the G1 and things like that about like the improvement of Jay White, um, there is still that thing in my head that like with that Golden Lovers story that started and kind of never came to completion, if Kenny had still been in New Japan, the idea of day two of Wrestle Kingdom now been suddenly Ibushi wins the night on night one and then he's up against Omega night two. That has me kind of like, oh God, what a... What a kind of story build over a long period of time that it then ends in the second night of Wrestle Kingdom with them two, you know, going against each other for the title. It feels like that's got the the legs behind it and like the I don't know the like elite level storyline and then match up to go with it kind of thing. So I, I feel that, that that for me that would have been better than what we're ultimately going to get now, but. I mean, God, obviously so much has happened between now and then that, you know, it's, it's obviously pipe dreams and so, so much has, you know, gone on between between now and then. And like, you know, we talked about it last week about, you know, our excitement for Wrestle Kingdom and while, well, yeah, it's Wrestle Kingdom and it's great kind of thing that, that, that that's on and we can watch it. Uh, I don't think the enthusiasm's there and as, as good as Jay White's been, yeah, I certainly haven't got the, uh, I, I certainly haven't got the, enthusiasm for Wrestle Kingdom as, I, as I've had in previous years and on that Gato booking standpoint it definitely feels a bit stale it definitely feels like the same things are just happening again and again and again and notably it's made me not watch the product in the same way whereas I would always have watched everything because that kind of like completest nature I'd have wanted to know that I'd watched everything that was available to me going into Wrestle Kingdom now I'm a bit like eh. 
I'll turn up, I'll watch the show, and hopefully it's a good show, you know, and see where it goes from there. So, you know, I think that's definitely kind of like reflective of, of what's happened there. For sure. Oh, well. So yeah, WH, we got a rant out of you. We got a, we got some, we got a, I didn't expect an Omega loving, Love we didn't get an Omega loving. Mate, we, uh, you should be charging us for this, uh, for this uh, material. Uh, hopefully we need to get you on Grapple again soon. Uh, I'd love to have you on, me and you have talked in the past, haven't we, about doing uh, certain podcast projects that we uh, we might have off our sleeve that might uh, might well be worth ch- chatting about again in the new year. But yeah, uh, genuine honour to have you, uh, you over here on Grapple, mate. Uh, thank you so much. I, I love... The Grapple Spotlight, like, it's one of my favorite podcasts. I, it's, like, a must-listen every week for me. And this this is, like, considering the amount of podcasts that I do listen to, it's 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 saying something that, like, okay, this goes really to the top of the queue for me. So thank you for providing me with endless entertainment every week. And and before I go, can I just say, well, because, like, she's here, I want to say something to Seth. Like, this year, you have done such an amazing job. I just want to say say to you like with your youtube channel and like your 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 other projects like you and and andrew thompson i think are the two best like like uh, stars of professional wrestling journalism out there like again and i just see such a bright future for the both of you and i'm just really kind of like uh, not proud but like i'm i'm happy to have to know you in some capacity the both of you you know so i just wanted to say that while you're on the air with me Oh my gosh! Thank you so much, WH. <laughs> Thank you. That re- that really means a lot. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. We're all we're all very proud and, of Steph. Uh, Andrew Thompson, and also Andrew is amazing as well. He's he's someone I really uh, really enjoy his work. But thanks so much, WH. It, it means a lot coming from you because I know we don't agree on some things, but <laughs> <laughs> no. But like the respect for the work, like we I I don't care if people disagree with me or have different opinions of me, but I respect. The work is there and like the the passion and the enthusiasm is there and jp you need to have steph and andrew thompson on, on, a, on a round table together at some point that's like my request yeah, for you i'm yes i'm absolutely game for that that sounds <laughs> fucking spot on a wrestling media cut like a round two on that one yeah definitely let's do it let's yeah do let's it. do it awesome uh thanks wh thanks for coming on mate and uh hopefully we'll chat again soon cheers yes mate. i hope so cheers, happy mate. new year everyone happy new year just, just to let you know, yeah. that second brownie has definitely kicked in. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it only gets worse from here. How's your mum feeling about this Wrestle Kingdom card, Steph? Oh, good point, good point. Um, well, actually, last night it was her that I was workshopping this idea about Jay being the winner at the end with and explaining to her why I thought Jay would leave Wrestle Kingdom with both belts. And she seems to agree that that's a very good take. And that is exactly how she wants Wrestle Kingdom to end. But yeah, I think like me, um, she would prefer if Jay had two matches, but he's only got one. So, But I, I, I really do think, logically, I, I don't see why Kota would win on night one. I, I, I mean win on night two you've been on that mdma again haven't you (laughs) (laughs) i've been on some really good irish crack and it's great (laughs) have you there we go see that's how you get jp into crack tell him it's irish it'll be game it's it's a very dull joke on that front Eamon has just said he'll add brownies to the baking list for the next character it's like god fucking bless because that man cooks like a fucking stallion there you go take that 
very oh. happy on that. Fuck me. Well, we've had a lot of uh, interesting questions so far, but we haven't uh, been particularly festive. So, Steph, while we've got you here, I, know I wanted to uh, chat about it anyway. Um, let me just change that. I don't know what's going on with this. Da, da, da. I'm worse than Jericho on his streams here with uh, we're getting these uh, <laughs> questions going. Uh, favorite and worst Christmas present you got? What are your favorite non-wrestling podcasts? Steph, you can go first. Oh, my gosh. Favorite and worst Christmas present you ever got? Um... Worst is such a hard one. Oh, I'm gonna have a good think about that. Favorite, um, ooh, favorite Christmas present. I mean, this little guy was a very, very good Christmas present. Um, mm -hmm. so that would be on the favorites list. Oh, and my mum bought me uh one year tickets to rev pro when jay white was there so that would be another favorite christmas present and, <laughs> but worst christmas present oh my gosh i feel really mean saying what my worst christmas present was um i mean i think a couple of times um i've just had someone hand me a packet of fags and some so that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah i was gonna say like for me for worst presents like my no, dad is known to just he won't even like give me a card he'll just hand me some cash in my hand and just be like there you go lad there's your christmas present or you like one year on the way back shouldn't he really that's normally how <laughs> this shit works <laughs> one year he got like tickets to go to the everton game like he got like some like a rando ticket on its own in the gladys street and he re-gifted it to me uh, and that was my present that year. And I was glad to get to go to the game, but I kind of didn't really feel that was, that was really a gift. Uh, although I did. Somebody <laughs> bought me a, a crate of salt for Christmas this year as like part of our, our work, Secret hell. Santa. And yeah, I, I, uh, I may have re-gifted that one off to, uh, to, to my brother, who's, uh, who's more of a soul drinker than I am. Uh, I don't know. What are you guys' worst and best Christmas presents ever? I don't know if I said this earlier on. I would say my brother's... The colouring book he got me when I was 11. <laughs> 11. I might add, in here. Wow. That was definitely down in the worst. However, that Waterford jersey this year, it's like, again, I'll say it, fair play, Pat. It's taken mm. 30 years, but I'll take it. Um, best, um, shit. I like to think that in, the bad guy in Inspector Gadget, that car, I don't know if I mentioned this on air or not, because like I said, no, it was there's a number... <laughs> There's a number of things going through my system at this point, all right, mm. and I'm and I'm just playing this entire thing by ear. So, like, I that was pretty amazing, simply mm. because it seemed very difficult to get. And God bless Joyce and Jerry, but they weren't the kind of people to fucking hunt this down like it was Arnie and Jingle all the way. You know, mm. they would have given up the ghost quite early doors on this if it wasn't in Woodgreen Shopping City. So. Yeah, those ones I was specifically happy about. Anyway. How about you, Gareth? Did you get, I mean, do you get enough to, to have a favourite or worst of all that? No, I think the last year me and Sarah ever gave each other Christmas presents, like we agreed, like when the kids, kids were born, we'd like set a limit on it, like 20 quid or 30 quid or something. And she bought me a like mobile phone cover for that doesn't even like fit the phone that I had. Kind of thing, so that's definitely like the worst because it was like, oh, okay, like 
that's like you might as well have just like handed me a bit of dog shit or something like that because that's <laughs> you know what what, 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 what can I do? Mother of your uh, children, there, Gareth. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. the be- the best, and it's not because of the present; it's because of the theatre. <laughs> was when I was a kid. Was my I wanted this skateboard, and and then we opened everything on Christmas morning, and I didn't get this skateboard, and I, and I was I was feigning happiness and all that kind of thing of with what with what I got but in deep inside I was I was disappointed by not getting the skateboard and then my dad told me to go and open the curtains and the skateboard was behind the sofa so I was like ah like it was a it was all in the theater of making me think I didn't have it and then open the curtains so that's that's a trick I'll definitely be borrowing in future years Uh, but uh, it's 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 stuck with me all these years so there you go it's 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 the memories we create isn't it there you go. That's the most important thing. Um, favorite non-wrestling podcast? You're about to go, Steph. What are you listening to that's not wrestling? Um, I listen to a podcast called You're Wrong About, which is like they talk about people or historical events and that might be misunderstood and really like tell you the real story. Um, that's mm. my favorite non-wrestling podcast. I think it's the only non-wrestling podcast I listen to. I dip in and out of listening to um, one where two women are rewatching the whole of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I dip in and out of doing like I I pick that up at certain points. But yeah, that's pretty much. I listen to so many wrestling podcasts. I don't have time for non wrestling stuff, so it's just really one, mm-hmm. um, one in my in my system. I think for me, like I- I've got to be honest, like the original version of Spotlight JP back when we did, you know, we'd have like we'd have our intro banter and then it was set out. We do what we've been watching and then we do a main review at the end. Okay. Like that was that was pretty much entirely stolen from the Slash Filmcast, um, which is my favorite um, non wrestling podcast. Great film podcast review that people should check out. And yeah, stole a lot of ideas from uh, old David Chan over the years. But I also listen to the Daily Tech News show every day. And I do listen to um, the Daily from the New York Times. I know you're a fan of that as well, JP. Yeah, I am. I'm a US politics geek. So mm. Hacks on Tap, I like listening to. Um... The the last podcast I uh, um it's called Hunting Galan, which is mm. about the Galan Maxwell case in terms mm. of Jeffrey Epstein, Robert Maxwell's mm. daughter, and it's John Sweeney who was at the BBC was on Panorama, mm. real dogged bastard. That's really good. Um, somebody just mentioned there the Guardian's Football Weekly. Yeah, yeah, I, I listen to that. There's there's lots of I do a lot of hill walking as all of you are very aware of. So I find yes. myself listening to... You get up to all kinds of them hills, mate. Mate. No. Right. When you say that, yeah, it takes a kind of satanic murdering people <laughs> in the woods type vibe. That isn't there. <laughs> like, today I was watching Brian Alvarez very innocent. fucked on camera, basically. <laughs> that, was, that was where that was. Like, he was... Jesus, he was shit-faced. And I was thinking, mate, hold your shit together. Look at me. There's all sorts going on here. And I'm fucking not putting my head against the mic just yet. Give it an hour. <laughs> we'll get there. Anyway, great yeah, podcast. About- Hunting Galan, which is mm. a truly depressing piece of work for a couple of horrible bastards. He's adamant that Epstein didn't kill himself, though. And he seems to know his onions on the whole Epstein case. But that seems, I don't want to believe that, frankly. That seems a bit bullshit to me. Uh, have you guys listened to any conspiracy podcasts? Any Epstein podcasts? 
No, if, if I want conspiracy po- podcasts, I'll listen to Chris Jericho's podcast. That's where he, uh, he gets all those guests on, doesn't he, uh, to talk all about like people. flat earth and all, <laughs> and all that. My, uh, my, mine's, mine's got a bit of Spanish football podcast, uh, big, big shout out to Sidlow and uh, Phil Kittrow and Alex Kirtland there. Like, uh, love my La Liga, so that's, uh, that's my... That's my mm. daily staple on, on, on that one. But then also uh, the first 30 minutes of the Grapple Spotlight before I was on it. <laughs> <laughs> Bullshit, mate. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> it's still great while you're on it, mate. That's, uh, you know, it's a, a big ourselves up. That is the best part of our podcast, though. Like, that's, that's my idea with these, these Q&As. It's just, we're just doing the first 30 minutes, but we're basically doing it for four hours. Like, I, I look at those iTunes stats. No one listens past the first 30 minutes anyway. So, you know. <laughs> It's the good stuff. Yeah, they're switching off when it fucking hits, like, me talking about Noah and MLW at the end, isn't it? There's no well, fucking involved at that point. I, I, what... I, I miss listening to Joe break down EastEnders. Remember, Joe? Oh, well. Glory right, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love you, Joe. God bless. Um, I was going to say, like, people, that is one thing about the podcast. I think people probably think, you know, we do, like, the open and banter stuff that, like, we're just ripping off voices of wrestling. Don't get me wrong. We rip off Voices of Wrestling in many other ways. But actually, the, the nugget for that came from me listening to RBR over the years. Uh, it's, a, it's another three-hour great wrestling podcast, uh, RBR Wrestling. That they'll basically spend the first two hours talking nonsense, so we're, uh, we're pretty good by their standards. Uh, but yeah, uh, plenty of uh, great podcasts over the years. I've been embarrassed from JP's gone. <laughs> hey, mate, you, you, are, wow. you are tier three Possibly now, Possibly AIDS, I don't know. <laughs> we were having this question That's before we started, <laughs> That third brownie. <laughs> All sorted. Oh my Problem God. solved. <laughs> JP did ask before we started, Steph, like, what, uh, what tea is uh, your home in Belfast right now? What is there a tiering yeah. system over there? Yeah. Like, what's the situation? Um, so there's no tier system. We're on an 8 p.m. curfew for two weeks. Uh, so everything shuts at 8 p.m. And it's so weird. Like, so last night we were... Um, we were at my aunt's house and we pretty much forgot there was a curfew. So we mm. left at 9 p.m. and there was no one else <laughs> on the road. Like, wow. no one at all. But that's the situation in Belfast. And yeah, this morning I was talking to my mom and saying, <clears throat> do you want to go to any shops or anything? Like, as in clothes shops. And then we thought about it for a while and then realized that they're not open. Like, we're mm. on, yeah, a two-week 8 p.m. curfew, only essential shops open. Yeah, uh, Northern Ireland's just going its own way with uh, with everything. No tears. Just have they opened nightclubs later? Is that religious nonsense still going on? Again, this is a few drinks deep. Ha- Sorry. <laughs> have they opened nightclubs <laughs> later? When? What? Well, yeah, that's actually it's a wasted point. I just remember the point when we went to see an OTT show. We wanted to go out okay. for a late beer on a on a Sunday night, and it was just not happening. And um, that that was disappointing. I don't know. It's like any time I've been to a nightclub or a bar on Sunday, it's been regular, but I'm not sure. Limelight. But limelight, yeah. Auntie Annie's, uh, the venue, all the great nightclubs in Belfast. What's that one? There was one that I was there with Joe, and we were wandering around a load of rooms, and this doesn't really help at all. That's like, like Limelight. Because limelight. No, no, it wasn't limelight. Because that's three connected though now. Kitty Daly's Auntie Annie's limelight, and you go like Kitty Daly's is like a bar. Um, 
oh, Spring and Airbreak is like a bigger venue, and then Limelight is as it always is, and you can walk through all three. It might be the second on that list. But is this again, how everyone else feels when me and Gareth are going on about the crazy horse? Is that what this is? Uh, mate, I like the crazy horse. When they're once. <laughs> and they crazy house. That's what I said. Don't lie. Um, and they were playing what appears to be a progress playlist, which I know Gareth Elton in the chat said, hashtag Scrapple. Remember progress? No. <laughs> no, not really. None of us Um I remember some press statements, but very little action. <laughs> Wow. Well, to get back to the uh, the list of questions... Uh, She's my friend. Oh. Yeah. Fuck all's happened. Sorry. Can we just live with that? <laughs> Nothing has happened. We've got some questions on that front uh, later on. Um, uh, but yeah, we'll get to that as we get drunker. Um, we've got a question here from RSY1376 on Twitter. Uh, still shocked at the Brodilly news and the outpouring of love. Not meaning to be callous, but what do AW do with the Dark Order? Um, do they stay heels with a new leader or turn one eighty and make them faces? I don't know, Steph. I'd say the faces already. I know you're big into BTE. Um, yeah, I, I, I think the Dark Order are total faces already for anyone that watches being the elite or mm. anyone that just sees um John Silver. But mm. I, I don't, I, I, I don't know what what they'll do with with them now. It's it's such an awful situation, and I, and I don't even know how you think about it. You know, the wrestling. Wrestling is such a uh, a strange mixture of fantasy and reality that I uh, I don't know how you how wrestling can deal with a real life situation like this if you know what I mean within mm. within the boundaries of wrestling um of the wrestling world the world the universe of AW let's say um I don't really know how how you deal with this yeah I I I expect that the Dark Order they're going to do something that's going to be some kind of nice, fitting tribute to him, where yeah. essentially they've been baby faces anyway to some anybody who's been watching being the elite. That's just going to baby face them to the TV audience completely as well, you know. That uh, and 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 in which case, you know, again the question says about like not being callous, but without being callous. I think it's going to give them just more legs to run with the characters that have grown out of themselves on BTE and grow on on, on TV as well, and probably end up just being a, a, um, a, a positive for those guys as well going forward. Really, with the um, with the you know with the with the, with the, with, the, with the with the steps that have been that have been taken, and then you know you know see where it goes from there. Really, but you know, I think uh, I don't I don't think they've been heels. Have there, have there been heels first? The last three months, I don't think so. But I, I definitely expect some kind of night, you know, good fitting tribute to to, to Brody Lee yeah. happening on TV and and probably done well and tastefully as as, yeah. as as well as you'd probably expect from AW and and taking it for taking it from there. But the kind of the storyline's almost. Um, Irrelevant, isn't it, to the real life circumstance? Yeah. So I think I think I, I think the main point is giving him the giving him the tribute on TV that he that he clearly deserves, and clearly a lot of these guys have worked with him years and years ago, decades ago. When you look at you know the the, the stuff on Twitter and things like that as well, so they've known him for a very long time. So you know I think that's the that's the most important thing. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, next question then. Um, we have. Oh, there we go. Let me sort that. So the next question is: What is our worst moment of the year in wrestling? From uh, AJ Whitehead on Twitter, the one where. And I, I, I read this question in the first half oh, and thought, no. "Oh no!" But I like the way he's phrased this—the one where you look it over your shoulder and you're just hoping that someone doesn't walk in and catch a look at the screen. I feel I know Garrett's already, um, but, <laughs> but there's a few to choose from. Um, Bray Wyatt involved, I feel like is going to be a big contender for this. Some of my Hardy stuff in AEW, like I love, I love AEW, but like. They haven't done everything right this year, and some of the uh, the broken, brilliant stuff has been particularly poor. Um, anything uh, springing to mind for you, Gareth? Uh, I'm I'm thinking there now. Like you're like, oh, I know what might spring <laughs> spring to mind for you, and I'm thinking like, what the fuck are you thinking about? I don't know. <laughs> um, oh God, I mean, there's been so much this year. You know, if 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 we're talking in ring wrestling, like. Mm then the amount of just bad cinematic matches that has been put on this year that just uh, just absolutely just been awful. I mean, I think if you go back and you like listen to our WrestleMania live podcast that we did, it was almost like that Undertaker podcast was the, sorry, the WrestleMania podcast, that Undertaker match with with AJ Styles was kind of like the one of the first of the year and it was kind of one of like the, the better ones and we did enjoy it and then like i think the following day you had the the bray cena thing and it's it's been it's pretty much downhill from there really with i think pretty much every cinematic match that there's been if it's the sort of thing where you're saying to you know the idea that you could be like putting it in front of like one of your mates who you know likes decent films or something like that and you're trying you've tried for years to convince them to watch wrestling then i think all of them are basically the uh you know, basically what I'd be throwing up there. I think the um, the big Swall Reba match, I think, you know, anything basically that's involved the Fiend this year, uh, we're like, I don't know, anything like that where it's it's moving away from wrestling and it's trying to be entertainment, but it's doing it badly in such a way that it's not even like last resort VHS in your video shop in the 1980s kind of, um, kind of material, really. I think, uh, I think if we're talking actual wrestling product anything like that this year has just been been a nightmare i do think though like to that point i think anyone who doesn't like wrestling already like i always think that when people go well you know my my, my sister or my wife walked into the room and she thought it was stupid your wife's gonna think fucking joe kiboshi stupid or kiboshi masawa or like you know it all looks stupid to casual people none of it looks good not so, well, 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 what, what, like one of my best mates, like we've got such, we've got such similar taste in comedy and films and everything. Like I've known him all my life, and then like I've just obviously been buzzing off being the elite so much this year, and like John Silver, and then like that episode with the like whatever it was, the cowboy tribute, like last week, I like sent it to my mate, and I was like watch this, let me know what you think about it. And I was so certain in my heart that he was going to like turn around and like, John Silver's amazing. Like, who's that little guy? Like laughing. So he was like, I literally watched 45 seconds of this shite and turned it off. What the fuck is this? You know? And like, <laughs> like I was so yeah. disappointed. I was really, like, cause I thought like, oh, I know I'm not going to hook him in with wrestling, but I might like get him like into this sort of slightly off the wall comedy element of, of this. But to him, that was just utter dog shit. So the thought of putting like, you know, putting John Cena against the Fiend in front of him. Like, uh, like, God, 
Wow. See, I think, like, I was going to ask you this, like, what your thought is, Steph, but I'm, I think we know for a fact from this podcast that you put a lot of things in front of your mum, and she watches them and she loves them, so, like, I, I don't know. What would it take for your, your mum to be embarrassed by uh, what you're watching wrestling with? Um, well, last night I showed her the stadium stampede and she did love that. But when Kenny went to drink, drink milk, she was like, no, I can't watch. I can't watch. I can't watch someone drink milk. So milk is gross. Kenny, She's right. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't like milk. So Kenny Omega drinking milk is the most offensive wrestling thing that, that she. I think JP is offended by this. I've got You're issues okay, with the last couple of statements, but carry on. <laughs> milk is mate. Literally, was squeezing juice out of cows and then drinking it. It's mate, I've seen it. The Irish lot, dairy farmers. That's where I come from. Inexplicably, <laughs> end up in fucking Tottenham at some point. <laughs> Well, you haven't lived, Steph, till you've been to a dairy farm. And I've gone in there to go, would you go out and get some fucking milk nil for us? And he did take the jug and you go out and you take it out there and it's all cream at the top. And I'm like, fair play, mate. And I'm like, all right, mate. I'm not sure how this fucking milking cow lark works. I'm, I'm here. Not, mate, I, I live you can get milk out of almonds farm. now. We don't need it. Milk hey, look, out of almonds. I'm here to break the stereotype that... Go on. That um every that every Irish person is from a farm and has a cow in their backyard or something. Um, I, I have none of the sort. <laughs> that's that's clearly not true. I, like, I've been to Belfast. Like that's that's not like I mean. But however, I will say like pushing cows down the well, it's, it's not pushing cows down the road. My cousin would lead them down the road and they would go towards me and I'm supposed to deter them from walking up a bigger road. And looking them in the eyes is a fucking experience. Like looking cows in the eyes. Because you can't make head and a tail of what those fuckers are thinking. Because I'm just there going, do they go berserk or something? Because it's not something I'm aware of. I've never watched any films on this. But like overall... Like they're, they're fascinating, and they're, you know they were squeezing the teats out after. It was always good. The milk was nice. I mean, I don't know what you two have the problem with. <laughs> well, just weird, mate. Just weird. And if Steph's mum's on side, I know that I'm uh, I'm in good company. Has she yeah. watched um, any Go Shiozaki this year, Steph? No, she she has not. She has not. Get it on board. Come on. <laughs> uh, but I was going to say my my. Freaking worst um, wrestling moment as asked is a hundred percent John Cena versus the Fiend. That was absolutely dreadful. That um, I reacted so badly to that match. I was half having a panic attack and half crying about um, like <laughs> what the future of wrestling was after after watching it. It was it was appalling. And any time the Fiend has a wank on TV is the worst. <laughs> the worst moment in wrestling <laughs> sorry just to rewind that back a second sorry is that a thing that's happened that we've just missed <laughs> especially now that it's slightly burned <laughs> I mean wow. it's true isn't it on that note, by the way, someone just asked in the chat, uh, are we going to get a special with Steph's mum on the podcast at some point, can she be our granny that's what I want to know 
not in not in not an age point, just in a Brian and Vinny points, just to make that clear in case she's listening. Yeah, yeah, you would have to make that clear uh, to her. I have told her that she should be um, our version of Granny, and I don't, I don't know, maybe she will one day. I definitely should have recorded her uh, stadium stampede reaction. Um, even like she she really likes Matt Jackson, and I, I think that. Um, she's someone that was able to tell the young bucks apart faster than most people, and was very, very proud of knowing which buck was which. <laughs> <laughs> you interviewed them recently. I'm sure that wasn't easy. Yeah, I interviewed them, but uh, I could tell them apart because it was audio, and their names came up when they spoke. So that was very, very <laughs> helpful. I reckon them. I think I think revival would be the toughest. Like that, that one. Like that was so easy. That interview. Oh, Fuck that. God. No, Revival like, looked not, nothing alike, so that was really easy. That was. I uh, still can't yeah. tell you which one's the hair one and which one's not the hair one. <laughs> you, you, you can tell the difference between the books because Nick's got a hairline like mine. So, someone's putting the hashtag here, Ask Steph's Mum from Ruinerd, uh, which I'm all in favour of. On this. That's what we should have done when Ask Rev Joe's like, died. Never, not just ask uh, stuff. Now I'm thinking Ask Steph's mum about All Japan in the 90s. I think we need to take this to another level. It's like... Uh, are you up for a bit of Kawada versus Misawa? I think she is, Steph. And I've never if met her at all. If there's no milk involved, um, I can definitely tempt her. I could definitely it's not a deal breaker. As long as there's no milk involved, it's fine. Don't um, show I, that uh, angle clip. She'll go nuts. Oh, I would never show her that. Like, that would yeah. be one way to get me... Like, it, that happened when I was a kid. If I'd shown that to well. her, I would have been banned from watching wrestling for life and I wouldn't have like, existed, you know, now. <laughs> I wouldn't know any of you guys. I would have just been full on like, True. oh, you're, you're not... You're not watching that shite. There's guys pouring milk all over their faces. Oh, it's... <laughs> it's- it's to say it's not homoerotic is understanding in the least as well. Certainly. Um, what, what did wow. you th- What did you think I was going to say? By the way, Benno, just I'm about like nine beers deep here, so I, I, I'm struggling from a memory point of view. Really? It was going to be a take your pick on... up on camera, but that's a. <laughs> That's the story of our lives. J- JP doing little disappearing wow. acts to the window. Um, yeah. I-, I just assumed like any one of Bray Wyatt, anything Bray Wyatt has done this yeah. year. To be honest, yeah. I thought you had a thought you had a rank coming, um, but no. Fair, fair, fair enough. I thought I thought maybe there was something I was missing there that you could have given me a little prompt on, but it just all blends together with Bray. I think. I think it's all falling down. Sorry. All the same. <laughs> uh, we're gonna have, gonna have a, another guest jumping on the line now. Steph, you're okay to jump stick around with us for a while? Yeah, I can stick around for a bit. Oh, cool. Okay, well, up next, and I think he can help us answer this next question. And the question is from Great Brash Heel, our mate Chris Lenny, favourite Ogden. And here to answer the question, it's Andy Ogden. Hi, Andy. Hey, how are you? Hello, everyone. You all right? <laughs> Look Very at well, you. mate. How are you? Look at, the, Look at the northern grab scene. Sorry. Pull, pulling out all the stops here. When I was on your podcast, I'd, I'd, I never saw your face. Well, um... Because it's Ben, expectations. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. No, I don't get any respect around here, so I'm glad That's you're here. Nice <laughs> um, Andrew, I have to apologise for the last time I saw you. No, I was uh, a mess. Oh, JP. Uh, well, I say on the um, podcast yesterday, our Jeff was doing an impression of you around the living room yesterday. Absolutely <laughs> staggering. 
all over the shop. I, I thought you were going to get hit by some cars or something. It's part of the rich tapestry of life, Andrew. You know, sometimes you find yourself in these situations where you might be hit by a car and you might not be. You just roll with the punches. By the way, Andy, of all people who are going to appear on it tonight, can you guess who the... There's there's one person who's missing who hasn't guessed on this Hall, hall of Fame. It's a snooker player next yeah. to Rachel Maddow, which is a left-field turn. The two aren't connected in any way, and there's strange things that happen. Can you guess who that is? Well, I... I put in the chat earlier, it's either one or two. It's Jimmy White or no. Bill Werbenick. You're right on a Bill Werbenick way. He's involved in one of the big moments of his career. Or Cliff Thorburn. Yes, there we go. Cliff Thorburn. First televised 147 on British television. Yeah, and uh, Ask your mum about that, Steph. She'll know about that. And Dennis Taylor. It'll all be <laughs> fucking awesome. Well, well the thing is, with um, Dennis Taylor, his brother used to own the pub down the road from me, the Bull's Head, uh, Martin really? Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Really? Interesting fact there for you. You've got uh, Bill, Bill, Bill. on your bedroom wall. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> My, yeah, I have. And I'll have you know that a lot of casual sex happens as a result of that picture. So there we are. <laughs> I hope oh, you don't have to right, delete this bit because I have to remember that I'm a teacher and you can't really we'll... say that stuff. <laughs> we I haven't even had uh, Will on yet. Bloody hell. Oh, yeah, God. Fucking downhill from there. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. When he's been on the run, he's been on the run, that, that Will Cooling. Bloody hell. But you'd always hear about Alex Higgins around Belfast going out yeah, and a few beers with people and the rest of it and. You must remember Alex Higgins, Steph, surely, and Dennis Taylor while while we're at it. I just remember uh, Hurricane Higgins, yes. I remember him uh, (laughs) being alive, but I don't know anything about him. God's favourite snooker player. He loved the swift clearance. Oh, well, well, we've we've covered all of the uh, the northern sports today, but what we need to cover is the best northern lads going to wrestling. So, Andy, I suppose yeah. you can't answer this question. What are we going for? Best Ogden lads? I know he's on the line. The best Ogden. Like, yeah, um, I mean, Hilda. It's a tough. It's a tough one. I know there was pictures going on on Twitter today. Um, I don't know. I'd probably say RGF because he comes up with all this. Wow, great champ. He does. Interesting. Interesting. Like, I would... I think Jeff's got the age on you. There is that. He's got the experience. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've seen Jeff. uh, Jeff's part one half, and I won't mention what it is, of my favourite moments in PCW history. So he has got that going for him as well. Well, Soraya and I. Yeah, Yeah, there is that. (laughs) Are we allowed to mention that? I don't know. Yes, go ahead. It's on tape in front of 80,000 views. uh, Oh, my God. It's so good. If people haven't seen it, you should. What what show? Gareth, you were there, weren't you, for this one? I was, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the trip. It was in the Guild Hall. I was just to the left to use. PCW tribute to the troops. It also had. I think Billy Gunn and Ked Anderson versus the Hooligans. And also Jai McDowell as well, who won uh, Britain's Got Talent to pin Martin Kirby on the show. <laughs> wow. It's all a paying tribute to the troops, isn't it? Having a cop off with Soraya Knight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that's basically what happened. Like she she leans in, doesn't she, in the video, and people need to see it. And she she he kind of goes in for the hug, and then his hands get a little bit too busy. I think for Sarai's liking, and before you know it, Jeff's on the floor, um, <laughs> with two, with two pints of beer pulled over him, and Paige's mom is not happy. Sold yeah, it like you, a fucking champ. You can also see um, Ben Corrigan in the background, just with his hands on his head, going, "Oh fucking hell, what's gone?" <laughs> <laughs> There's been many scenes of Brit Red shows with Ben Corrigan doing that, to be fair. Oh, yeah, certainly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, how, how about you, uh, Gareth? Come on, you're, you're the, I reckon you're the, uh, you're the closest Ogden. You've been on the Ogden podcast more than the rest of us. Where you go? Where are you going, Jeff or Andy? Uh, Stan. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> it's an even tie between Andy and Jeff. How can you, how can you separate the two? It's like... Uh, one, one without the other, it's it's uh, it, it, it's not the same, is it? You know, you're, you're, uh, it's the same when you listen to the uh, when you listen to their podcast, and and I'd recommend everybody to listen to the Graps and Claps podcast. They they bounce each other fan, off each other fantastically, come up with them jokes, come up with them chants that they uh, steal off Ben Corrigan. Apparently, if you if you uh, read the chat, uh, but uh, yeah, God, uh, I think uh, I, I have to say wholeheartedly, one of my big things of 2020 has been missing going to live shows and mm. meeting Andy and Jeff for a few beers before the show, listening to them get the atmosphere going at live shows, and then having a few pints with them afterwards in the pub and uh, just having a chat about shit on on Graps and Claps. Definitely something that I'm personally looking forward to doing uh, in in 2021. It's 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 been one of my one of my big misses of the year. So uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you uh, seeing you back at shows, Andy, next year, and uh, hopefully uh, hopefully having a having a few pints. Yeah, certainly. I, uh, well, like I said yesterday about your question about Giant Barber and chants about him, fuck me, if you listen to the podcast, you'll be, uh, yeah. In the- <laughs> give give us a couple of them, mate. Um, I'll just get me book. <laughs> it's, it, it's what Makoto Barber would have wanted, ultimately, yeah. rather than getting fucking Gawana um, so back in and tender ju- and that. I'll just give you um, a, cu- a couple. Barber, do, 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 push me job towie. Barber, do, 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 push me sour, kobashi. And um, there was also... There was also... Barber, I, I want to do that in a modern-day all-Japan fucking crowd. Yeah. Oh, well, Chris Linnea said he was like the um, Uar Nation of his day, sort of all the champs. <laughs> yes. there, there was a um, couple more, and there was uh, Barber in Red is dancing with me. <laughs> cheek, cheek. <laughs> and um, it's not the full version. Well, there's another two I've got here. It's uh, Barber, I love you. Barber. <laughs> I care, Baba. I love you, Baba. My oh, friend. Should have played at the anniversary show. I hate can audience that bit more. I, I literally can't believe you didn't get through them X Factor auditions, Andy. I know, I know. <laughs> they, they didn't know what they're missing. And the final one it's is a cigarette, um, by the way, in case is, this one is uh, Bar Bar Black Sheep. Have you any wool? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. One for Mizawa, one for Tawei. <laughs> and one for Kachi, who lives down the lane. 
And we said the word Wow. Right. We've got WH Park in the chat here saying at least pronounce Taway correctly, mate. Which these are worlds coming together in wrestling podcasting form that I've I like I've rarely seen. And I've been on like I've been on WH's and I've been on yours. And I absolutely admire the two different interpretations of all Japan in in, in their ways. Sorry, there, I'm drunk. There, there, there you go, Chris Lene. You talk about Andy butchering Japanese uh, Japanese names. There you go. You've had the approval there that the, uh, hey, the Taiwanese. But, but there is what there is one more, which it's not the full song. Uh, You'd from have fucking loved that, Miss Sawa. From a awesome. from a Bohemian Rhapsody. It's Mizawa, ooh, didn't mean to make you cry, but he's left and gone to nowhere this time tomorrow. <laughs> Carry on, because wrestling really matters. There you go. <laughs> to them. They took it very fucking seriously. If you take one thing from all Japan in the 90s. Oh. It wasn't a fucking piss take. But I've got to say it as well. Um, oh. Jeff, Jeff's got another two or three Sorry, verses to that song on the podcast, which uh, to do with oh. uh, Baba's giantism as well. Um, so I was, I was going to say you've got to listen to the latest Graps and Claps to get the full uh, the full repertoire there. So I definitely recommend uh, if you're. Uh, over the Christmas period, definitely catch up on a few of them. Maybe the next few Christmas periods or something, I don't know. Uh, Andy, you're beating us for uh, you're beating us for length right now. Um, well, I'll also beat Will Cooling's record with Shat in. Uh, Jeff has asked the question, which Brit Riz company will be the first you'd like to see when lockdown is over and the best pub you'll go to beforehand? Um, I feel like it's just perfect to have you on to answer this for Randy, uh, especially the pub side. I think wrestling company side, I'm going to say TNT just because that's where me and Gareth are probably going to find ourselves most, most soon. Uh, they've got shows announced uh, coming up. I'll Easy trip for us. Always a good night out. Yeah, JP's promising to come up. Uh, it's not tier two to tier two anymore. It though, might JP, be the new Key Brown be talking, but I'm fucking there. <laughs> that's what we want. Uh, but yeah, I go with them. Would you agree, Gareth? Yep, got Would my you... ticket for the end of January. <laughs> so, yeah. Have you? I have. Oh, hey. yeah. Is that the COVID talking? <laughs> tier two, mate. It is. We do tier what we four want. It went from tier two to tier four overnight. We do, we do Tory, what we want. Absolute Tory shower of shite. And I want to make sure that's fucking clear on the fucking audio as well. You want to get yourself a tier two, mate? We do what we want here. It's fucking great. I'm doing what I want anyway this month. <laughs> Don't worry about me. That sounded threatening. I don't mean I'm not Conan. Oh, That's me. not oh. a, a threat against Conan either. How about you, Steph? Are you going to get yourself to any shows? Other than Red um, Pro, obviously. Yeah, I was just going to say. You were there Pro, tonight. You know. I was there tonight. I made it back just in time for this. <laughs> Did? But yeah, I was indeed, if anyone was watching and saw me getting practically manhandled by Gideon Gray there uh, in, the, in the early minutes of, uh, of the show. But yeah. Twatted the fucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, Andy, what's the, uh, what's, the, what's the dealer's choice then as far as uh, shows? What's the answer Jeff wants to hear? 
Yeah, so um, like personally, I want I can't wait to go back to Tidal, even though it's not the Temple of Boom, uh, which is sadly closed down, probably because of them fucking bad toilets. But uh, I, when I see them again at the Leeds City Museum, it's always a sight to see Ian, the owner, fucking walking around with his can of Guinness in his hand. Don't know what's mm. going on. Um, GPW as well in Inley, always a good trip. Um, arguing yep. at the uh, bar. Posters are that behind me that way. Yeah, arguing at the uh, bar staff to warm them pies up uh, because mm. fucking hell, I won't remember one episode where they weren't warmed up for about two hours. Unbelievable. Um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Future shots always a good one. That. They were the, actually. I I saw the last show before um, all the lockdown in uh, Stockport. It's in all the COVID regulations, so I know what's uh, know what's coming for everyone who's uh, going to a wrestling show. When well, God knows whenever. I might I might actually come over to tier two, but don't tell anyone. In come down there again, mate. You're more than welcome. It's tier four at the minute, but yeah, I'll smuggle you in, mate. You're going to say, Andy. In. So I mentioned earlier, Grapple Carl got me this lovely American Males hoodie for uh, for Christmas. You also yeah. got me this problematic DVD, Future Shock Underground. Uh, I'm wondering if you were there, 20, 2013. Uh, Zach, Gibson versus, Zach Gibson versus Cyanide. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, Dave Rain versus Ryan Bottom, not Josh. Oh, the notorious BAD. I think that's Sam Bailey and Sam Bailey, my mate. And another bloke against the uh, the Blackpool Blondes. Uh, James Drake in there. Yeah. April David's Viper. Martin Kirby, Mark Mesa. Am I in for a great time when Blackpool I watch this thing? Mark Ma- 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 Massa used funny. to be like the king of the underground grabs in like Manchester. It's like he should have been. A, he should have made a big star, but never made it. And um, no. just to answer your your other question, the best pub you'll go to beforehand. Hmm. Ooh. Good question. Um, what did well, you think uh, of that um, a pub we were in, Andy? Tap social, yeah, yeah, that was very good, very good. I enjoyed there. Whiskies oh. were good. Yeah, you enjoyed them. Uh, <laughs> Do you remember any of it, JP? I was going to ask that. Yeah. No, I don't. <laughs> There's an entire hour of that podcast that's out there for the viewing public, and mm. I remember nothing about it. Mm. But uh, what about Stanley Arms? Is that reopened? Well, um, Christ pub. I, I know, I know. Flood, Flood, Flood lives there with his new girlfriend, but oh. uh, that's all you—that's all you ever see now. Um, one one pub I would say you'll go to beforehand, but I would say go to at, um, after the show would be the uh, Eddington Arms in Inley, where you can mm. see all the best karaoke singers in uh, in the UK. <laughs> um, your fake Bon Scotts from ACDC, uh, some. Some fucking cracking people in there. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, well. yeah, Crown and Kettle, as ever, for the Schadenfreude. Um, Smithfield oh. Tavern, Garifle, no, we've done many podcasts in there. Mel's just coming, never, none of this shit, is he? <laughs> <laughs> See, that's where you get all these scoops from, Steph. You'll let you Lazy fucking journalism is what I'll throw <laughs> in there. But, uh, yeah, plenty of pubs, plenty of pubs, Pete. Good, good lad. And the well, toilets, we... mate. That's... Oh, the <laughs> toilets are the most important thing, remember. Love Lane Brewery got number two this year. Did it? Okay, that's good to hear. That one at TNT, 
and I know mm. he's coming up in a question later on, but it was like Glenn Joseph was putting a fucking protest down. <laughs> what he did in that fucking toilet. Wow. It's all coming out now. <laughs> Is Moving that so on. <laughs> nah. We'll answer the the Glenn Joseph question when we get Will on later. Um, wow. <laughs> well, Honestly, you get all the that, scoops. That was mischief. <laughs> that really was. Uh, Apparently got out of that by a load of uh, angry scouts. I wouldn't do that. Someone I wasn't us. hated. But, yeah. <laughs> wow, um, Andy. Before you go, then we've got one uh, serious wrestling question, and we've got one uh, one question I think's right up your alley—a beer-related question. So let's start with the uh, the wrestling question. I'll put it to everybody. Um, did you have? And this is from uh, Henry. Uh, do you have a favorite comfort match? A I a match that you watch over and over again that you just find is like a, a bit of a, a relaxing match. What's like your uh, your comfort food wrestling match that you you go back to over and over again? I think for me it's uh, Samoa Joe Necro Butcher. I can watch that thing over and over and over again and it is unfortunately one man getting his fe- his face slammed into concrete um and another man just continuing to beat the shit out of him while eddie kingston and cm punk lose their minds on commentary and um, but for me it's like a, it's a five-star indie match and it's just so rewatchable and so much fun seems like the wrong word but fun uh, to watch if you know what necro watch is all about you know love that thing i was gonna say that sounds so relaxing and comfortable by now <laughs> Maybe relaxing and comfortable is the wrong way, but it's my comfort <laughs> food wrestling. Uh, look, I like GCW on wire differently. What can I say? Um, Steph, have you got one? Sorry, did you say comfort, comforting wrestling match? Oh, yeah, what's a match you always go back to and watch along? Um, definitely the Rock Triple H uh, SummerSlam 1998 Intercontinental title ladder match. Mm. I just love that match so much. It reminds me of being a kid. Um, and I just feel like a kid every time I watch it. So yeah, that's my that would be my little uh, uh, comforting match. Mm. Eamon's in the uh, the chat telling me that uh, Joe Butcher is the greatest wrestling match of all time. So I'll take that. Um, but no, Rock Triple H. That's uh, that's up there for me. Um, how about you, uh, Andy? Um, personally, like, there's a well, there's a couple. One actual watching match wise, and one chant wise. Uh, match wise, uh, the Les Kelly versus Leon Harris. If you want a good uh, twenty-five minute comedy match, that's the mm. fucking one to put on, lads yeah. and ladies. Um, also, from a chant uh, perspective, um, not that it's in the question, it would be uh, if you search out the two-minute uh, uh, video on Twitter of um, when we're all doing the Sugar Dunkerton chant at Roll to Glory in Preston. Yeah. That was one of the great days in wrestling history, although I didn't appreciate it at the time. Yeah, it that really is, was. Um, to- uh, that was, yeah, magic. Seeing magic- his reaction, magical. And tell Bannon coming to remonstrate with the crowd and uh, get very angry. And what are you doing? What are you doing? And just um, Sugar Dunkerton and Matt Brooks just dancing along. And yeah, magical. Made made, made the fella's career in uh, the UK. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say that you, you made his career in the UK more than he did that night, getting that chant going because uh, that absolutely went off. And then they changed the music in the middle of the night. You know, when he came back for the later show, and they put the sugar, sugar light music on, whereas he'd come out to a different, uh, different chant previously. That fella definitely got more bookings on the back of uh, on the back of you lot creating, uh, create or. Oh, 
getting that chant going at least that night anyway. But yeah, yeah, definitely one of my personal wrestling highlights over the last few years. Been been in that crowd, absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and credit credit to uh, Chris Wilson and uh, Eddie Sideburns as well for uh, you know helping with that chant. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Any other shouts from anyone else, JP? Um, to be really boring, I'm going to go back to the poster in the background. Um, Omega mm. Okada is a modern day go to. Just this is a match that makes me feel good, simply because it's. Oh God, I've said all the same shit earlier on. Um, just with less drugs, um, and, and and one of the, the the nicer things about like just that match in general is mm. it's just the sheer pace that it works at, and it feels mm. like a kind of modern version of contemporary wrestling. So yeah, that's my comfort food match. Yeah. My, mine is mine is Royal Rumble '92. I can just throw a Royal Rumble '92 yeah. on, and and it is just perfect from. Like, never mind the whole Flair storyline and the Heenan commentary and things Stars. like that. You look at the lineup for that Royal Rumble yeah. and you just see Hogan come out, Sid come out, Undertaker come out, Piper come out, Jake the Snake, British Bulldog, like Ted DiBiase. And so Sean people Michael. have had a slight issue with him. Throw out, oh. sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah, but it's just. It is just it's it's almost like a snapshot of my childhood's Royal Rumble '92, I think, and it is just like I. I so There's a lot about Pat Patterson. Yeah, I could watch it every single week. Every, mm. like, I love that. I love it. Fair shout, fair shout. Um, the other question, and I've got to ask you uh, a beer-related question here, Andy. You can't come on our podcast and uh, and we can't talk beer before you go. Uh, this is from uh, Benny Owens. Uh, which beer would make the best name for a wrestling stable? And which wrestling stable would make the best name for a beer? <laughs> I feel like the uh, well, we're going to be giving uh, giving uh, ideas away to our mates at Top Rope Brewery. Here, I think um, as far as like what's a good rest Gallus beer would that sell? I don't think that's selling. Uh, New World Order that'd be a good beer name. Yeah, I know. I know there's, some um, people, maybe. there's like um, a beer out there called Grubby Old Bastard or something. Mm. <laughs> some that, something that like that. <laughs> that's a really pretty mm. rest. I mean, yeah. uh, or Pete Sutcliffe. Pete Sutcliffe, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Put... <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry, I've watched that River documentary on Netflix. I'm yeah. surprised. Uh, I'm surprised. Like punk as fuck, punk AF hasn't been a, a stable in progress. I feel like that could have happened at one point. <laughs> The whole nut-punk stuff, I think that works. I mean, I, mean, I, I, mean, I saw the question and I was trying to think of, it, think of a few. I was like, uh, Dark Mild Order? Uh, Dark Mild Order, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be, Hop- be that stable of uh, uh, three-star wrestlers then, wouldn't it? Dark Mild Order. <laughs> Man, the yeah. awesome leader. The, the Four Hopsmen. The Four Hopsmen. That's good. <laughs> The, the, the forgotten that's very season. fucking good that's feel- more you've given this more time than you should uh, oh have. i saw that question and i loved it i was i was like scrolling yeah. through my own taps the forgotten saisons oh fucking <laughs> hell <laughs> that one hurts <laughs> but then i was looking through my own taps and i was just looking at like beers that i've had that aren't obviously wrestling related but there was like a Black Lodge Brewery one, and it was like Children of the Hage. Sorry, Children of the Hares. 
I thought that sounds like some Ring of Honor stable in like 2007 or something like that. Oh, we do like, in ACAs or an NXT <laughs> roster in 2018. Yeah, like, like um, there was, uh, what, what was I looking at? Pterodactyl Death Scream. That looked like it was uh, that. That was some Burnt City Brewing beer. That to me felt like that could be like some All Japan tag team or something like that, or All Japan yeah. stable from the like late nineties. Uh, and then there was like Old <laughs> Thump, old, old, old Thumper on a from Ringwood Brewery. I thought, yeah, 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 that could be like some Noah tag team or something like that, couldn't it? Or some some Noah stable. I could just imagine myself typing Old Thumper into Grapple. <laughs> wow, or into yeah, Google. Yeah, you don't want to do. That. I'm I'm seeing some uh, some good uh, suggestions in the chat. Uh, we've got a uh, Ian Hamilton's mentioned uh, that yeah, to Neil David Triple H. That is a real beer. Somebody's yeah, already done that. Brew, Belgian Brew Triple. Brew York's done it as well. Triple H. It was a beer. I thought the triple. I thought the Triple H comment was in answer to the to Ian's "What would Gallus beer taste like?" Uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> like a tramp's wow. fucking slash. That's what that would taste like. Oh. How about, how about this? Wow. Imagine Dun- two tramps pissing in your mouth at the same time in some awful bukkake situation. That's hey, what a beer Christ. would taste like. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's not my words. That's the words of Mahatma Gandhi. So anyway. What about what about this when you're at when you're at WXW uh, Dungeon of Dunkel? Yeah. Nice. Nice. <laughs> that works. Fucking Christ! Yeah, there's a whole market out there for uh, for wrestling theme beers. No wonder Top Rope got onto it. It'd be like um, Hell's in a Cell. Ah. <laughs> I do love that meme where somebody went on Facebook and found some girl who was called Hell in a Cell and sent her a message, and it says something like, oh, "I remember when when Undertaker <laughs> threw mankind off you." <laughs> and that is a real person. That is a name, Hell in a Cell. Hell in a- uh, that's so bad. <laughs> I feel bad being a wrestling fan, knowing that that exists. That's terrible. It's true. It's true. Um, I, Andy, then... I, oh, oh, sorry. I was, going, I was going to say, when I was going through my Untapped as well, I came across a uh, Amundsen Brewery, uh, Natural Born Chillers, which uh, brought back happy memories of Chuck Palumbo and Sean Stasiak and above average Mike Sanders and things like that. So uh, there you go. Get, uh, get the natural above average. He was a three-star fucking killer, wasn't he, Mike Sanders? <laughs> Three stars on a good day. Yeah. Five star promo though. Awesome promo. He was a <laughs> he was fucking rock star promo. Uh, but as wanna, a worker, he was MJF before MJF was MJF, in my opinion. Uh, MJF but, gives even more of a shit than Mike Sanders, and that's quite impressive. Hey, MJF rang into the Brian and Vinny Christmas show. Do you think he'll ring in here? He I did. Guess. <laughs> I, I all I heard was Alvarez losing his fucking like just teat milk fucking <laughs> over the whole thing. He oh. was he was he was a mess, even more of a mess than I am. Which I would say Alvarez, there's more shit going through my system at this point. And again, step it up, fucker. <laughs> and I haven't worked in my fucking life other than up a fucking oh. hill to stop myself from going mental. I don't Amazing. Can I, well, can Andy, I we've say, given you a. Can, can, can I just say as well? Jeff, Jeff's just tweeted in as well and said, uh, "Can you tell Andy to put that picture straight?" That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, so it's that fine out, to me, mate. It's Dutch angle. Fuck them, lot. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> we're getting a hell of a view here. Are they shorts? Oh, as opposed to yeah. Benno's wall of perverts. Jesus, yeah, come true. on. 
<laughs> it's Sorry. true though. I can't argue. I can't argue. Um, yeah. <laughs> Andy, now that now that we've uh, we've straightened your uh, your wall, uh, anything you want to plug before uh, we let you go? Yeah, you can um, listen to the British um, wrestling podcast record of a podcast, uh, Graps and Claps Audio <laughs> the Awards, coming in at four hours and forty-five minutes and nineteen seconds. So you've got that another your bollocks. You've got, a two, you've got another two hours to um, got two hours and twenty minutes to go, folks, to uh, break that record. Good luck. Oh, you know you've got Will Cooling coming up. Oh God, you're gonna break it then. Um, but, um, we're going late tonight everyone yeah so um, yeah you can go and listen to that and yeah there you and go mate, it's been a pleasure having you on and genuinely like, can't wait to see you in person again and we'll uh, we'll have some beers yes, mate. We'll hopefully all, to get, all get together at a show at some point soon yeah thanks for uh, having us on folks take care mate thanks thank you on. Andrew cheers Bye. Paul awesome before you move on to the next guest, Benno, can I just draw attention to Kieran Laforte's comment there? Ron Simmons and Cesaro, Doombar. Oh, like, brilliant. <laughs> that is. That seems fucking cruel. <laughs> <laughs> See, I enjoyed the people saying that Gallus beer would taste like Carling um, and also would taste like disappointments and probably have beard hair flowing in. It would taste like yeah. fucking Castlemaine Forex, which it was like full of the bear. Into the toilets as the bear, you should beat the shit of said bear because that bear has made you drink piss for the night. Fucking terrible. Very true. Very true. Uh, Steph, while we've got you, we'll uh, we'll ask another couple of questions and then we'll uh, we'll get our our final guest on. Um, you might regret uh, sticking around here for uh, a couple of these. <laughs> go for it. Sure it is, mate. Okay, she where do I go first? We're getting to the uh, the late night questions here. I feel like where it's uh, it's all going to go uh, a little bit off the rails. I'll I'll start with a PG one uh, for our, our mate Stephen Louch. What's the uh, the ideal setup to watch a show at home? Time of day, food, drink, show length. I'm going to say for me, like I'm not an early morning person in any way, but like I do love the early morning New Japan shows. Like as shit as it even is now, I'm excited to get up early for Wrestle Kingdom and like get my Gregs in when uh, when God are in the ring and you know I've got my little uh, my little system there. But I think just rolling out of bed, like going down to the couch, taking my covers with me and just watching some some New Japan and like there's been years where I've watched Wrestle Kingdom or the G1 final and I've literally only took the morning off work, so I'm standing there, literally put my pants on, ready to bolt out the door to go to work to see that to get to work. And that's what oh I love about Christ it, you know. Intended. You can fit these things in with New Japan. You can fit it around your life it's a lot easier um that's the ideal for me and obviously uh greg's intel that's what i'd go with uh steph where are you on that one um well i like a new japan morning as well because it gives me a reason to wake up and it wakes me up once i'm up but i think my favorite is i love that AEW do their pay-per-views on a saturday night um, I like yes. that much better than WWE doing a Sunday night. So I think AEW Saturday night, like midnight, 1 a.m. start, sitting in front of the TV after having a well-scheduled nap beforehand, maybe a 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. nap. And then you have time to get your stuff ready, maybe get that last order in from Domino's or Pizza Hut so you have a pizza to watch it with. Get Abracadabra. Some <laughs> Uh, I'm not that cheap. Um, yeah, wow. awesome fucking kebab shopping. You and I know this. I would never eat a kebab ever. 
<laughs> but yeah, um, I think a- I think AEW have it best with the Saturday nights. Um, definitely, you can you can fit that around your life better than having to stay up really late on a Sunday night and then get up on a Monday morning. Mm. Fair enough. Yeah, Monday morning is the, is the killer with the New Japan ones. Like mm. when it's a Saturday or Sunday morning, I think that's that's the idea. Yeah. How about you guys? Anything anything good for you? I do. We, I completely agree. Friday, Saturday night events, I'm completely on board with. This yeah. is the way it is. The Sunday night thing is a WWE thing that's been part of a tradition that's kind of completely gone. It also clashes with football, so it doesn't even really make any logical sense because UF, follow what UFC are doing. Go on Saturday nights. That's the way forward in, in, in all of it. In terms of the perfect setup, um... um <laughs> Savannah drink. Can you can you just can you just say WWE again, please, Jake? WWE. (laughs) All right. There's a question on the screen right now for our audio listeners that says, "Oh, I I heard one to Jeff Hardy at Victory Road. How pissed is JP? JP, you're the only one who can answer. I'm all right. (laughs) He's all right. Can I hold my shit together? I believe barely. You're going to see a couple of bits of sort of uh, sleight of hand where you might see a cigarette being smoked, but it's not being smoked. Let's make that point fucking perfectly clear from the get-go. It's just been Including held. you, Stephanie. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, where do I go with this? What was the original question? That answers that more or less says where I am. So, shit. Best circumstance to watch wrestling. Um, um, half 11 on the 27th uh, of December with JP. Uh, Two women, sisters preferably, me just watching. <laughs> Sorry. All right, that's from the office. That's a good line. Come on. Um, I, think, I think it's time to send out uh, Eric Bischoff to, <laughs> to get to the JP. <laughs> to hook JP. Ah, fuck Bischoff. I'm all good. Wow. Well, Will's still to come, JP, so he'll, he'll probably put you to shame anyway. He, he, yeah, he normally does. God um, bless Steph- before you go, can you help us settle yeah. the debate? We've got a question here from Nick Lomprier. Lomprier? Lomprier? Told- Lomprier! It's not that hard, mate. You've never made an effort with this. I'm just fucking with him because literally his question is, is this going to be the year Beto pronounces my name right? Um, oh. But his other question, <laughs> who would be the most enthusiastic member of the team if we were to help Big Tony K with his canine hobby? Steph, is it me, JP, or Gareth? JP. <laughs> wow, JP. It sounds about sound right. Good. In fairness, I can't really argue with that. Um, I'll do it. There's no joy being taken as I watch a grown man masturbate a dog, and I'm there going, "Could I foreseeably see a future working under you?" Yes, and that's more of a problem on me than it is on you. So there we are. Um, uh, as Lindsay Duff has said in the chat, fuck Bischoff, marry Sting, kill Jeff Hardy. Sounds about right. Seems fair. That is right. Oh, uh, yeah. Wank Tony Khan's dog. There you go. That's the fourth uh, entry to that. Anywho, sorry, guys. Uh, you fuck Jeff Hardy, be fucking haywire for a bit. And then he'd <laughs> stop wanting to play the guitar and he'd go, all right, piss off, mate. I'm not, nothing to do with this shit. <laughs> 
Oh, amazing. Um, Steph, then, uh, before you go, and thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, WH put you over. We got a, so we got that question in at the end there as well. Obviously, yeah, we're all uh, very proud of the work you've uh, you've done this year. You've been killing it. Uh, tell the good people uh, what they can watch of yours and what's been going on uh, this uh, tail end of the year. Thank you. Um, yeah, you can check out my YouTube. My most recent interview is with Eric Bischoff, actually. Uh, that was uh, good fun. Asked him uh, all about Sting and AW and uh, WCW and what it's like having to talk about TNA uh, on Gold his podcast. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Goldfish balls, yeah. There is that. Yeah, sorry. What would his um, wife like doing on an evening? <laughs> sorry. Yeah, and you can also um, watch me on other things on YouTube. <laughs> when Steph makes it big one day, it's going to be us to drag it down. We're going to be the ones to get you cancelled. Someone's going to pull some of this audio. Stuff, Blame me, we're Steph. Just have to it's a very easy scapegoat, and it's an obvious thing. And I'm so sorry. I can't wait to assume a new identity. Good plan. Good plan. Well, if you're still willing to hang around with us, obviously we got you on for the uh, the Wrestle Kingdom podcast next week, so uh, mm-hmm. people can check that out with you as well, can't they? Okay. Bye bye. All right. God Steph, bless you, Steph, on. and thank you so much for this year. <laughs> and thank you so like been willing to tolerate us fuckwits. God bless you. Uh, you know I love you guys. Thank you so much for having love me on too, the podcast Steph. this year. <laughs> bye. Bye, Daryl. Cheers. Bye bye. Watch Wrestle Kingdom. Bye, Daryl. Watch Wrestle Kingdom. Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Uh, well, Steph's probably going to do about nine other podcasts now, is she? <laughs> like, <it's> a, <laughs> yeah. I, I always try and retweet her stuff, but she's so busy that like it's it, it's hard keeping on top of it, isn't it? Like fucking hell! If there's anyone who's been like more hard working than her in 2020, no way. Like, yeah. There's, yeah, there's no one. There's yeah. no one. Yeah. Fucking hell! She puts the work in and does some cracking stuff. So like, ah, uh, like, and she great, tolerates great us. Definitely. Thanks, she, she is. There's no legal yeah. obligation for that. She's well above like our shit. Like we're like this oh. certain level of like wrestling media. She's yeah. doing actual wrestling media. We're punching here, and there's people on here who are like up there on their worst fucking day, and, and here we are. <laughs> Hashtag free Steph. And in fairness, Benno and yeah. Gareth, I'm bringing this shit down. So here we are. No, 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 This, this is what I, I was hoping for, JP. <laughs> I'm this doing my best well, not we... to lose my job throughout the entire process. Sorry, Ben, I've, I've hijacked a lot of this. Sorry. It's okay. I mean, I've got a Tony Khan. Wan- Apparently, there's a Tony Khan Wanks dog shirt that you can buy on Redbubble. Um, apologies to Tony Khan if we started that. Um, but yeah, get yourself. Uh, get yourself I know nothing about this, though, and so. I d- I've never endorsed it in late night drunk tweets. Ewan says it's been taken down now, so uh, at least there's that. Um, but yeah, I think. Uh, we were saying then it couldn't get any messier. We've got a lot of questions still to get through, so we'll see how this goes. Got millions, uh, mate. <laughs> speaking of getting drunk, on the line right now, it's our Hello, man. everybody. It's Jesus Big Will with a William. cigar as well. <laughs> or is it fucking... Uh, Jesus is... Sorry, am I watching Scarface here, William? Or is this you on screen here? <laughs> Big Will, Drew Hill. Poor lad being fucking cut up with a fucking chainsaw in the meantime. Jesus, William. 
Well, I must admit, um, I actually hadn't drank anything before this show started because I was up. I was up till five this morning drinking brandy and rub, drinking brandy and rub uh, while I was talking to various people through Zoom, and I woke up with such a bad hangover and a cold that I would for like an hour. I was genuinely concerned I got COVID. This <laughs> is like you... a really bad head cold. Oh my god! You're... Like the key symptom. Of COVID, I was like, "Oh no, you idiot! You drank half a bottle of premium rum and half a bottle of cognac last night. That's why you've got a banging headache." The wow. two are easily confused. Well, but but I, I have I, I got through. That. I have got through um, that much of wild, of a bottle of wild turkey while she's been on the air. Good. So, that that's. I like to say we terrifying. we drove. I like to say we drove you to drink, but I think I know the answer to that is not true. No, no. Um, <laughs> it doesn't take I, 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 I got this in, especially for your appearance, Will. Oh, I, I, I hey. do like red leg. I, you were saving up for the kids, Gareth. What are you doing? That's terrible. In no way it's disgusting, their pineapple version of that. Mm. I quite like pineapple rub, but the red leg pineapple is, is, is awful. It's just horrible, horrible, horrible. Will, do you like lilt? Just curiosity. <laughs> yeah. Lilt. Yeah. I do like lilt. It, it's fucking awesome, isn't it? Um, yeah, stuff like that with rum is brilliant. Like the, the most lethal drink. You brought up the rum, mate, not me. Lilt is fucking awesome, isn't it? <laughs> the, most, the most lethal thing, though, to drink, to drink rum with is ginger there beer. There we go. <laughs> it's ginger beer. You don't oh. realise. You don't realise. Mate, if you meet God, he'll have a fucking few cans of fucking old Jamaican ginger beer in this fridge. <laughs> you will do. But yeah, no, like, I'll just, you know, I'd sit down, start drinking rum and ginger beer, and before I know it, like, it's half a bottle of rum gone. And, you know, it's only, like, been an hour of cricket I've been watching. It's like, fucking hell, I need to stop. Wow. And, yeah, I don't. It's, it's, it's strange how this works. Did, well, I, do you be, I, 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 you've been watching that India? Um, sorry, sorry, Jelly. It last bit of non wrestling talk. India, Australia. Make, you watching don't that? Make, don't make promises, you can't. Jake. India, Australia. You've been watching it or not? <laughs> I, I, I have been watching that. I watched a bit of it. Um, not last night. I was playing fucking Rahani, mate. He's fucking on it. But the, the day before Boxing Day, that, that was like the one plus point not being able to go to my parents mm. was that come eleven twelve. I could sit down and watch a Boxing Day test for the first time in years. I've got, no, I've taken advantage of not leaving the house to get Sky Sports mm. and BT back. And yeah, there's, there, there is something special about Boxing Day tests. And like India threw away the first test against Australia. Oh, fucking I, 36 all out. Fucking shocking. And they dominated the, the game yeah. until that point. And I, I, I think they're going to do it. Not I, getting I, this on Alvarez, are you? Well, can I tell you a story, right? So this, this you will is, anyway. Oh, I will. Yes, I will. A couple of years ago, you know the um, oh, what's his name, Antonio de Promise Thompson, uh, Tom Thompson or Tom? Ah, uh, Thomas. 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 He got me on his show, and I had a, I had a really bad cold, and I was drunk, and Not I tried, like and I, I know, and I tried, <laughs> to explain cricket, and I tried to explain cricket to him, and I just could not do it and it was like the worst audio i've ever been a part of you know until today um oh and, william come on and, and he made the very safe sensible choice 
exercise this duty of care to bury that fucker and not put it on. It's more down to Antonio the Promised Thomas for him not bothering his arse to learn about the rules of cricket. (laughs) It's a fucking great game. Netflix did one of those... Oh, yes. what's the name of that documentary series? Um, it's about cricket. Explained. And, explained, and they talk about it, yeah. And they did that. That's 15 minutes of your lives. And I've banged on about this for years. And these are two people, Will, other than us here, who have zero fucking interest in what we've got to say about cricket. Well, I can, I, can, I can see, like, the live viewing number ticking down, so can we just stop talking about cricket? All right, we'll stop it. Right. <laughs> I was about oh, yeah. to say, though, after the murderous row of guests you've had... I'll go know. for a piss and a joint if that's what these fuckers want. Eh? <laughs> They're happy now. WH Park lady to Kenny Omega, uh, yeah. Steph talking about her mum, Andy showing his ass. Oh, yes, yeah. he did. I- I, I do, I do feel a bit like John Fitch went on last uh, UFC 100. You know, oh, we, we might have one more guest after you will, but you know, we, you are, you're still the main event slot. Uh, it's kind of what I'll <laughs> do with Tampa Bay. That's what I'm you going for. You always have been willing. But yeah, JP, you can't go for a piss until we answer this question. To get back to the questions, okay. Sorry, I've got a doozy We've for you. Giving him a miss all night, haven't we? I'll, I waited for well, we'll we'll do a little catch up once uh, once Will's gone, but a little speed round. But I feel like this one uh, had to be asked. Oh, it's gone through as a ticker. I didn't mean to do that. Mm-mm-mm. I saw who it's from, and I thought immediately, this is something we might want to edit out. Here we go, Gary, Gary Mason at JPW08. Looking back, no or not, we know. Do any of you reckon you've seen a Brit Res card that didn't feature a sex pest? No. Anyone? No. Are we just talking about the crowd? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, if we're getting into that, like, wow. I have photos of me with what appear to be multiple sex offenders, and me and my children with them. Yeah, <laughs> and also as one of me and the great O'Carl. Every now and again, every now and again, my stepson says, "When we when we next going to go to Fight Club?" And it's like, "Oh well." <laughs> Uh, oh, well, uh, 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 oh, look what's on the TV now. Um, <laughs> no. Subject. no, they all were. Yeah. Yeah. I think that sums it up, really. That sums yeah. it up. There is no, there Even is no answer. Remember, is, they all were. remember telling Joe, at one point my stepson wanted to train as a wrestler. And I'd be like, well, no, I, I, you know, I'd send you to the Fight Club Pro training school because I had the best reputation and mm. sent a load of, you know, to help develop a load of great talent. And I'm just like, oh, fucking hell, thank God he's, uh, he's only 12 rather than, you know, being 15, 16 when that would actually be a thing that could have happened. They're all on Instagram where there is no comment on this. And it's yeah. like, yeah, hey, we're doing this. They just moved off the social, um, media platforms where you can actually comment really on this stuff with any kind of impact. Let's be honest, that's where it's they it, are. It's I saw a Travis Banks picture appear in my Twitter feed. And it's been like... And that's where we are. He is going to come back in UK wrestling. Otherwise, why is he still here? They all are. And I saw some questions about this earlier on. But They're my, all coming back. It's interesting to kind of like look at a big picture like... Everything we've gone through through COVID. You know, you look at what happened after Spanish flu. You have the war in Trentis. You know, people have this really grim period after the, the First World War where people have to avoid social contact. They have to stay indoors, yada, yada. And so you, people then basically go on a decade-long bender until the Great Depression. 
And you think about if speaking out hadn't have happened when it did in June this mm. year, I think things would have gotten a lot worse. Yeah. Because I think, you know, you can just see it from what you know, we were talking about this yesterday. Yeah, and earlier today, though, people need this release because we're all cooped up. But I think in British wrestling, you have this thing of people want to go out, they want to get drunk again, but we know how bad, how bad that, I know, how bad, how many bad situations that led to. And I think that's hopefully going to temper the exuberance that comes back when we all can go to shows again later next year. Mm. Yeah. I've just yeah, sorry, I've just seen I've seen a comment in the twi- in the the comments feed, which really needs to be brought up on here. If you want to talk about sex pests in Brit rest, then the Sendai Girl show that was done in conjunction with Fight Club <laughs> between the crowd and Fight Club presence must set the world record for nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm going to throw that out there. It's something it's we've all thought. It's true. And I'm going to throw the phrase Joshi nonces out there. I'm going to leave it at that. It's kind of like a Venn diagram. Brit res nonces, Joshi nonces. Sendai girls in Manchester. Is like I hate you. You shout about wrestling. Here's me and a teenage Japanese woman. I'm never going to De- Dedication's what you Fucking need. Fucking creepy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Christ. Well, on a serious note, uh, we did get a, a question from... Uh, Sorry. Again, from Adam Whitehead. Can, can I just oh, say, Will, I got this rum in and I cannot drink this. I've had three fucking sips of it. Really? I'm going to get a few drinks now, which is probably not a bad thing after the series of libelous comments I've just made. I thought, Will's on, I'll have have a little, I'll I'll, I'll have a some rum and see what Will thinks, but I'm back on the beer, sorry Will. You're you're drinking it neat, that's a mistake. Rum is designed to be drunk with a mixer, unless you're Mm -hmm. really, really drunk. I'll pour some beer into it then. Actually, before Mm -hmm. you go to the questions, you were earlier talking about occasionally being my handler at uh, WXW. I think it was a slight exaggeration. But an example when that was absolutely true. Um, <laughs> early, early last decade, I would go every year to Trinidad Carnival. Mm. And the mate of mine, we were in this like big, uh, what they call fest, basically a big concert. And my mate has to like forcibly yank me because I'm about to, to fall backwards into a soldier with a machine gun. Um, and then later that night, I pass out on the floor for two hours, lose my false teeth, and um, uh, they eventually find me. And, the, and, and apparently, everybody left me alone. It's like, oh, that's just this white guy who's just had too much rum, and it's, it's fine. He'll, he'll, he'll be okay. So, yeah. Okay. I'm, not actually, I'm not actually my worst when I'm around. I thought you were talking your way out of that, that, that bus fine and Oberhausen was the best Will story of getting out of uh, trouble with the authorities, <laughs> but I think that beats it. <laughs> Sorry, Gareth. I quite like the idea of you as, as Will's handler, like dressed up like kimchi, like in the hat <laughs> and the mask and stuff. <laughs> That's us in German. Um, <laughs> on to a, a serious point, I suppose, uh, with those questions. Uh, we have had a, we had a few kind of 
speaking out type of questions. Obviously, we'll probably condense them into one, but we can't. We had, uh, like I say, Adam asking, uh, is there any way back for Brit Res? Do you think it's done? Do we get another boom period? Do we even want it to come back? Um, and we also got uh, a couple of similar questions. Uh, Awati Gun19 on Twitter asked, uh, do you think the likes of Glenn Joseph and Fraser Thomas are going to be held accountable anyway um, rather than coming back? Um, I think the answer to that, Will, is that I think Brit Res is going to, it's not going to be the boom period that we all, you know, enjoyed three or four years ago, but it is going to come back and people should probably be ready for those names and more to come back, especially if you base it on who's starting to creep out of the shadows on the likes of Instagram. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, we talked about this when you came on my show, Ben, in terms of, I, I'm a big believer that the big issue for Brit Res actually is coronavirus. Hmm. And so how well the vaccine goes, how quickly we get, you know, we get like, we can restart reopening things will actually determine how strong Brit, Brit Res is. Hmm. Because, you know, if we're in a situation come, come May where you still can't safely run shows in London unless you've got hmm. like a pathetically reduced attendance, hmm. that's going to be grip because that means you're going to start losing venues. Now, if you get a situation where the venues can start running two-thirds, three-quarters full in April, then actually the coronavirus will be a bad year, but you won't have lost much of the institutional capacity. The thing we were talking about of, oh, you might lose some key venues, probably doesn't happen. In terms of speaking out, I, I just... You know, I see, you know, you see a lot of the people who are most vocal about how, you know, how they're never going to watch Rev Pro again. They're, you know, busy chatting away in a Rev Pro stream. Uh, they're their the fucking sh- problem, aren't they? Joined their shit show uh, today. And it's just like, look, if, if you're willing to, if people are willing to portray their principles for, for that dog shite of a show that was um, on earlier today, that I literally fell asleep in, partially due to my cold, partially because it was boring. Um, what's going to happen when and ruling promote... South Central LA? Well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen when a promotion can get a big import to put on a dream match? Everyone's mm. going to flop back. Everyone's going to forget about what they said, and we're going to be back to square one. And I think you know when you got people like Pete Dunn, I'm not. It's not against Pete Dunn in person. When you got people like Pete Dunn saying we tried to reform Britress. But but we couldn't, and we've now left it to the talking shop. There's the all parliamentary, all party parliamentary group for wrestling. You know, no structural changes coming. It's just not going to happen. No. This is this is it. You know, this is you no. Know, we are you know, in the same way we all kept being wrestling fans after Benoit. Um, we you know we are kind of saying we accept we are we accept a certain level of scuzziness because do. this is the entertainment we want. Yeah, and it's like you know I'll get. I'll look at Twitter sometimes and I'll see people going off on, you know, it happened on it happened on Boxing Day, you know, Osprey because he he's daring to do a charity stream. Like, and I can sit there and think, I don't really think that, I mean, that's, okay, fair enough if Osprey's your line in the sand, but I feel like there's much, much more serious offenders out there that maybe should be getting those headlines. But at the same time, that that is still me making a, a decision of, okay, I can accept the level of what Osprey's done. And that is my line in the sand, and I'll happily watch New Japan and happily watch watch him. I might have a different line in the sand. You know, I saw El Aguero turn up on Instagram the other day. You know, he starts coming to local shows, and you know, mm. I, I don't think I want to want to watch him in those local shows. I think that's that's going to be the thing. But we're all probably going to compromise our morals at some point. Um, yeah. 
It's and, what we compromise you know, our morals on, isn't it? Yeah. It's what I it comes so. down to. It's which, um, it's which promotions are worth drawing the lines in the sand. I thought yeah. Shane of Wesselwright made a really mm. good point, which is if you're going to let people draw those lines, if you're not going to have a structural institutional change, and you're going to leave it to fans to make their, these decisions, mm. that is going to change how these shows look. So mm. that means no mystery matches, no mm. guest appearances, no surprise run-ins, because people can't then say, you know, that's the guy I won't go to a show with, if that person can come in at a surprise well, it's, it's Louis C.K. Like Louis C.K.'s, like he turns up and he did yeah. after he got you know banished pretty much. He came back and he started doing comedy gigs. But the problem was he was turning up as a surprise act. And mm. you know if you're in that crowd, you might not want to see Louis C.K. It's kind mm. of the same thing, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's gonna be. It's gonna I mean, be tough. it's been lost, and it's like my big regret with <clears throat> when it comes to speaking out is not screenshotting everything. Because so much of like the accusations and the testimony has been lost because people have deleted tweets, they've protected their, their timeline, which is absolutely their prerogative. Mm. But every, all the time you get like, you can like, that person was connected to speaking out, but I can't remember how. Mm. And it's a real issue because I think the thing I took most from speaking out, which is why I don't like the fact that people view it primarily through a safeguarding prism, because hmm. actually the, one of the biggest issues, safeguarding was a big issue, you know, stuff like someone like Millie McKenzie went through. But actually it was like, it was such a toxic, hostile environment for women performers and women fans. Like it was, you know, you saw some of the testimony and people would say, oh, this is bad boyfriend stuff in Vernon Comics. Like, no, this is like w- women can't go to wrestling shows yeah. in the way we can. Mm. And it was awful. Yeah. It was absolutely awful. And I think mm. that, has, that part of the thing has been lost. And one of the things I think is a real shame with what Equity's been doing, which I think is a good thing, is at, no, we, no, at work, we have a dignity at work policy. But because we're a university, we have a dignity at, at work and study policy. So it doesn't just apply to the employees of the university, also applies to our students. And I think that's what you, you need. You need to actually extend your dignity policy mm. to not, in, not just cover the people working the event, but people attending as, no, as consumers, as spectators. Mm. Because the, 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 not just the behavior of those consumers, but also how they're treated was one of the big stories of speaking out. Like, and they're like, now, we've all had it, and we were all big supporters of David Starr. There were women fans saying David Starr is a scuzzball. Mm. And we didn't listen yeah. to him. We didn't listen to Canary in a coal mine saying this guy isn't on the level. Mm. And it was, it's, 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 the biggest regret of mine is also with Manny McKenzie, but like not listening to those Canary in the coal mines, you know, dismissing people saying, no, David Starr treated me badly at a show, back, no, after, after a show. That's a big regret of mine because it's like we should have listened to those people. Agreed. We we treated them as it was the bad boyfriend comments that you mentioned earlier on. That's how we ended up thinking of it. And that was like the kind of worst thing about like, I mean, unfortunately, I go through my sort of camera feed and I'll see just tons and tons of stuff where it's me 
and photos of people who are to say they're deeply problematic is a fucking understatement. Oh, JP and t-shirts. Yeah, and t-shirts. Yeah, I mean, literally, like, I mean, it's awful. Like, I mean, I don't have much merch. All the merch I have is problematic, except my Koto yeah. t-shirt. Um, but like, give you know, it all time, my... mate. Yeah, give it time. <laughs> um, only in here. Um, <laughs> exactly. But but all like my Fight Club poster. And yeah. it's like, you know, again, like, you know, even like, this is how deep the rock was. Because, you know, you, there was a fake, like, I remember listening. See, your Wolverhampton feels fucking implicated in all of this. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, I remember, I remember listening to Minnie McKenzie on Weedy Indy. Um, mm. And it was like an interview that James Musselwhite did with her. Mm. And I'd, I didn't know how bad it was. Because when the sound, because the, the version I'd heard, was her and Travis Banks had became a couple after she was 18, which was still wrong. But you, you, listen, you listen to that thing and you're thinking, oh my God, this is no, she's trying to talk about Travis Banks, but she's not talking about it. But in that interview, she's talking about what a great guy Martin Zaki was. And I knew Martin Zaki fairly well. No, I wouldn't say he was a friend, but he was a friendly acquaintance. You know, one of the few I have in the wrestling industry. And, you know, the guy was a complete sex pest, allegedly, kind yeah. of, admitted. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a guy that was, like, universally it's beloved. It's all done with the big allegedly fucking yeah. overtones yeah. and all of this. A guy who was universally beloved, everybody said what a great guy he was, he was actually a horrible sex pest. Yeah. Well, there's Andy Ogden in the comments saying uh, he wants his. Uh, you and him and JP got a picture with David Starr. And he wants his two quid back. I think we all want a lot more. Than that, two quid there's back. many people so, on that front, unfortunately. Yeah. I, I, what are you going to say? I think they were like pulling it back to like the original question and or some of the original questions there that you highlighted there, Benno, about like rest mm. and where does it go and what does it what's it going to be in 2021 and what's the future and things <laughs> like that. I think one of the things that like this year has massively done with both COVID and with speaking out is mask the decline. And I think mm. that, you know, like I've referenced previously about like being in the ballroom and actually there's fucking stacks of seat, empty seats next to me and things like that. And and there's, you know, going to different shows and there's definitely been, like, less people there than, than, than what we've seen before. And, like, I think that was something that, you know, aside from COVID and aside from speaking out, if things had run normally in 2020, we would have seen a lot more of, like, progress running shows in the electric ballroom and it being like half full you know we saw the nxt yeah. uk stuff and like we saw people taking photos of the crowds and literally nobody there on like two sides of the audience and things like that and i think that's something that's again it's it, it's sort of been like masked to some degree that the decline was there already and then what we'll see next year is people aren't going to want to go to shows because of one COVID or because two of speaking out and the, you know, the loss of confidence in the industry and things and wrestling promotions in the UK are going to try and blame speaking out or they're going to try and blame COVID as a reason for crowds been down when actually crowds were slipping away already because of the, and I don't want to say it, but Brit Ress is dead kind of, you know, the reasons behind that kind of thing, the big talent slipping away, the, you know, everybody been signed for NXG UK and things like that. And then, and then, and then from that point of view, 
it wasn't the healthiest place anyway. Like, no. regardless of COVID or regardless of, uh, of of speaking out, once you throw that into the mix, actually, there then you go. It takes away a lot of the talent there who wasn't signed, and then like a lot of the people who mm. would have been important for keeping the scene alive, or at least at least keeping the uh, keeping the crowds as high as they they could be. You know, a lot of those guys have been. David Starr, for an example, they've been taken away. The people there who are at the top level, they're in the main events and things like yeah. that. Rightly, they've been taken away and nobody wants to fucking see them people anymore. And then I think Ben Corrigan in the chat made the point there, and I, I totally agree with this, is it's just going to become regionalized. There's no way on earth anyone outside of London is going to be traveling to Progress anymore, or anyone outside of London in big quantities is going to be traveling to, to Progress anymore. You know, yeah. the likes of me and you, Benno, we're going to be going to TNT. If the show's around the West Midlands, I'm sure Will's going to be dropping in and seeing those people. If there's people close mm -hmm. to you, JP, you'll be going. But there's no way you're going to be fucking investing £400 in a weekend to no, get a train God, or get a bus or get a hotel and things like that just to, to go go and see some, some show. And then in terms of its ability to bounce back there's no way that's happening anytime soon because again you like draw back to this idea of the best young talent that's out there they haven't got the level the quality of people oh, above yeah. them to work with and improve with and things like that so like mm. i know like obviously you know benno's got his brit rest is dead thing and it's 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 tongue -in -cheek I mean. to some degree but what he means is that the, the scene as a whole is isn't the global platform scene that it is and i think probably 2020 all 2020 is probably just accelerate it a little bit because like yeah. when things start up in january i'm sure there's people out there that thinks like oh progress are running a show at the end of january or if it's april or whatever it is kind of mm -hmm. thing you know when, when covid runs into in, in, into lane people are going to think like oh yeah we'll go to the ballroom and there's going to be 800 people there and it's going to be a great atmosphere not the case. There's going to be, like, people won't go in anyway outside of all this. There's probably going to be 400 people there or 300 people there. The vibe's not going to be the same. The feel's not going to be the same. The quality of wrestling's not going to be the same. And over that 300, 250 might come back next time, but 50 might go, eh, you know what? That's not like it was previously and things. And, and yeah. the road to building it back is going to be a fucking damn sight longer than people think it is. Well, we've buried Brit Res under the earth, so we, we should move on before you go, Will. And I've got, um, I've got one quick question before you go. It was a question for JP, but I feel like, to be honest, I need a drink, so the three of you can answer this one. It's a great answer. Go. It's a great question for the three of you. Um, it was from RBX2000 on Twitter. He said he asked JP for father and advice last year, and it went well. Any right. tips to get him from six to eighteen months, lads? Floor is yours. Oh we'll God, go. I've got plenty on this one. Um, <laughs> I would suggest you've you've learned those first two weeks, and you look at it and you go, "It's pretty easy." You like they don't really say shit, but then all of a sudden, after those two weeks, it starts to go horribly wrong. I would say six to eighteen months. Maintain the idea of keeping an eye on how many clothes you actually need and then keeping receipts for the others so you can get for, for later years in this. Um, I'd also suggest, well, get that sport on. It, it seems to have worked for me to a horrifying degree because my son will turn up and complain a lot about Arsenal and I go, I've really inflicted all of this upon him. This is nothing really like... It's me who started this shit, not him. Um, I say those things. Um, don't let them sleep in a car. 
that will fuck up their sleep for the night. There'll be a fucking nightmare. I don't know if you felt this, Gareth. It's 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 much less grief with a screaming kid in the car than it is to kind of like what ends up happening around 10, 11 in the evening. Because as soon as you let those fuckers get control, you're done for. It's a war, right? It's a war for those those few years. You get through it, it's hard work, but it's still a fucking war. Remember, they're not on your team. They're not on your team till they're a teenager and they realise, oh, you're not a cunt just for shits and giggles. It's to check I'm not a fucking crackhead. So, yeah. And you go, yeah, that's exactly what I've done for these last few years. Anyway, um, Gareth Will, crack on. I was going to say, my, my, my advice would be buy a DeLorean and fucking change change history and don't fucking do it. Get some protection. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I always say, if... if, if Greatest if magic like, trick you'll ever see, though, Gareth. Yeah, I, 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 always, I always say, if you, if you like having money... If you like having sleep, if you like having time to do what you want to do, if you like having hobbies and interests, if you like spending time with your partner, then don't have children. So there you go. Buy a fucking DeLorean and go back about uh, 18 months and, uh, and and sort it out. And uh, that, that'll get you through it. They're Moorish, mate, as, as we've all learned. <laughs> well, reason, I'm at- you think I should have another one. There's a reason I'm allowed to have a podcast background like I've got here. It's because I'm not married. I haven't got. I'm not getting away with that in any exactly. other situation. So I'm going to carry on as I am. I think I'm all right. Oh, yeah, like, I always said, like you know, I I went to the last summer sizzler. That was not your call. Mm-hmm. And I met no the the person the woman who's going to become my wife, and a bit later on became my ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, what was she and- there for? Well, she, I didn't meet her at someone since I met her afterwards, and so that then stopped uh, done the arms, <laughs> and it then stopped me going to bit rest shows for a few years. But um, I had actually, in contrast to a Gareth, I'd say enjoy it because the great thing about uh, kids that young is they have no meaningful opinions of their own. <laughs> you know, they, they, they will basically do what you tell them to do and you can drag them to whatever you want to do. Yeah. But at the time they hit about two, um, you know, if they're not entertained, they will let you know about it and they will ruin whatever you're dragged them to. So, so like William, uh, my son, and that's not me being exists so this is a family name. William, I used to be able to drag him uh, with my stepson to wrestling shows. And he'd be fine. He might even enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. But since he's about two, two and a half, maybe even three, he's now decided to like wrestling. And so if I take him to a wrestling show, um, you have to placate him, uh, which I once did by making him, by letting him watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on my phone, which no, no disrespect to Rev, to, uh, Rev Pro. The Shameless so- version. Was so well. With this no, this was a brilliant one. This was the <laughs> none Nor- of them were brilliant, mate. Come on, they, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is brilliant. No, um, they're not. This was. I'll, I'll go Nickel- with that to the fucking grave. This was a Nickelodeon Naughties version, facing off against the eighties cartoons version. I um, mean, like a special two uh, two hour show. In line up with your heroin phase. <laughs> This was um, so distracting to somebody sat, sat behind me that they actually had to move seats because they couldn't focus on the wrestling 
and that person was Joe. Um, Joe was <laughs> But Joe was sat behind me and William, and his eye was kind of drawn away from the repro action in the ring at the cockpit to um, to watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. That sounds like Joe. <laughs> I can go. With, I can go with that. It's like, yeah, that sounds like him. I can go but with in all as well. Like, um, I mean, no, every relationship's different. Um, I know for me, I, I was in a very diff, I was in a very odd situation. Well, in my case, of, mate. <laughs> I was in a very odd situation in the sense of that my no, my damn wife had already had a kid, so no, she was kind of an autopilot because she knew what to do, and I was kind of learning on the fly. Um, but you know, make sure you know the mother is okay, um, and if they say they're okay, don't believe them, and make sure you're. Um, you know, you're actually supporting them and you're, you know, you're making sure that they get enough time to themselves, they get to relax because, you know, a lot does, does fall on women for all sorts of complex reasons. And if you can be a, a good partner to the uh, mother, that's really the main thing you can do, even if it's as simple as you have them on your lap whilst you're watching uh, Star Trek uh, Five, um, that will do this them a lot of good. By the way, I unironically love Star Trek V. It's a great film and uh, um, has brilliant scenes from Shatner acting his heart out. All right. Well, we got you to, we got fatherly advice. We got you to bury Brit Rez and we got some Star Trek V love in there. There Will, we go. Got any plugs before we let you go and uh, maybe do a bit of a speed round and get through the rest of these questions? Cool. Well, before I get to my plug, I, you were talking about Christmases. Can I tell you the most unique Christmas I ever had? No, you can't. Go on. Make it quick. <laughs> I will make it quick. So very quickly, uh, in 2015, um, well, 2014 going into 2015, I had a very short notice. I had to go to Zimbabwe because of my, no, my mother-in-law. As, as you do. Well, my mother-in-law was in well. She had a brain tumour. Um, so we had to go and see my mother-in-law. We, we meant to go over in April, but we had to bring it forward. And we had to do traditional uh, Shona wedding which is called Aurora, which uh, translates as Bride Price, which is basically where I literally paid my wife's family for permission to marry her. Wow. Um, and Proper but, fucking uh, dowry shit, this, not it? Yeah, no, it literally yeah. was. So literally I had about £1,800, uh, but it's not, it's not as simple as this is the money I've got, take it or leave it. This was like a kind of discussion between the family, the, her family, about who got what and how it broke down and what the overall bill was and what they'd accept. And so we were having this negotiation whilst they slaughtered a, a goat that was alive at the beginning of Christmas Day, skinned it, and uh, got it ready for us to eat um, afterwards. Thankfully, they did spare me from uh, one of the traditions, which was to, uh, for me, and the, like the patriarch of my wife's family to eat to take one of the goat testicles and eat them to cement the union. I, I did not have to do that, um, but I did have the uh, classical. I, I I love African food, but I did have the classic thing, which I think a lot of people, a lot of white people who have uh, non-white partners have, where the family does not believe that white people like the foods. So, like, I was no, I was happily eating my sadsa, I was happily eating my goat intestines, 
and I asked for seconds. And so Vimby went to her aunt to get some more for me. And my aunt literally, the, her aunt literally thought Vimby was forcing me to eat this stuff. And he's like, no, no, he really likes it. He'll, he'll even eat Mopani worms and demand I cook, him for, I cook them for him. So, yeah, so that was the most unique Christmas I've ever had. Mopani worms, by the way, very nice. And a nice aftertaste, particularly into tomato sauce. So R.I.P. Kevin Green is what you're saying. Right? <laughs> it's as good as our tribute was, to be fair. <laughs> it's, it's, it's on those lines. Okay, Rest in peace to Danny Hodge. I, I, to... I mean, it's what, he, it's what he would have wanted. No, because I got to interview him uh, years and years ago he for the magazine. And it was the most nerve-wracking thing. This was back in the days before Brussels oh, uh, brought in GDPR. Somebody could just give me his phone number, and I cold call him and said, uh, uh, hello, Daddy Hodge, please may I talk to you about how you met Muhammad Ali at the Helsinki Olympics in 1954? And I had a very pleasant but very nerve-wracking eight-minute chat with Danny Hodge. And he was such a gentleman, you know, answer my questions, even though I'm some, you know, you know as, a t- as my screen title says, some kind from the UK, um, asking these, these asking him these questions at, at no notice and uh, just what a life that man lived, you know, you know, legendary amateur wrestler, you know, mo- no amateur wrestling can be quite boring to watch, but this was a guy who went for pins like nobody ha- else has in um, American amateur wrestling should have won the Olympic gold, became a golden gloves, amateur boxer, and then became a great pro wrestler. Just, you know, amazing guy. And it's, it's almost a shame that you know there's very sad, uh, sad news about Brody Lee has kind of detracted from the yeah. kind of tributes to Danny Hodge. Um, yeah. In terms of plugs, mm-hmm. at some point, I mean, actually, I was going to do one last night, but at some point, I'll do a year in review for The Torch. I have been doing um, less of my own show, but doing a lot of deep dives with Rich Farm, uh, which has always been great. Um, at some point, I'm going to try and uh, dragoon him and JP to do a sequel to our American politics roundtable after we get the... Uh, I'm Georgia. game, mate. And the kettle will be turned off this time. <laughs> after we get the Georgia Senate uh, results. And I've also launched a newsletter. I've launched my own Substack. Uh, so it could be said .substack.com and, uh, which is a story about politics, a story about a college university, which is a sector I work in, and then a story about pop culture. And that should be dropping this week uh, either tomorrow or Tuesday, and uh, it will probably have something about Brexit. Knowing me, well, as the uh, the comment in the uh, in the chat says, uh, Will, you're making sure we're going to be breaking the podcast record here <laughs> to uh, to get one on over in the Ogden. So we're going to have to say goodbye at this point. Otherwise, we're going to go another two hours. And Fascinating well, as ever, mate. Great to have you on. Thank you again, guys. <laughs> Thank you again, guys, for the great podcast. I mean, I have really cut back on my wrestling podcast because wrestling is really depressing this year. Um, I why. Always make sure to um, <laughs> listen to you guys. And for, I think Gareth and Steph have been great additions to the shows. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. I agree. Okay, well, we love you, but fuck off. Have a good one. Bye. Yeah, bye. Go on. See you, mate. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> well lads <laughs> Will Cooling being Will Cooling um, God bless Will Cooling Look there's nobody I know More intelligent than Will when it comes to Breaking down especially British wrestling uh, If people aren't listening to him on the torch 
pretty much every week they mm. absolutely should be i did a podcast with will where we didn't break the record but we went quite long and we uh we talked all about brit res that i would uh implore people to check out they should as well um yeah will is uh as uh you and said in the chat there he is a uh, one of a kind who tells it like he is that's why that's why we had him on the show that's why we had him on late um <laughs> lads we JP, we uh, we did mention we might have a, another guest. Is that happening or not? You're not answering your messages, mate. I I I I haven't checked because I'm pissed. Fair enough. Problem. That's no, not happening. It's not a good reason. Like I'm looking on it now. Is it a thing? Possibly. I I'm just gonna say. Let's just send the chat and see what happens. That doesn't fill me with any confidence. Okay. Well, what we'll do is we'll. We'll do a, a bit of a speed round and get through the rest of the questions. We're on three and a half hours at this point, lads. We probably would do want to wrap it up at four, but Fuck I think we, I think we can get through some of these these questions. It might even All be right. Benno. If I can be blunt here, what have these people paid? Nothing. <laughs> Let's just um, remember this at the fucking key fucking centerpiece. All right. Okay. That's what are we going to do in January when we try to get them to pay those? Drop my fucking dime here, people. Eh? I'm surprised I'm not fighting the neighbours, which actually I get on all right with. They're fine. And I've spilt the fucking tonic cap over somewhere. In this. We'll go on later, everyone. At, at the end of the day, Benno's only worried about this fucking, the fact that he hasn't got Wi-Fi in his house. And he's like paying for this on his minutes. He's, he's just trying to hurry us along. The amount, the amount. Sell, all right. Selfish I say... <laughs> anyway, we're uh, we're going uh, we're going late, everyone. We're gonna uh, get through a Q and A. We'll get through as much of the questions as we can. Let's put it like that, uh, and speed round through. Uh, if that guest does turn up, we'll uh, we'll invite her on. But if not, we'll uh, we'll just uh, we'll wrap up uh, and get through our get through all the last of our questions. But let's do it. Let's go through them. Let's go through some of the uh, the extra ones that we got. Um, lads, are you all drunk up? Are we all? Are we doing uh, beer wise and drink wise? I've got a uh, got some Cunted. northern monks here that are running out. JP's. What are you even drinking, mate? That's what I want to know. Mate, I've been G and T, four cans of Elvis Juice, uh, Elvis Juice, Elvis uh, Juice, Freudian, Freud, Freudian slip there, um, a bottle of Newcastle Brown Ale. Because if nothing else, my life is a viz life, and I, I honestly, brown bottle is the way to fucking go. I don't know if you guys had noticed this, but uh, I, I told my sister to buy. Uh, my eldest son a copy of the rogers profanisaurus oh um which she didn't get at first and he asked me he goes why don't i get this this is really rude and i went it's from your aunt nothing to do with me which was a lie because it was entirely from me and she had nothing to do with the entire piece but anyway i'm pissed i, 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 I was so, a big fan i was a big fan of the uh screen grabs of the profanisaurus you sent our way jp oh yeah uh, should we read them? The Scouse ones? Yes, she's coming on in five. Oh, nice. No, oh, okay, cool. We do have there one last guest. That's good, then. Um, if I could bring up the... What can only be described as deeply offensive and stereotypical descriptions of... Um, where are we on Christmas Day that I sent to you? Where it are was they? The, it, it was the Scouse cheese board that was Dairy Bee Lunchables. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that one. <laughs> Was it Scouse yeah, work as another one? Sc- Scouse gold copper pipe. See, I'll take this from Gareth. I'm not taking it from JP though. This is unbelievable. This. Come on, Gareth's allowed. Gareth's one of us. Really? 
<laughs> I don't think that's the case. I'm going to go back and long. find these. <laughs> Sorry. Again, I've had more than one drink on it. Here we go. A Scouser's Cash Point, a fruit machine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what that's good. <laughs> I, look. But it, I was funny, it was funny because I, I read these out, JP, to Sarah. And she went, where's JP from? And I was like, uh, I don't know. I think he's like from the Arsenal area. And she went, like, what, Islington? And, and I was like, oh, no. no. And she, she, she was like, posh. You know, she, was no. like, to- she was like, Tory. And I was like, no, he's definitely not a Tory. No, he like, isn't yeah. a fucking Tory. Get her on this now. Wake her up now. I'm not happy about <laughs> is, this. Is she our this final is guest? Bullshit. Is that what this is? Sarah. Uh, 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 she uh, is. Scouser's Library, a job centre. Um, that's <laughs> one of it. Um, I know that's offensive on a number of levels. Um, Scouse work, burglary. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then all I've got here is scout movement noun, a wholesome act of defecation. And it just cuts off at that point. And it just feels like. That's possibly where it could go that bit further. I, I do want to mention in Roger's Profanosaurus the definition of xylophone, which is like a piano except you twat it with little sticks. But it also means slapping your cock on women's asses of different sizes in order to make a different musical tune. Which, again, I feel I've lost the last few viewers. It sounds like one of your walks, JP, that. <laughs> it sounds like fucking Wednesday to me, is what that uh, fucking sounds like. I, 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 I tell you what, though, the thing there of the, um, the what, one of those reminds me of like when me and Sarah lived in, lived in Manchester and we got burgled and the, uh, they fucking wiped us out absolutely everything and the, the uh, police came and. Um, uh, <laughs> And the, the, <laughs> copper, the copper said to Sarah, like, yeah, it's probably, yeah. it, 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 probably Scousers. They drive over and, like, rob everything. And, like, Sarah practically had this fucking copper by the throat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking, Always like Sarah. The fucking mank. Oh. <laughs> well, when I've met Sarah, she doesn't fucking muck about. Oh, Put no. it this way, folks. If she didn't like a wrestling match, she'll fucking tell you. She'll tell you in, in express fucking detail as well. Well, speaking of Sarahs, who will tell you if they don't like things. Yes. On the stream. Oh. Sarah Flash. <laughs> yes. I feel like I'm on such a different level right now, but it's actually very enjoyable. You're not. <laughs> it's when you realise that all of us are worth nothing in this podcast game. <laughs> Nothing. Does that include Sarah? And yes, Sarah. I've had a drink. <laughs> no, what? Really? We've all had a few. Fucking I, astonishing, I, isn't it? Our things over in the Flan residence right now is it a is a very sober night compared to us. I'm guessing. Oh, where's Jimmy yeah. Flan? Probably not on this level. He's probably watching something else in a different room. I've been watching 2009 PWG, not drinking. Wow. So. Definitely not, definitely not as buzzed, but I wish I was. I'm very jealous. Has he been watching RTE player? Because I have, because the Brothers Irish Sky player. So I watched but... a lot of reeling in the years, late, late toy, toy show. All those fucking films aren't on RTE player, and I'm annoyed because I wanted to. I quite fancy watching Black Panther on Christmas Day, and that was bullshit. 
Orty player is the worst thing to happen to people because it buffers. Old. It doesn't work. There's about 10 ads. But it has Batcher's Walk, a really, really good Irish program from the early 2000s, which I recommend everyone watch. It's and so Reeling good. in the Years. The, oh, St. Patrick's Day, I binged watch from the 70s to the 90s all the way through. It's, it's the best show. When it goes quiet, you know, something serious. The IRA is bombed somewhere. Yeah. You know, like, that's what's happened. And you're like, oh, it's getting really serious. And then it will go on to, like, a Joy Division song, or it will go on to a New Order song, and the government falls apart, and you're like, oh, here we go again. And then you forget what year in the 80s it is, because it all just, it's the same every single year. Peak programming. Highly recommend. Wow. Is this all in the JP Drive, JP, on Google? Because I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that. Emma G is the person to go to for this. Emma G (laughs) is the person to go to for reeling in the years content. She is very aware of when. um, What's that song? Um, Catch me if you can. My name is Dan. Should I be your man? You know that song, Sarah. I do. I do. But I don't know where I'd find it now, to be honest. On a sex offenders register is probably where we'd go with that. Um, but like, oh, God bless you, Sarah. You were the fucking queen of the round table this year. Mm, you really were. Yes. And, I and, I felt, and I felt bad because how much into TNA are you? There's um, a question. From 2008 to 2009, I could talk about all day. Hmm. After that, Where were no, you in 2002? Sarah, let's just get. Where was I in two thousand and two? Probably really upset that Chris Jericho had to main event that WrestleMania after uh, Hogan Rock because that's that's he's the only person I cared about then. What what happened in (laughs) two thousand and nine that made you go TNA? So Desmond Wolf had that great series with Kurt Angle, and then Hulk Hogan showed up, and then I was like, no. <laughs> Hulk Hogan ruined TNA. I always remember when they went up against WWE. That sounds like a very remember? likely story, actually. Yeah. I, I was, the I was in the dark from Hogan page. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like Hogan came in, Bischoff came in, the band came in. Who else? All those old guys. And then, like, the Motor City Machine Guns did nothing. And, that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. That's great. No one who was any good did anything. No. That was the worst thing about it was like Desmond Wolf being fucking ruined by this. And it's like, you're a great worker here, lads. Nah, fuck it. Let's get nasty boys in. Again, Sarah, I've had the drink. Sorry, apologize. But even sober, I think everyone can attest to the nasty boys being shite, though. Like, oh my God. Like, even in the mid 90s, they, they were good? shite. No. <laughs> Just because no, they're Hogan's friends. 1989. I'll give them 1989. If if I could ask you a question, Sarah, you obviously on um, the PWG podcast that you do, Journey Through Gorilla Island, Brody Lee, what's the best of him that you've seen in there? God. Was he even in PWG? I don't yeah. think he was. Really? I don't think he was. Oh, God. Imagine if he was now. I've been shown up to be a fraud. Oh <laughs> but I don't think God. he was. Don't worry, JP is probably the thra- fraud. I, trust me, at this point in time, you can get away with saying <laughs> no at this stage because I'm pissed. I don't think he Luckily was. Luckily for me, honor, though. I sleep 
in this direction here. And I, I'll try and pretend that none of this happened tomorrow morning. You can notice the slurring is very much fucking <laughs> impacting all of this speech at this stage. I mean, what time is it? Quarter to one? How long? You guys have been doing this for nearly four hours. Yep, since nine <laughs> o'clock, three hours, 43 minutes. Yeah. We, pre- we appreciate everyone who's stuck with us, though. Not that yeah. we're counting. <laughs> I can see oh. the ticker. There's a ticker in the corner. Obviously, other people can't see it, but that's. So I'm not surprised. You're actually doing pretty I'm... well to be still coherent at this point. God bless. I you. think so. I reckon what the podcast version might be a bit shorter. 2020. 2020. I struggle with that sentence. <laughs> Wait, what did God, you say, Sarah? <laughs> I, don't I know asked Sarah what you made of 2020, but that came across terribly. In every sense of the word. Um, My delivery, just everything in general, it was just like, oh, this is bad. He's in a bad way. And yes, he is in a bad way. You could say the same for 2020. 2020 was in a bad way. Oh, he's fucking awful. Didn't deliver. It started off strong. I think it started off really strong. And then just (laughs) started off really strong. And then took a nosedive. Everything Har- in 2020. Started off. Str- no. Well, that, no. That time is it? No, we'll be here an hour. Don't get me. Don't get me started. I have my Hiromu book That's beside the me, actually. fucking point, actually. There we go. One best super juniors have that, too. Got all my merch. Did your brother <laughs> get you those? Because no, that, I, that would argue for, like, <laughs> I, I've built my brother a lot tonight. <laughs> From getting me from that Waterford top. But your brother, surely, surely to God, he he's fucking on it when it comes to fucking serious presents. I did get Gareth's laughing. I did I'm, laughing the I'm laughing at the comment you can see on screen right now. <laughs> yeah, he is. Lindsay Duff, I'm sorry. That's completely unintentional. I'm not in a good way, mate. All right. I'll I'll be quiet for the next couple of days after this shit. Shall I ask some of the questions of the people that prepare for us, JP? Shall shall we go that route? I'm sorry. Yeah, (laughs) let's do that. Okay, Sarah, we're glad to have you here. You can help us out with uh, with some coherent answers to some of these questions as we uh, we we filter through the mailbag. We had uh, Monkey Buckles, uh, our mate uh, Mark Buckle, who's done incredible work on post this year. Great to see. He asked uh, which wrestler from WCW was the most criminally underused after WWE bought out WCW. And who was our favourite WCW Power Punk graduate that wasn't Goldberg? I was always partial to Horseshoe, who turned into Luther Reigns just because he was called Horseshoe and had a horseshoe shape on his head. But I feel like the, the obvious answer to that is Sean O'Hare. I think that's what everyone goes with. Yeah. Uh, he could do a swan on he was massive. I feel like that's enough. Um, I don't know. What are your thoughts, Sarah? What do you fuckers want? I'm trying to think. Was Mike awesome in WCW when they went over? Was he still in ECW? Because he's yeah, obviously yeah, the one that so I would right. throw in. Because he did mm-hmm. nothing with him. Who mm-hmm. else is there? The classic well, one. Well, the, the, classic one got, the classic one has got to be DDP, where he went from being oh one of the biggest stars in WCW to being some weird person stalking the Undertaker's like wife, like um, <laughs> yeah. ultimately resulting in absolutely nothing, like. Like DDP was a fucking star. Like, and they 
treated him like they would treat a, a, a WCW star. So that is the, yeah. Sorry, I'm drunk. The one for me. <laughs> Good lad, Gareth. I feel not alone here. <laughs> the power plant the, one. Um, the, um, Mike Sanders? Uh, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker. Mm. Okay. <laughs> we were all Buddy Lee Parker fans. Um, <laughs> our you know, mate, he, was uh, a, he was a cunt to Louis Theroux. He was a cunt to Louis Theroux. Didn't we get he a was a fucking arsehole. He has that fucking bullshit when you were there. It's like, oh, fuck off. You fucking carny shites. I was going to fucking bollocks. I was going to say Ron Reese was the most criminally underused, but they repackaged him as Drew McIntyre. We did actually get a, another question from a <laughs> fucking hell from from, from Stephen hey, Morgan's like who did who did ask what was our favourite part of Louis Theroux's weird weekends wrestling episodes. Um, uh, I would say, I think I think the promo from Louis Theroux to the camera is great. Yeah. Raven yeah. being a dick to him, that's probably my like my personal yes. favourite bit where Raven's just like, you don't stuff. know who I am. You don't as know the I company am. goes fucking under as well, I might mm. add. Mm. Uh, uh, fucking like magicians the they were. What was, was it? 190 fucking... De- what was it? His Mensa test that he took. What a fucking bullshit merchant Raven is. Sorry. Fucking uh, I liar. Like, I like the guy who worked in the garage. Who kept like hitting himself with like sheet metal over the head? Can you remember him? Yeah, I can. <laughs> Didn't Piper have a massive chat with him, being like, "You don't even know the half of it." At one point during that documentary, yes. like Piper proper sat down to ruin, like this is this is what this is about, and this is all that's this is all you need to know, and that's all I remember from that. Because mm. everyone else in the documentary, I was like, mm, they're not really great. <laughs> no. It's still cool, though. It's cool that Louis Theroux did an episode. That one and the rap episode that he did are my two favourites. Um, Is that Stephen the Morgan's... with the 9-11 kind of cover they do with the cats and then in front of the 9-11? Yeah. Yeah, I know that's offensive. But you know what? There's one of those going on every day in terms of COVID stuff. So get your fucking shit together, you conspiracy fucking nonces, weirdos. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Moving on. Uh, who do we think was uh, robbed the most from COVID? Uh, and also, do you think the views for AW will be up above a million if there have been crowds? I think AW in general are the ones who've uh, struggled. Uh, I, I, not struggled, to be fair. They've done well out of COVID. I think they've done the best out of like the COVID situation and made the most out of it. I think they. if you watch like BTE and you see their... Like, you see, like, the raw footage of their shows, and it just sounds like a dead building with, like, some wrestling happening in it. And they, they, to be fair, when it comes to the actual TV, they cover for it really well, and they do well. And I do think that, yeah, if it wasn't for COVID, we were after a big year of AEW this year. Would it be above Jeez. a million? I'm not sure. Um, I don't know. What do you reckon, uh, Sarah? On... This is uh, Jeremy's question at Bad Chemicals. Yeah, I think... I think they would be. I think just knowing what they were building to and the, like off the back of that really good pay-per-view they were building a bit of momentum and then they just fell off a cliff and the injuries and everything but considering how well they've done out of it now and i think we've all just become accustomed to it i think mm. they're doing pretty okay like you said mm. and i just you just know once they get back fans like proper crowds it's gonna be molten because people are just dying for it as well mm. um 
Now, like WWE, I don't know. They're they are happy out with their Thunderdome. They can control everything. It must be like a mm. godsend for them, right? Um, Vince, got who else? I'm getting the reactions he always wanted. It's like yeah. fucking Brazil with Terry Gilliam. It's fucking bleak <laughs> shit. Well, sorry, <laughs> Gareth. Any thoughts? Yeah, I, I think for me, I think I think Hangman Page. I think if there was crowds there, like fucking Ellie mm. would have been over like Rover by the end of this year. That would have been absolutely phenomenal. I think Pac mm. has lost out big time this year. I think where he was, I think with the Death Triangle stuff, I think with the people he probably would have ended up getting involved with would have been massive this year. I think mm. my boy John Silver, I think with live crowds, John Silver would have been over like fuck with the live crowds and... Mm. It would have been great to see those reactions there. But outside of that AEW bubble, like, obviously, you know, I don't watch a lot of WWE, but I just think, like, Bailey this year, I think Bailey is the heel. She's, like, one of my highlights of the year, and I think Bailey in front of live crowds been a heel, like, during the middle part of the year. I think she would have been getting massive reactions, and I think she's a big, like, she's a big loser this year, really. And, um, and I also think Drew McIntyre is someone who... This year is a big loser, really, because uh, because he's a big loser of the negative reaction that he would have got, and he would have been shunted down the card by now as well. So Drew would have been shunted out of the way by now as well, so we wouldn't have to be enduring him in any in any kind of way as well. So I think we're the big losers on that one. So um, there you go. They're my five. <laughs> um, okay, last question. Then we'll we'll ask for for this section. Uh, Stephanie Miller on Twitter asks. Uh, Best late nineties shock TV memories, shows, oh. etc. Mentioned South Park, Jerry Springer, Jackass. This was to be fair, like that period of, of life, like I feel like WB fit perfectly into. Um uh, it was like attitude, it was Jackass, it was Springer, it was kind of that was the that was the world then it all uh, it all fit perfectly into whatever Tom Green, whatever weird culture we were going through back then. What was the what was the best late nineties TV shock? Shock stuff. Um, I don't know. I always think Jackass. Like I remember, I've got great memories of. Uh, I don't know if you're too young for this one, sir, or whether you've uh, you've watched it back. Um, I was. Yeah, I watched fan. Jackass, but mm. I will say I am quite young for this. But I do mm. love South Park. South Park. Mm. See, South Park had like a big uprising when I was then in my teenage years as well. Mm. But I always went back and watched the episode. You knew South Park was big when Golga came out and WWF wearing wearing like a Cartman shirt, which I always found really funny looking back. But yeah, (laughs) too young for this. Yeah, and I I always thought that when um when uh, like Billy Gunn and Road Dog would be wearing like yeah like like the Cartman stuff, and it'd just be like I remember like it was just wrestlers wearing stuff from South Park. I thought that was the coolest thing in the world at the time. Um, Gareth JP, you two certainly are too young for this question. Uh, any thoughts? No, you're fucking. Gareth- <laughs> I'm not either. <laughs> How about cuts you, Gareth? Me like a, cuts me like a knife. The one for me is Celebrity Deathmatch on like yeah. MTV because that was yeah. like such a big TV show at the time, and obviously it's like Steve Austin was on there as like a whatever yep. a scene character kind of thing as one of like hosts, and it just sort of like demonstrated that mainstream cut through that wrestling had had that like you had Steve Austin as some character in in, in something. The like whole this. concept of the program, yeah, it was it was it was like wrestling. It it sort of helped me stop being someone who shied away from the fact that I was a wrestling fan to actually, you know, 
nudging into the acceptability of being a wrestling fan, which was like at the time was like was pretty good. But then I th- I just think um Beavis and Butthead as well, like again from my yeah. from my age, you know. And I think just things like where they were like ripping the shit out of the Hulk Hogan like um Hulk Hogan video. Like that's something that I definitely turn to every every month or something like that and just watch Beavis and Buttheads watching the uh, Hulk Hogan Hulk Hogan in Spandex playing his guitar, doing his theme tune. Like if nobody's watched that ever, or if nobody's watched that in the last week, watch it after this. Like watch it tomorrow. Because that is the best. Not right now. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> you be a state. <laughs> Don't tune out now. Um, yeah. I'd, I'd go along with that. The, the, the whole kind of um, uh, Steve Austin, MTV. Um, what was the name of that Celebrity program? Wrestling. Celebrity Wrestling, yeah. I'm pissed. So, yeah. Good celebrity deathmatch, not, not celebrity wrestling with Hulk Hogan. Celebrity deathmatch, it was, yeah. Celebrity deathmatch. Have a lot yeah. to drink. Eh? Don't fucking start asking me to recite names of the programs. That's not happening in all of this. That was great, though. Um, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to go with this. Sorry. All right. I'll ask our last question then before we let you uh, you, you escape from here, Sarah. <laughs> this I'm is from. I'm so uh, sorry, Sarah. She it looks like a good she's idea when I messed you at the time. Just, uh, it's gonna no. Go on. Hey. <laughs> I'm hoping you're a fan. Uh, who wins this no hold barred uh, tag team match? This is from Athers on Twitter. Phil and Grant Mitchell versus Barry Grant and Trevor Jordash. Do you know those oh, names? I know how this works. The Mitchell brothers. Mm. But we have to live in a world where Peggy Mitchell isn't dead and she's in their corner. True. Do we? That's... Yeah. What a great manager she'd be. Babs, come on, JP. With the slap, the traditional manager slap, it would be perfect. I, I'm expecting Barry to leave Trevor in there with the Mitchell brothers to lead up to a Brookside style feud. And it's Barry who's going to fucking turn on them here. Not Jordash. Look. So he's buried under the the patio. So as far as he's concerned, that's where he is. Uh, well, I will say this, Benna. We've been to Brooks, Brookside Close. We have. There's a lot of fields around there, isn't there? A lot of fucking woodland area. I mean, like, I can't get my head around that general area as a fucking reason. And I know this is nothing to do with the question whatsoever, but I find it fucking odd. But at the same time, Barry Grant is turning on whoever's there. You're laughing, and I'm suggesting it's probably not good that you're laughing in this. But at the same time, yeah, this isn't good. It's not good. When I'm seeing Gareth like this, I'm thinking, oh, God, he's corpse in here, this fucker. But at the same time, I don't know where I am with this. Well, we've killed JP. All I would say on this one is that I definitely see Grant and Phil as very much like the Road Warriors, your big meat yeah. who were very much like they're, they're, they're in it for the fight. They're not going to fucking job to anyone or something like that. And then when I look on the other side of the coin and I see Barry and Trevor Jordash, and I see Trevor Jordash, and like Trevor Jordash is like somebody who abused his partner and abused her daughter so he's very Britress for one um 
which I don't. Uh, from, what I know, from what I know about Sorry. Barry Grant, Barry Grant ain't fucking gonna let that shit fly. So Barry Grant's nah. fucking off, and he's leaving Trevor to get his fucking oh, egg kicked in. Did by he Grant not kill himself. Terry's wife? No. Uh, yeah, but ba- ba- Barry don't take that shit, and like Barry's Barry's very much kind of like the um, if Brookside Brookside's your Brookside's your NWA, isn't it? To your to your East Enders WWF. So like so. Yeah. Barry's very much your Ric Flair, isn't he? He's very much the uh, is is he guy who would like, and and especially for the way he was, like he was a bit flash. He was the top dog. He liked to he liked to drive a Jag. He liked to have the uh, he like he liked to have the money and things like that. Yeah. But he but but he's a fucking push Terry's wife off the fucking cliff. At the, well, at, at, the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, he had relatively good morals. Barry Grant. He worked his way up, and he wasn't accepting that shit. So he'd leave fucking Jordash to get his egg kicked in. By Grant and Phil, but then he'd probably sneak in at the end Take and just like say the voice, yeah, yeah. Che- che- cheeky roll up on Grant or something like that at the end there, and I think Barry would take the win because he'd use his fucking brain like the he- good heel that he was, like uh, intelligent heel that he was, and uh, that's a uh, that, that that's that's where I think it would go. Sarah, so, how much? Given this far too, how far. much of this are you getting at this stage? Well, I lo- I loved EastEnders when I was younger, like I loved it. Bet into it now. The Christmas Day, the most iconic one for me was the Branning storyline. Remember when they showed the video of Max and Stacy? I think it was 2007. Mm. Ingrained in my brain. Um, you won't get Teddy like that anymore. No, no. Now they kill Ian Beale with no with no real stakes. Like all I heard, all I heard all Christmas was out. The Ian Beale storyline was shite. Um, yeah. 2020 hasn't been good for storylines, has it? Across the no. board, mm. everyone's lost their magic. Yeah, everyone's slipping. Yeah, pandemic. The fucking worst, really has. <laughs> oh well. Before we uh, we let you go, Sarah, is there uh, anything you want to plug or anything you want to mention? You've you've been up to the last while. Obviously, we had you on a, a couple of roundtables, so that was great. Appreciated that from you this year. Uh, what else have you had going on in twenty twenty, and what's uh, what's going on with you into next year? God, who knows? Um, I suppose the wrestling never stops at Grill Island. We still have plenty of years left in front of us. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to check out 2004 PWG, we just put up a new episode. Um, I'm Brody sure I'll Lee up... never appeared in yeah. PWG as no bro- no bro- in the comments. No so. Brody Lee, but I watched Brody Lee in Ring of Honor in Age of the Fall, which no one brings up. I wonder why. Mm. Um, <laughs> sad. Great stable, though, especially for, for me. Uh, loving Jimmy Jacobs with You're red speaking hair, to the official Ring of Honor yeah. historian here when you mention this stuff, Sarah. Age Fall, one of the greatest factions of all time. Never recognized by them, but you know, <laughs> you do. That whole angle when they had the uh, Jay Briscoe's blood coming down onto Jimmy Jacobs' white jacket. Bet one of the best angles of all time. One of the best one of the best visuals in wrestling history, I would say. It is. It's it's absolutely vile and disgusting, but you remember it, so that's mm. what that's what you need. Um, Sticks with you. Exactly. Um, anything uh, else to plug? Probably not. Um, I'll probably write something at some point about Hiromu again, because that's all I actually care about now. Hopefully wrestling. appear on a, on a round table or a spotlight soon enough as well. That's yes. what I'd hope. Can, can, can I just say, you've been the absolute star of every round table that you've been on, and like I've loved every time you've been on there. So yes, let's have more of that, Sarah, please. Yes. I'll happily take that. I'll get a crown. <laughs> I'll get a crown to wear on um, that no one will see, but you guys will see. You Uh, heard this, Sarah, from me first. The brother is overrated. He's a (laughs) lovely bloke, Jimmy. 
but he's overrated. <laughs> well, I won in Mario Party on Christmas, so I think that makes me number one flan. That's that's how I take it, to be honest. Yeah. That's that's so how I win. Well, Proudly got my uh, my Oberhausen Open uh, medal over here. I've got my trophy over here that is uh, on display. So yeah, Brilliant. hopefully, uh, like we said to Alan, we said to Will, hopefully we can all catch up at some point next year and uh, all be in Germany together again. Eh? Yeah, in a bowling alley, whatever about the resting to see fast time moodoo yeah, yeah. or something. Um, I and don't no, know. Nuxle's invited. I think that's probably fair too. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely none. <laughs> they're they're barred at the door. Unless Daisuke Sakamoto shows up again, then I'll let him in. But that's well, a lovely it. bloke. Even when Benno's saying buy him a drink, he's struggling here, and it's like, uh, were you in that queue at that point in time? <laughs> Daisuke Sakamoto, what am I on about? I'm pissed, Sarah. I'll Sarah. Shut up. Sarah, we've loved having you on. Thank you for everything you've done with us this year. Thank, and thank you for your patience Sarah. tonight. <laughs> thank you, Sarah. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the rest of it. Thank you. <laughs> See ya. All right, guys. What I'm going to say is... Good shout, Banner. <laughs> we will wrap the actual podcast section here. But if you guys fancy it, do you want to stay on YouTube and answer a few more bonus questions? Yeah, uh, go on. Is that good with you guys? JP, you're going to be all right? I'm not ready to go to bed anytime soon. I, I want to stay on the stuff. line. I'm not how, much, how much it's costing you in data, Benno. <laughs> it is. It I've is been struggling for two hours. I won't lie. It's at least two hours I've been thinking, this is a fucking shit show. Look, lads, I'll carry I'll on, a, Benno. I'll put an extra 20 quid in the electricity meter, another tenner in the internet meter. We'll be all good. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, for the podcast sections, we'll, uh, we'll say our goodbyes. Follow me on Twitter at BensonRichardE. Gareth, where can uh, where can people find you and what should we plug? Follow at Grapple App on Twitter and download the Grapple App at um, you know them places. There we go. <laughs> and I think JP's disappeared. I think we killed him. Um, but you can what? follow JP on Twitter. We didn't kill him. We didn't I kill think him. he killed himself. I'm worried about him here, Gareth. We've uh, we've got people in the chat wanting us to beat the Ogden's record. I don't think JP is going to make it. Um, but if you want to see us try uh, again, tune into the other video version of this podcast. But yeah, thank you everyone who's listened and has uh, stuck with us this long. We'll catch you again soon. Wrestle Kingdom next week. Steps on. See you then. Bye. See, JP's not even here to do it. JP's not here, so I'll do the bye for once. (laughs) Wake up your mind. getting this on Alvarez, are you? Well, can I tell you a story, right? So, this, this you will is, anyway. Don't realize, mate. If you meet God, he'll have a fucking few cans of fucking old Jamaican ginger beer in his fridge. <laughs> you will do.
Will, do you like lilt? Just out of curiosity. <laughs> did, well, I, do you I, be, I, I, you've been watching that India, um, sorry, sorry, Jelly, last bit of non-wrestling talk. India, Australia, make, you watching don't that? Make, don't make promises that you can't keep, Jake. India, Australia, you've been watching it or not? <laughs> I, I, I have been watching. Wow. I have photos of me with what appear to be multiple sex offenders and me and my children with them, yeah? <laughs> and also as one of me and the great O'Connor. It's when you realise that all of us are worth nothing in this podcast game. <laughs> nothing. Does that include Sarah? And yes, Sarah. I've had a drink. <laughs> no, what? Catch me if you can. My name is Dan. Sure, I'm your man. You know that song, Sarah. I do, I do, but I don't know where I'd find it now, to be honest. <laughs> On a sex offenders register is probably where we'd go with that. Um, but like, I trust me. At this point in time, you can get away with saying no at this stage because I'm pissed. I don't think he was. Luckily he didn't for me, I sleep in this direction here. And I, I'll try and pretend that none of this happened tomorrow morning. <laughs> Fuck off, you fucking carny shites. I was going to fucking I, bollocks. Nine eleven kind of cover they do with the cats and then in front of the nine eleven. Yeah, yeah, I know that's offensive, but you know what? There's one of those going on every day in terms of COVID stuff. So. Get your fucking shit together, you conspiracy fucking nonces. Uh, well, I will say this, Benna. We've been to Brooks, Brookside Close. We have. There's a lot of fields around there, isn't there? A lot of fucking woodland area. But at the same time, I don't know where I am with this. So I'm going to leave it go at that stage. Oh, well, we've I'll... killed JP. 